We're live. Painkiller Already, episode 267. We have three sponsors tonight. Painkiller Already is being brought to you by Movement Watches, where high quality doesn't have to break the bank. Dollar Shave Club, Shave Time, Shave Money, Dollar Shave Club, and of course, our old friend, Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code PKA at checkout and get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. We will talk more about all three of those sponsors later on in the show. But first things first, we got Philip DeFranco with us tonight. Philly D, What's up? how you doing, man? Good, man. It's been a while. It has. It's it been has. too long, too I'd long. say. I would say I know. that um, some might even say you haven't accepted all of our invites. <laughs> so as far as we the not accepting. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, as far as not accepting, that's because I'm like the worst person. Uh, my friends know that like I just don't return text messages. It's not because I'm above it. I just suck at it. Uh. I do the same thing where if someone sends me something trying to make plans, I type it all out and then I get distracted and then it gets to a critical time where it's like seven hours later and it's like if I send this text now, I look like more of an ass than if I just at this point don't respond. And so it's like, well, my bed's been made. I'm not responding. You know? Yeah, at that point, I'm just like I screen cap it. I'm like, look, it was like it was like this. I meant to send it. But like I was, I've been so stressed for time. Like when I called before we started, I was, I was gonna do the podcast while I was driving because I was that stressed out that I was. If you could turn the video on, that would have been cool. That would have been a fun experience. Then we'd have gotten to see you get pulled over on the show. Yes. Do the ticket, the whole thing. Am maybe, I being detained? Yeah, yeah. Maybe the, cop, maybe the cop takes exception to you vlogging. You know, your, 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 uh, you know, him pulling you over and your eventual arrest, and and. That would be fun. Can you tap on your mic, Phil? Make sure you're using the best one. That's the one. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Is it not that good? It's echoey. When... I don't know if you can get it closer to you. Oh, it is? I think the room is echoey. I could probably, uh, I could move. How hard is that? I didn't know that was a it's choice. Not... I mean, I'm on a laptop. Yeah, do, oh, it, do we're... it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find a room with World's better... your oyster. Yeah, yeah, make it happen. Actually, give us a little tour. Can you narrate the move? I'm like, I'm going to go from this echoey room to, I'm like, wait, what am I, what am I attached to? What am I tethered to? All right. This is my office at my house that I never actually use. Right. I, I try to have like a... Uh, you need some oil paintings or something. Right? All oh, right, did better. you hear how much better the sound got just there? Yeah. Oh, well, that's so like good. my, that's my little cage. One second, I got to find, there's too many lights in this damn house. You know, I, I hope the listeners of Painkiller already appreciate my audio assholishness. It, it really... Woody can't brag on himself right now, so I'll step in for it. <laughs> that I would have done the whole show and just kind of been like, ah, feels a little echoey. Like, whatever. Wouldn't have even thought about it. But as soon as he walked out here, he sounds so much better. Yeah, I'll be right back. Yeah, so you're on point with that. Yeah. All right, so what are we going to talk about first? I have a topic in mind. Do you want to do competing topics? Sure. <gasps> so I have two. Obviously, well, one of them's Taylor's. He suggested Amy Schumer, and I like that one. Mm -hmm. um, there's also The Revenant, although Taylor hasn't seen it yet. At some point, I'd like to give my my impressions about it. Maybe I don't know. Since I, <sighs> I at some I, point, I, I'd like to stop having my internet ass kicked by my Revenant like, dislike. Like, like, it's like, been like, a month I, now. I, I took a notebook with me to the movie so that I could like. <laughs> So that I could properly yeah. talk about this thing, I wanted to make sure that like I didn't forget anything, and I wrote down everything I found memorable, the videography, and and I did a little research. I I really enjoyed the film, so I'd like to talk about it at some point. Mm -hmm. But I don't. It's difficult. Did you only write in the notebook when you were in the theater, or like when you ordered popcorn? Were you kind of like giving them a glare and writing something? <laughs> down, like, like um, you call this shoddy service at concessions. <laughs> oh, you're gonna you're gonna put 
two pumps of butter in my jumbo tub. Is that is that something you think's appropriate? No, no, don't do more. I'm, I'm trying to just get a feel for what you do here. You know? just well, I, uh, I felt like a real snob taking the notebook into the movie, but there was literally well, like like nobody. Yeah. There was there was no. First of all, it fits right in my jacket, right? It's a little notebook, so like you know, it goes right in my jacket pocket. You can't see it. Uh, but, but second of all, I you know, it's two and a half hour movie. The, he's traveling across the country. I wanted to make sure I didn't forget any of the little tidbits of the things that happened along the way and the things I appreciated about the, the cinematography and stuff. There were like two or three shots I found were just incredible. Um, but so, so that's my topic is The Revenant. You suggest Amy Schumer. What do you have to suggest as a topic, Mr. Gamertag? Um, I think it's the Fine Brothers. And I'm especially interested in Phil's take on this. Ah, yes. They're, yeah, I'll, uh, they're I'll talk about this in one second. They're being billed as trying to copyright the concept of reaction videos. Yes. Um, that doesn't seem realistic. Well, just at a if, first glance. Uh, they, they wrote in the comments, and I, I have the video that we can watch together. Um, they, they say in the comments, look, we're not trying to copyright reaction videos. We're trying to complement our format of reaction videos. I'm sorry, copyright? I think I said comment. We're trying to copyright our format of reaction videos. They feel like their idea is being stolen. They said they've been making YouTube videos for 12 years and, uh, and that you know people are copying their idea and now they're trying to copyright it and make people license the way that they do reaction videos. Do you guys want to see the video? It's about two and a half minutes long. Yeah. I will watch it. I watched a bit of it earlier. I'm a little nervous watching this video. No, it's about three and a half minutes long. Knowing that oh, they we're apparently are pretty, the, we're reacting to the reaction video. This will be great. Oh no! Careful, this is copyrighted. Um, are you guys ready? I am ready. Ready, mm -hmm. set, play. Hello, everyone. We are very excited to bring you an announcement today. It's a really big announcement, Ben. Our company has grown so much over the years, and we are so grateful to have experienced this with all of you who've been with us for years, as well as new people who join the Fine family every day. And it's because of all your support that we're now announcing this big thing that will bring us closer than ever before by creating a new way for us to create content together. This is not only a huge step for our company, but for the entire global media industry. Ever since React first debuted over five years ago, we saw the impact of the series. The franchise has grown beyond our wildest imagination, and it's been humbling to see the impact it's had on the world. We strive with React to be making episodes that will not just be interesting and entertaining now, but live on forever as a time capsule even a hundred years from now that people can look back at what various generations were saying about culture and the issues of our time. So you're wasting your time going on the internet, going to the comments, I can't tell if they're and typing some racial right slur for a Cheerios commercial. Is this really a time capsule of reactions or communities across the world? No, they're serious about that. Here's something all of you have wanted and we wanted to. I thought they were joking. The way to make that's that a ridiculous claim. <laughs> I think it is. I think they're I would stand by their claim. I, think about it. You're getting with us. And that's all it really is. It literally is that. You're getting like a 60-year-old person's reaction on something starts. All our popular shows online so that anyone even you watching right now can create your own versions in a fully legal way and be part of a new and exciting global community. In entertainment industry terms, when you create a version of a show based on someone else's format, this is called licensing, which many TV shows have done over time. 
For example, Britain's Got Talent and America's Got Talent. It's the same show format, but licensed legally to be created in other locations. So with React World, we've created a new way to license formats in the digital age. And unlike in TV, where you have to pay huge amounts up front, we're providing the license with no upfront fees. Instead, we're sharing revenue with you after you start uploading. Along with the license, we're going to be giving you a bunch of resources to help you create the shows, make money, and get featured and promoted by us in various ways. Find out more in the links below. Part of why we believe this initiative is important is due to witnessing many creators, ourselves included, having their shows and formats blatantly stolen by companies and people, both online That's and That's a online. lot of dislikes. And we implore everyone not to support those companies and channels. 30,000 to 30,000. you notice someone ripping someone's wow, format it's off, almost don't stand perfectly for it. We've been creating shows online for nearly 12 years. <laughs> you know, so and over, as YouTube and entertainment has evolved, over 62,000 <laughs> total comments so and, the, and the, you know, the, the split is like 43. Oh, they need to throw in something negative about Robin Williams and they'll break that 50-50. Ma'am's a national treasure, Woody. I've learned. I've that coming. Got any comments about Princess Diana while you're at it? Like, come on, man. You knew that wasn't going to go well. Alright, so let's talk about this. I think we got the gist of it. Let me sum it up, because in case people didn't get it. Please. I'm not aware of it, but I think they feel like people have been copying their format to reaction videos. And I'm glad I've watched this more than once because um, I start to understand it better in repetitive watches. And um, what they want to do is say, all right, rather than you just do what I do and rip off my idea, I'll license it to you. No upfront cost. I'll even give you some graphics packages and maybe promotion. They, they said promotion on there. I'm sure they don't promote every Tom, Dick, and Harry, though. Um, and, uh, and it's had some other little things like, but hey, you'll exist under their umbrella and then you might have a successful show, but they're splitting the money with you, right? You, they invented this format and I guess they feel entitled to other people doing it. What so, format did they invent? Like, the, I, that's what I'm struggling to understand their claim. That's where Just, I'm stuck too. Like, I, I feel like they would have had a stronger claim if it was a more original idea. I don't know what that idea is exactly. I think it's doing reactions to certain topics with a very specific category of people as your, as your focus group, right? Um, it's, which seems hard. It, it seemed like, to me, like what Taylor makes up a show like, American, like American... When I think of American Idol, I think of the whole thing, you know, the, the graphics and everything. Um, but, so, so I feel like it's kind of hard for them to... Yeah, they don't have I, much I, to stand on. However, let me add this. As a content creator, if, if that was my thing right now, let's say that I am in my head, I know I'm ripping them off every week, but my videos are getting 10,000 views, which is pretty, pretty successful if, if, you're, if you're just ripping somebody else's thing off. I would want to get on board with them because maybe these people who have this big organization and all this funding will say, hey, this guy over here who's kind of doing what we're into is good at it and he's got some things he could add to our videos. You could end up you know, doing this for a living rather than a hobby. I feel like if I, like I made... like. If I made videos talking about, like, giving my opinion on current events, I don't think Philly D would be able to say, no, Woody, talking about current events is my domain. So, so here's, what I'll, here's what I'll say. Uh, one, I've been in their, their videos before. I'm, uh, I've, I'm friends with them. I haven't been them, in them uh, in a while for the previously mentioned terrible at responding back to people. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I only found out about this uh, on the car ride home because someone actually... Uh, a tuber that I won't name texted me and he said, hey, I have a great idea, Phil. You should, uh, you should start a network and anyone that, that does news, sue them. Uh, but but that's, that's the thing. Everything that I'm seeing here, 
it seems like a communication problem. Like they've they've now posted. I'm looking at onto Facebook about there were rumors that they 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 tried to get a copyright on React, which they don't actually have, and they said that they're not doing. Uh, they're no they're not trying to shut down or sue anyone. Uh, I I see this as a potential positive, right? So think of it like I launched SourceFed, uh, a news channel, but it's very limited in that it's English speaking, right? So if I don't want to do the footwork and I want SourceFed Espanol, I want to do SourceFed Germany because it blew up there, SourceFed uh, Brazil, right? Um, all of a sudden I could license out, have people inside of a network if you want to call it, but it is more of a licensing deal. And then I can just kind of do quality control to make sure they're not murdering people on the channel. Uh, and then I can, based off of if I'm the fine bros and I'm getting hundreds of millions of views and I have a massive sales team, then I can then bring them into the folds of, of uh, sponsorships I'm already getting. I think there's a huge upside, but what you're doing is you're making a video that is a business video to an audience that is largely young people or people that aren't necessarily thinking of it in a business sense. And so I think that's, <laughs> that's the problem, right? If you talked about half of the deals on YouTube to people that don't have deals on YouTube, they lose their damn mind. Very good point. That's my, yeah. that's my opinion. Yeah. The also, audience. I'll be right back. I'm gonna close the door because my dog's being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I um. Yeah, that's true. I. The only objection I have to this, right? Because there's a, there's some win-win in here. Like, hey, we're gonna give you some support. You're gonna make videos in our in our family of videos, and this will be a thing. Um, the only downside is I, I. It comes across to me as if they think they have a copyrightable idea, that they're somehow being infringed upon, and. I've always thought that you know, some ideas are just not original enough what if, to what warrant if you do, infringing. I was the first. So before me, if you to get Call of Duty tips and tricks, you had to watch a whole twelve-minute video and hope to glean like a little tip from there, like the way that Hutch made them, the way that Cnanners made them, the way that Wings made them. You watch the whole video and then you know, 11 minutes of it would be what they feel, what they're doing, or et cetera. And then there might be one little piece in there like, hey, did you know if you had color blindness, you can see even stealth blind, stealth bombers, right? And then you'd be like, oh, that's a thing I didn't know. I was the first guy to make a video that I know of uh, that only had the tip part. I'd make 90 second video and say, hey, here's the thing you might not have known. If you use the color blindness, for some reason, stealth bombers aren't stealthy. Hey, here's the thing you might not have known. You know, here's a line of sight where you can see the B flag by looking underneath this house and estate or something like that. And um, uh, they were popular. So people would ask me, Woody, can I make a video? Can I do a quick tip? And I'd say, yes, of course you can. That idea is not original enough for me to claim, you know, it, what, shorter but video? is seniors react a, a good enough one? Like, like clearly, I think they're the first no. one to be like seniors react. If you make your own video series also called seniors react, and you know you do it in a similar format, the same editing and everything. You know you superimpose boxes and everything. You make it look just like yeah. theirs. Aren't you crossing some ground? Some ground there? Not like, really. Seems... I'm starting up my own series, Responses of the Elderly, and I think it's going <laughs> to do really well. Elder you Thoughts know? is mine. Elder. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know well, you're starting it after me. Mine's just Woody's think... friends. I think that would be the, <laughs> that would be the interesting test if if all of a sudden you do elder responses to videos <laughs> or whatever, and then you see if anyone comes at you, but. I mean, the question becomes, is that different enough? But, I mean, if, if someone came out with, um, let's say someone came out with Asians React, do you think that that could be close enough? 
like someone's trying to piggyback off of the brand. Well, Would I that be like, uh, the, the fact you can't use React as part of the brand? Like I don't. That's the only part of their video I didn't like. But they're like, oh, we've been doing this for twelve years, which is a huge feat because that's a year longer than YouTube's been around. That's what I was uh, thinking. I was like, wait a yeah. minute. Wow, were you doing this on fucking uh, albino black sheep? You know, keeping people updated back then. But and then it's just it's too vague to copyright. It's not fair to say, oh, you can't record other people's genuine responses about something. Like they already have a good thing going. I've said for ages that like how original the idea, at least in the COD community, right? How original your idea is kind of has a bearing on how long you should have it exclusively to you, right? You know, if if like what. like Pat Xbox Ahoy is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. He did a thing about guns and like their history and with the graphics package and such that no one else had done, right? In, in my mind, that was different enough from what everyone else was doing that you gotta gotta be hands off for like a year and a half, which is a long time in the in the you know, YouTube world. Um, on the other hand, my quick tip idea, instant hop on, right? It just wasn't really that groundbreaking or original it was what people were already doing without the fluff um mail monday no one else was really doing that in quite the way i was so i don't know six months something like that you know before you you make your own maybe not rip off the name exactly well if they rip off the name in some way that's kind of a thing but the idea of like writing in or or sending a message to someone and getting their take on it is is as old as you know for sure radio i mean i'm you know you don't see me reaching out to jimmy kimmel being like reading mean tweets really that was my thing yeah casey Kasem's not gonna be rolling over in his grave because uh, you've read someone's letter or something but i I think you could make a a pitch like that about mostly because they let him decompose in that bag mostly so (laughs) they um it's true reacting isn't a new thing either like the fine brothers didn't invent it I like their idea. I, I, I feel like maybe they, they, based on the reaction they've gotten, they clearly put it out there in the wrong way. They, I, I, don't, I don't think, I think they've got a good idea there. And like if I, if I were one of these guys making reaction videos, I would probably be pretty interested in what they're offering there. The, the idea of some infrastructure and some guidance and, and some help from people who are clearly the best in the business. Um, but I think the people who are really getting uh, like their panties in a bunch don't even make videos. They're just fans, and they're 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 just injustice warriors. And they they think the little guy might be getting trampled on a bit. And they're like, "Oh no, you don't, you <laughs> bitch cocksuckers!" You know, that's that's all that's going on. I here think you're 100%. onto something there. Yeah. yeah. I, in, I, I, Who like if, what video producers out there like? Fuck you. React is what I do. I started it last year, but mine's better. Like nobody's doing that. That'd I wish suicide. their pitch was a little more on how they could help and grow smaller channels than yeah. how they're going to stomp on smaller channels, which is how it came off. I'd have offered a contest. I've been like, we're going to look for that. We're going to have a show where we look for the, we're going to find the top three best uh, react channels out there and they're going to compete against each other. And you know, we're going to have, we're going to find one who joins our YouTube's team. YouTube's like, got reactions. Yeah. And all you got to do to be part of the reality show we're going to put on is join our network and get started. You know, they could have sold yeah, sign it. Sign this perpetuity than... contract. <laughs> madness. Yeah, it seems like they just did a bad job explaining it. And like if they actually were trying to patent, I guess, or copyright react videos, that would be beyond the pale stupid because you can't just say that people can't do react videos because you do it. Like that's just because you're the biggest channel. It doesn't make sense. I want to say so it'd be like Kyle copywriting gun videos because he's the biggest one out there I, or opening a gun network where you can shoot guns whenever you want. And then I'll take your shitty video, laugh at it quietly by myself and then go back to my channel where it's successful. You mentioned the copyright thing. So I found this off a Reddit link called 
Fine Brothers try to copyright the idea of React videos even though that idea is older than Fine Brothers or something like that. It was real close to that. I'm like, oh, well, no wonder everyone's like coming to this video with mm -hmm. kind of a twisted head. No wonder I had to watch it twice before I feel like I really got what they were doing. Um, not trying to own the whole idea of React videos, but instead saying people who mimic their format too much, you should yeah. be licensed. I can't yeah. believe yeah. that Reddit would upvote something so clearly biased. That right? Hot. Crazy talk. Usually they're pretty I, uh... even keel. <laughs> yeah, I, what I take away from that is I got no problem with what they're trying to do there. I don't think they're going to – they're clearly saying we're not trying to step on any little guys here. But if you're outright just copying what we do, you, you're kind of a subsidiary of us. Or at least you should be. If you, and you, in my opinion, you should want to be. If you're that guy, that, that hypothetical guy I keep mentioning who's doing Elders React right after they upload Elders React and yours gets 5K and theirs gets you know a million or whatever, uh, you're – you you should want to be uh, under with working with these guys. Remember Get as close the to them as you can. Channels? Remember the girls with big boobs would be like, "Oh yeah, this oh, is me watching ones. FPS Russia." You know? <laughs> yeah, these are the responses. It's all just straight down camera angles. Uh huh. Oh, I was talking to Richard about this when we were out in Texas a couple months ago, and, and, and we talked Carry about on, that Kyle. at length. I hated those fucking response bitches so so much. Oh, they were so bad. They were. They would get me and uh, Epic Meal Time, and there's two or three other channels. I think they they do it to fill. And basically, what I'm gonna for anyone who doesn't know, so Epic Meal Time would upload a video called "Biggest Pasta Ever." The response girl would immediately upload a video called "Re the Biggest Pasta Ever." She would copy the tags. She would copy the description of the video. She would copy everything. And the way YouTube was set up then, it would immediately be in the in the top of the related videos. And that means that, you know, Epic Meal Time at the time probably had 5 million subscribers or something like that. So 5 million people are being channeled to this page. And she is through no, she didn't earn it in any way. She's just being awarded this prize spot of being a related video to this literally epic video. And, and she would bleed off anywhere from 5,000 views to sometimes quarter million views. And it's, she's such a dope. Those bitches were all the same. And I'm sorry, they just were. Like, you could tell they were dumb bitches. And they would just be like, it, it's like cleavage. Like, sometimes the top of the frame would be here. Like, I'd be like, do you have a fucking forehead? Because they want to get as much cleavage in there mm -hmm. as possible. And she was like, yeah, just watch this FPS Russia machine gun and <sighs> so many bullets. My favorite and, part oh, was the thing that went boom. And, and that was oh, it. And, and you have boom. to realize, so when... When Kyle makes uh, make it up like a million view video, right? His other videos might get two hundred thousand more views. You know, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, you know, I haven't watched one of these for a while." The related video Let's spot is what, a very good spot. It's a cool spot, right? So when she gets a quarter million views for her, what did I think about this video? Those are views that a lot of them would have otherwise went to Kyle. They would have been hit. Like you sort of want your your related normally videos to be your... the related views are my videos, mm -hmm. but she was taking some of those spots from me. So she's and and you know like she's making pennies when I should be making dollars because she's not got she doesn't have the same CPM and I I, I that's what I need to do is go on Twitter and explain that to the masses. They'll they'll relate <laughs> they'll they'll be on my side when I'm like, come on, she's yeah. going, she's pushing a seventy cent CPM and I'm pushing four dollars. This is bullshit. Hey, Hey, we, can call, we can call them dumb and call them names, but part of me respects that scam. Part of it's me will always scam. respect. Part of me will Whoever always respect. Whoever invented it. Part of me will always respect manipulation. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. I'm too pure. I don't respect it. I, I no, want to fix I it. it. Like um, it's it's not respectable, 
but like when I would see those, I would kind of be like, ah, you slimy bitch. Like you figured out something that I didn't even think of. And like the responses, like Kyle said, there was nothing of value at any point throughout. And it would, it would just be like a 30 second video of, you know, I'd say it's borderline too much pasta for their epic meal. You know, who needs that? Like just nothing. Nothing at I all. Know. I mean, I just, I just know that I can't hate too much because ten years ago, nine years ago, it would be, it would all be about getting what was it, Marina Orlova, hot for words in my videos. I would talk about news, and then I'd randomly have word of the day, just so I could have like a, a beautiful woman as my thumbnail, because thumbnails yeah. don't bother me a bit. I don't I care what anybody that. puts in their thumbnail or their title or their description or anything, as long as you're not manipulating some Google algorithm in some way. But I felt like they were just. I felt like they really, that's what I felt like they were doing. They were manipulating the algorithm. I, I felt like, and in a way that just seemed so easy and unfair. <laughs> like, like, like it, they, weren't, they, weren't try, they weren't working hard for those views at all. They were just, Dude, that's, they were just piggybacking. And, I've and got one of those. Upsetting. Yo Mama. Do you remember the Yo Mama channel? Yeah, so yeah. This yeah, had the, no impact. Let me explain this. Back in the day, there was a, a, the, there was a YouTube homepage, a front page that wasn't unique to you like it is now. Instead, they'd just be like most popular video, most views, top in comedy, top this. One of them was top favorites. And my channel was the size that if I did something special and I asked for favorites, I may or may not make it there. Like I could just like scratch and claw to get onto the homepage sometimes. I think I maybe did it like five or six times and tried maybe 10, right? And, um, but it wasn't like I did it every video. It was just like, ooh, right? Like here's one where I, like the dog collar video or something. Like, And it was very beneficial because I don't remember what the numbers mm -hmm. were. At the time, YouTube wasn't as big, but it was like, I don't know, 25 million people are going to hit this homepage in the next 12 hours and you get a prime spot. And so they had most viewed, most favorited, and then most viewed in each category. So if you timed it just right, you could get all three. Well, no. You're doing crazy shit. Only FPS Russia could do that. No. Regular fucks like me would not like get most favorited, then get propelled to most views, and then get propelled to most some other. I never triple or quadrupled on the homepage in my life. But I might get one there. And Yo Mama had a cheating system. They, they somehow had like 10,000 channels sign up to allow them to remotely favorite using those channels. And they would upload these awful videos. It'd be like one minute long. Yo mama's so dumb, she sold her car for Animated, animated videos. Yeah. Poor animation. Poor animation, rehashed yo mama jokes that, that yeah. weren't great. But and they would, go but, ahead, you know. Yeah, but then they'd click the button and they'd get 10,000 likes and just knock whoever Favorites. was on the page off. Now, Kyle would get like 40,000 likes. He was never impacted by this thing. But I, um, I, Sometimes I would upload just to fuck them. I'd see that their video was up. And here's the funny thing. You could see when they pushed the button because mm -hmm. they would go from like 34 favorites to 10,034. But if I ask for favorites, I, can get, I, I would get 40,000, 30,000, shit like that. And it was really fun to knock them right off the homepage. I did it intentionally a couple times. Yeah. And the way YouTube works, like sort of right out of the gate is when you, you typically get most of your views. Not always, but most of the time. These guys out of the gate, when they like go to their subs or whatever, would get like 15,000 views. And yeah, 10, the, if, 10 if, you likes. Graphed it, if you graphed it, it was like barely any. And then day two, boom, yeah. just out of nowhere. They'd press the front page button on a two or three day old video. And then suddenly they've got a million views. And uh, it was always, it was like this cheap thing. YouTube eventually like figured out how they were doing it and disallowed it. And then that channel never got anywhere again.
this makes me so happy because I just remember ranting like just to friends like how the fuck is this a thing how is this channel popular oh you didn't know no i mean i knew like one of the guys that was behind it keep the heat yeah and now he has like some weird network thing i don't know i don't know what he does i always envied his hair he looked like um the heat miser (laughs) he had great red hair that spiked straight up oh my god yeah i met him in real life he seemed like a good guy but i Definitely didn't like he. I think he dated one of the response video girls, and the two of them were like this YouTube powerhouse of scumbaggery, for lack of I a better was, term. Was it the brunette? Mm-hmm. Pretty girl. Yeah, yeah, the, handsome guy. The problem, the problem for me with any of that stuff is I'll end up showing up at VidCon and I'll see someone and I'm like, ah, I remember you because I hate you or I'm a fan. I can't remember. <laughs> and I end up having these conversations and I'm like, oh, you're the guy that fucked me on that deal. Why am I talking to you? <laughs> uh, it's just uh, too much stuff, man. Ah, uh, the histories go long. They're kind of, I don't know, it, it gets tangled. And then the worst is like, I have to not do, but like, you know, like, like this guy is straight up spawn of the devil. And then I have a friend who's friends with him too. Now, how do I handle this? You know, like, like, you know, that guy's been attacking my children and you're cool with him. Like, ah, you know, now, now I don't know if I, am I supposed to be cool with you? Am I supposed to just overlook that? Am I supposed to expect some kind of loyalty? I don't even know how to handle this. Um, I, I feel like some of it, I mean, depending on who you end up talking to, there's some where people are just worried, I think, about the negative hit. And so everyone tries to play nice. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously like maybe some complete people that, that you shouldn't play nice with. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, I got, I got so much crap for making an offhand comment like a few months ago about like, I was like, you know, sometimes people fake pranks on YouTube and people lost oh, their mind. I remember that. You got a sh- temporary. I assume the strike was fixed, but you got a strike over. Oh, it, right? I got handled and people made excuses. But um, <laughs> it's it's just it's it's amazing how did someone accidentally file are. a copyright strike on you? You know, yeah, it, 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 you slip. You, you go. Uh. It's it's like a fourteen step <laughs> process that sometimes you accidentally do. You know, sometimes you want to send someone an email going, hey, can you make this change? But then you accidentally try to shut down their channel. Stuff like that happens all the time. Oopsie. (laughs) Frog button. But (laughs) it's it's crazy, though, because the smallest smallest sentence that goes against someone that, like, they're attached to, people will go for the throat. It's crazy. Do you think you had a long-term impact, though? Because I feel like since you made that video, I've watched 30 more people who have now been bold enough to to say that those pranks are fake grade under a made one got like a strike and he's like ah he came back and made a even more specific one well that's the thing i mean well one fantastic creator i've only recently found him like the past month uh and then two i feel like that's the thing is when you try to censor someone that just makes their point way more valid because you're not you're not combating them with strikes in effect yeah it's exactly but it's just, it's not like you're saying no, you're not saying yes, you're trying to act like you're rising above something, but you're, you're trying to fucking stab someone in the back. It's ridiculous. Why were people getting in trouble for saying that prank videos were fake, that people could tell were fake anyway? Did you use footage from his video? Uh, no, I used a picture. A just still image. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the big thing. Because sometimes, sometimes it doesn't even matter if you're in the right. Sometimes we have to take like the extra step and we like we don't show footage, we show a picture and if there's audio we want to play, we'll like play it. Um, and I mean the thing is we 
now that my company was acquired by Discovery, we have the lawyers. It's just that it's such a pain because now everyone has lawyers. Your company and got then acquired just, by Discovery? How rich yeah, like, are you now? I'm, I'm, I live a nice life. Got that Mythbusters money. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got rid of the Mythbusters. I want to be Mythbusters 2.0. Yeah, you got it. That's where the money yeah. went. That's why the Mythbusters had to go away. It's Philly. He took all the fucking money. <laughs> Rumor is. Yeah, put that out there. <laughs> but, it's, but what I feel bad for are like the, definitely the smaller guys. Any, any small guy that tries to speak up. Because if, if they're going to try and take me down, like they're going to definitely stomp all over way smaller people. Yeah. All right. So, what's our next topic? We're going to talk about Amy Schumer definitely stealing jokes, right? Uh, or are we going to totally, shit. definitely, one hundred percent stealing oh, jokes? Let's do Amy Schumer then. All right. All right. So, I think you need to watch the evidence video, right? I have. Like, I've seen several of them. Have you seen the one with the Mad TV sketches and the sexual magician sketches? Yep. And you still don't think that those are like lifted bits? So here's what I think. Um, I'm not convinced that these that like all of it was stolen by her um the the magician thing is clearly a copy but i don't know that she wrote that you know it was her show she didn't write that but yeah. she's so but it, she's the she signs off on everything she's in the writers meetings like well i, I think what can happen is like, like you know I, I, writer writes something she says this is funny she didn't know there was some mad tv sketch about it that happened before I don't know why that's crazy. If you were to here, here I heard a joke today. Um, uh, it was the other day, but anyway, he says that he's like the problem is I like having sex a lot more often than I want to have babies. There should be some other hole, you know, An, another hole that's like readily accessible that you use all the time, and then the baby making hole should be harder to get to, you know, like the reset button on the back of your router, and so that there's no accidents. That that's like the, the baby making hole is something you only do intentionally. And of course, okay. this guy said it way funnier than me. But if I told that joke as if it was mine, it was actually Hickok 45's son. He, I didn't know he's a comedian, but he is. Um, if I told that joke as if it was mine, you guys might think it was hilarious and not know that it was stolen. But that's immaterial. The, the, no, the, it, I'm just saying, like, when, I, when I try to evaluate how I feel about Amy Schumer, the fact that she's got a team of writers, someone on her team stole something, they ran with it, and she's like, I am so sorry. I had no idea. Her... Comedy, like, it's her stand-up copying and joke stealing that's more damning than the, the skits. Like, the skits, I can get behind it and be like, okay, Maybe a writer thought that this was really funny, and it just so happens that, that they. Though. She's not saying, know. "Hey, Rick here oh, yeah. stole this." Rick, right there, that's Rick. He's the one who wrote that sketch, or set, told me he did. I'm firing she, Rick. No, she, she doubled she, down and was like, "Oh, well, I, I thought of this too." And then one of my writers suggested, "You know, we should go a little further with it," and so that's what we did. And it's like uh, that's pretty I, damning. It's I, obvious. I, it's too close to be a coincidence. I saw the stand-up thing, and uh, in the stand-up thing, do I need to cue this? Is, no, that chiz thing. I'm sorry. Disregard. So I saw her stand-up thing, and it's some stupid. other comedian. They were talking about women's underwear, yeah. and um, and and they said like, you know, oh yeah, my underwear is so horrible. By the end of the day, it looks like cottage cheese and this and that and whatever and all these ugly things in in uh, the little collection reservoir thing on women's underwear. And uh, Amy Schumer is like. My New Year's resolution is for one day to get to the end of the day and have my underwear not look like I blew my nose. And they're yeah. like, stolen joke. And I'm like, I don't know. That other joke was literally like 19 years older. She wasn't around when that joke was Wait, told. Wait, 
Oh, maybe for that one. Yeah, yeah I'm that, like pa one that parallel was... thinking is a thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, I have no problem with that one. That one I don't think is stolen, but but the others are better examples. Go the ahead. The Patrice O'Neill copying is so flagrant. Her mm. pacing, her, her the space between when she says certain words, the way she delivers it, it's a carbon copy with a couple of words switched out to be tactful and to make it seem different. I know that I she that she was, was friends bad. with Patrice before she mm -hmm. died. They were on ONA together. It wasn't like he was doing his comedy and they were just like ships passing in the night. Like they knew each other well enough to have conversations and to watch each other's stand-up sets. Or My when she said, I like when guys pay on the first date for sex. Like that's totally stolen. Like, like, like even no, the delivery. That, I think that's like Kathleen Madigan or someone. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that one I wrote off to being potentially parallel thinking. You know, and she wrote, she said that exactly. She was like, yeah, you know the joke. I like it when guys pay on the date, beat, beat, beat for sex. And um, I swear, I think I've heard a third female comedian use that joke too. Uh, not just the two of them. Um, that one, you know, I feel like it's not such an original concept well, that it's not going to happen every 20 years. If, the, if, the, if you watch the Patrice O'Neill one, that's the it's good the one. exact copy. Yeah, that one seems stolen. So what, like my argument I... that I'm trying to actually make here is that she stole a joke and then they manufactured like 19 other examples of like similar jokes, jokes her staff did, etc. No, what you're saying and they're is acting like she's she Carlos stole Mencia. So what you're saying is she stole a joke and her writers stole two mm -hmm. jokes. And, and there were a lot of coincidences and a lot of parallel thinking. It just seems like I feel like when Carlos Mencia stepped in shit, we were real quick to say, yeah, that Honduran guy is dirty. But now that it's a pretty blonde chick that everybody wants to root for, it's like, oh, come on, Amy wouldn't do that. That's yeah. Amy. No, well, the no reason I, don't, is, I don't know fucking Amy Schumer. It looks like she's a thief, though. She, she's not a very funny comedian, in my opinion. Like, I've watched her stuff, and I'm, it doesn't make me laugh. I like her. I think it's funny. Her going. Uh, the reason I think that nobody's calling her out is that, like, Can she's because of... Taylor? Failure. Is it not going? I nope. think you might I mean, be using a different mic. You're on board. And then plug it God back in. Damn amateur. God damn it. These people. Mediocre. Mediocre. Should is it better now? Tap it in. Oh. I, no. I'm not sure that's it. That's Woody's gonna lose his shit if you don't. Oh my god, out. you you got like like Woody looks calm and collected. He's he, he's just boiling. <laughs> he's boiling right now with rage. I I can hear it a little bit when he hits it, but I'm not sure like it's... he's gonna go beat the shit out of the trash cans and oh, that should be better now. Yes, there you go. Goddamn go. rookies! Okay. Fucking he was about to Hulk out. <laughs> I I know. I, I'm wary of it. That would one ruin his nice shirt. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the I think I, my theory for why nobody's calling her out as viciously because like uh, Rogan has called out Mencia for joke stealing on mm -hmm. the, an equivalent, if not maybe a little less evidence. Uh, mostly it was just a bunch of comedians getting together being like, yeah, you are fucking stealing. Uh, Comedy Central took Mencia's side over Joe Rogan, and then eventually it all boiled over, and Mencia kind of fell from glory. Uh, J Jerry Seinfeld has accused people of stealing jokes. Less evidence needed, and people take his side. The only reason I think that people are taking Amy Schumer's side, especially comedians, is because she has like eclipsed Louis C.K., and become the first one to get like an all-star role in a real blockbuster movie like Trainwreck. And so all of her comedians' friends, she's known for being loyal and putting her friends like Jim Norton and whoever else in stuff that she does, projects. And so none of them are going to you know, kill the golden goose, potentially. Uh, and they also don't want to 
they don't want the first huge all-star comedian who's in blockbuster roles to be torn down in shame because then who knows she's, another, she's another network a... might be like uh, hey why take this comedian on what if it's another amy schumer debacle and he ends up st- stealing a joke like i don't want to deal with that like I'm, let's just get another actor i'm personally she... empathetic for her because i have a staff and while i'm responsible for everything my staff does I also know what it's like when your staff makes a decision you wouldn't have. And on some of those things, I feel like she didn't write that. She's responsible for it, but I can see how it happened. Well, she takes credit for writing it, which is the important thing. She takes credit as a writer on the show and for those bits, like uh, you would she would have you believe that she's, you know, the driving force behind those. Like it's her and the writers sitting there brainstorming, coming up with it. She's not going and, you know, lounging around purportedly while her writers come up with all the ideas yeah it's not like seinfeld where you know you got you got two or three people and larry david back there coming up with premises like she supposedly is the driving force behind this thing she's she's the main writer no i I listened to her response to it and she said she had other writers on there and that that was where some of these things originated from and then there's the other thing and again this isn't an excuse but it's an i understand how it happens i have come up with ideas that I later realized I saw somewhere else. And, um, you know, there was a long time when I was making a lot of Call of Duty videos. At one point, I stopped watching other people's videos because every idea I had was just to redo someone's video. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. that's a great idea. I should, no, no, you can't, you can't, you can't. Yeah. And, um, well, it didn't stop. Well, hey, we'll definitely, we'll definitely know for sure when she makes her next comedy special, right? It's, it's either going to be all crickets or we're going to be like, wait a minute, is that fuck? Is that a Louis C.K. and a Bill Burr joke? And a, what the fuck? We'll, we'll, we'll catch it next time for sure. So we'll see if she's funny in the future. But as of right now, I think she's like, like 85% sure uh, most of that stuff is lifted and she I'm knew she was lifting it. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty fucking sure. I'm 100% Woody sure the Patrice me, like, part. Woody swayed me like this much. But, the Patrice but, thing is lifted. There, do you think the Patrice... Cause my understanding when I'm watching those and then going and literally like looking where they like they read verbatim what the definition is that that's 100% where you can get that they're the exact same thing they're reading definitions off of a website so that's mm-hmm. that's my thing and it, it's cut together on just those two specific things so I think there's definitely you know like-minded thinking I think like you even said Woody that you know you can hear something and then use it some of the sketches are definitely insanely close, but I don't know. I think the reason, obviously, people are going to take it so personal is your product is a comedian, so it feels like you're straight up stealing money from someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Especially I don't know. it doesn't I... help he's a dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, maybe it does yeah. help. She's not stealing from Patrice O'Neill, right? He really should have bequeathed it to her. You put it in, well, the, in as well. I feel like I'm what if she said that? What if, what what if that was her response? How bad would everyone feel? She, actually, Patrice willed me this joke, as you can see right here. Uh, <laughs> he wanted me to carry it on and get the last for him, as he wrote here with his dying dying wish. And it's, it, looks, <laughs> it trails off a little less because he died signing it. But we'd yeah, all feel like real that bad. Book in, uh, when they're in the mines of Moria, we cannot get out. <laughs> <laughs> they're at the <laughs> yeah, they're at the gate. They are coming. <laughs> Part coming. of the reason I I side with her is. Sometimes I have a tendency, like if everybody hates him or her, I was like, oh, well, I'm on him or her side. Fuck everyone. Let's do this. And uh, you do that too sometimes. Yeah, so- yeah, of course. It's easy. You always want to root for the, 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 the underdog. It's the American way. It's, it's what all of our big sto- all of the American stories are about that. All of our heroes do that. 
They, 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 you know, they come from, they're underdogs who, they're Rocky Balboa, they, you know, stuff like that. So she's when you see under- a real life one, you're like, hey, leave her alone. She's fighting her way up to the top. I'm a she's social totally justice not warrior. Underdog. Not at all. <laughs> and you listen to Pink. Like you're like two thirds of the oh, way from being God. a tumblerina. <laughs> the reason that so many people are coming out saying it's horseshit, you are copying these jokes, you are, you know, plagiarizing, is because no comedians, aside from like the three female comedians and like maybe a dude or two who actually said, Yeah, you're stealing shit, nobody else is coming down on her hard. No media is coming down on her Stern hard. Stern so other much. Com- was... She was on Jim Norton's advice show, and the whole time what pissed me off even more than the joke stealing was the framing of the issue of like, uh, you know, why do you think people are so eager to tear you down? Where it's yep. like, you're going back to that first grade mentality of, you know, everybody's just jealous of me. I got big so fast, it's hard to keep up. Like, everybody's jealous. It's like, that's what you tell a first grader. When you know why are all why is all the kids mean to me? It's because they're jealous of you. When, no, maybe it's because you're being a shitty when little. When she fuck says she got big so around. fast, is that a weight loss reference or a no, weight gain uh, reference? It, I mean, it's, you know, it's a little I early. Up my joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I put so, the pieces together. It was good. You know? <laughs> yeah. She um. Oh, I lost my train of thought now. So you, I'm gonna blame you for this. <laughs> no, Taylor, I, I get on my is... side. I'm being blamed. It is sometimes like, I mean, that's the thing is I don't think that she did it, but I also understand that I have uh, fan bias. You know, I imagine like not to, it's different extreme levels, different sorts of wrong, but I imagine, you know, it's the people that still sided with Bill Cosby, 40 women in. They're like, no, <laughs> not Bill. But there's also like, there's a story that I, I, I didn't even give the time of day where there was that Gawker article like six six months ago where... Louis C.K. was being accused by two or three different sources for pulling his penis out and masturbating in front of two female comics and would not let them leave the room. Like that's some, I read that, and even though I don't know him as a person, and I'm, I'm, it's like the same bias, and I've only seen him on his show and his comedy specials, I'm like, no, not him. I mean, we are talking about a guy who put cottage cheese on his balls and let his dog lick it off. <laughs> we are. Who among us hasn't done that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he... <laughs> he who has not had the balls licked by the dog cast the first stone. <laughs> let, let he who has not had their balls licked the open the next decide. jar We're of peanut butter. We're all living in glass houses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's just so unrealistic. House. There was some bestiality in the new episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You guys need to catch up. There was um, on episode two, I think. Cricket is at an all-time low. Like, like he literally got. Uh, he was in a four-way with three other with three dogs. Um, it was. It. Yeah, yeah. You can't can't get much lower than that. He's a he real. Was the only human. Yeah, he was the only human. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he painted it. He paints the. the he paint. He, there's a painting of it, and it's like his face is front and center, like ah, and there's like a dog behind him and a dog coming from each side. It's it's pretty awful. He's basically just masturbating at the pound. <laughs> just no. This is all no happening on the streets, thing. you know, because he he's out in the oh. he's out on the streets now. Uh, yeah, it's it's. I saw a thing on Reddit, and it was like every photo of Crif, a photo from of cricket from each and every episode he's been in. And to see the progression and going from like a clean cut Catholic priest, good looking guy to the burn victim he is now is just, uh, he's like, we need to use you. Which part of me do you need to use? <laughs> yeah. That little like that dog vagina scar he has right here. He's like, Frank I did that with like a trash a, can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gave this to me when you hit me with the trash can. Dog's just trying to fuck it. I guess it looks like a dog pussy. Like when Frank. he's struggling to talk. <laughs> Frank, Frank's like, there must have been an edge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh shit! And he just leaves. 
Uh, I really uh, hope I need to watch that, up. the newest episode. Yeah, yeah, it's been a real bad season so far. Yeah. Has anyone yeah. followed this Planned Parenthood thing? Yeah, a little bit. So I yeah, guess that um, I, I guess that those guys are might, might get in a little bit of trouble for faking that video, huh? I hope, maybe think, I don't know. What did I miss a joke? Why did Phil double over? <laughs> Um, I just interjected that they kill babies, like that oh, was their thing. I see. Yeah. I see. So, so true. Maybe Phil can in, in fill in blanks. I don't know whose nose is for Kyle knows it better than me. But some months ago, this guy Daladian, da- I'm horrible with names, um, formed a thing called the Center for Medical Progress, and he put together a fake video that like proved Planned Parenthood sold baby parts for profit. Right? It was total horseshit. But it had a big impact on, like, the national abortion conversation. And, uh, um, I, and by the way, just to reiterate, total horseshit, not true, edited, faked, whatever. Um, that's not opinion. It's now been ruled in court, right? Like, he's just, he's fucked on this. He's a bad guy, I think. But he's a hero to the people who are anti-abortion. And uh, I think, as we all know, your standard of proof when it backs up things you already agree with is pretty low. And, um, and that's where they are. You know, it was in the presidential debates, right? Carly Farina referenced these tapes and the, you know, extraction of body parts and selling them on the baby body that's, part market. That shooter was motivated purely by that. Like if, if, I'm that. The, if I'm a family member of the victims of that shooting, I'm looking at people like Carly Fiorina and this guy who made this video in some kind of a civil suit yeah. because they clearly like, turned this guy and, and twisted his mind a little bit with their rhetoric, which is the bullshit lies. Pushed him over the edge. Sent him, he, he, you know, do you remember what his quote was? He said, I'm a warrior for uh, babies. He said, I'm fighting for Jesus Christ or something like mm-hmm. that. And you can clearly draw the, draw the lines there where you A, it, B to C. It was a terrorist that, attack by Christians, right? Most of our... I, I was gonna say most of our terrorist attacks are by Muslim. I don't. Really, that's PKA stat. Total bullshit. But they uh, are. You, you no, think that's true? Yeah, yeah. You are think we so of, far gone that we can't even say that now? I have or no idea what's true. If you're gonna yeah. define every killing true. as a terrorist attack, what are, you, probably the, are the Hindus them... really bringing the hammer down on us? Is it, is it the Scientologists striking fear into the heart of the Middle East? What I'm saying is, Buddhist. if you define some Christian shooting up Planned Parenthood as a terrorist attack, there might be one of those every weekend that doesn't make the news, and therefore Christians do the bulk of them. Every in this country, in this country, I think I think news. that it might be more Christians than Muslims. Terrorist terrorist attacks on U.S. Right. soil. I think you might have more Christians than Muslims, but on global terror, which is how I like to come up with my numbers. Mm-hmm. They're the varsity <laughs> team. Yeah, yeah. Muslims For are definitely the varsity purposes, terrorist team. Numbers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, this guy spawned what I call a terrorist attack against Planned Parenthood in an attempt to scare everyone out of doing this and. Uh, um, that's what terrorists do in the name of Christ, though, this time. And um, uh, it looks like he's losing a legal battle. So in my head, I was like, oh, this is kind of nice. The bad guy is getting a lot of negative attention for doing bad things. But that's not how he's reacting. He's like, this is great. Everyone's hating me and everyone's loving me. Bring it on. He's filing more court motions that he can't win. The worst kinds of negative attention can sometimes be brilliant for you. I remember when the Trayvon Martin thing happened, there was this guy who started making Trayvon Martin paper silhouette targets. Okay, <laughs> so imagine a picture of Trayvon Martin superimposed over like a silhouette pistol target that's got the, you know, the the zones of, uh, of contact and stuff and different points for each one. A buck a piece and he sold a million of them in like two fucking days. 
he he knew the hate was there. He knew that there was a motivated uh, group of customers, and he took advantage of it in a really awful way. But today, he still got well, depending on how he invests his money, he still got a million dollars, and nobody remembers that shit but me. Like, like, come on. <laughs> you know, we talked about respecting the scam. That's an opportunism I can kind of see the the value. It's like the response girls. Yeah. yeah. Wait, like, wait, wait, wait. You're more on board with this than response girls? I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, partially because I don't think, I, I feel like Trayvon was equally at fault as, as George Zimmerman in that whole situation, at least. At um, least. I, I, it, to me, it never struck me as a thing. I never bought the narrative of the of the poor innocent guy who's been gunned you down. You did by too. This cycle. You bought it right on the show. Yeah, you saw. Oh, him, at first you saw the twelve year old picture of him in the Hollister hoodie, and you're like, it was a Hollister. He looked like a is it a cherub face? That's not racist, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I have no idea. But it, an he, he was this <laughs> angelic, childlike Hollister, whatever, right? And and meanwhile, he's on Facebook with like diamond teeth holding guns and shit, but uh, thug life. But um, they grabbed this picture of him as a kid and made him look like that's who just got shot. He was Once I knew all the facts. Once I knew all the facts, I, 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 I didn't think that either of those individuals were good people. And I didn't. I felt like it was way too murky to say uh, confidently that Zimmerman was an outright bad guy who did something wrong and deserved to go to jail. That's how I felt about the whole thing. I didn't like either of those individuals, and I thought they were both probably bad people. But yeah, the idea of making those targets and making a million dollars off of it—like I didn't know I mean, Zimmerman what? was bad until months later. Like I thought it was a justified shooting, right? Like he—he he was kind of following a guy around, acting like a cop, but he was like in charge of community watch, and that's kind of what you do, kind of. And um, then this, like Zimmerman, didn't initiate the fight, and he was getting his ass kicked. There was like a question as to whether or not he was getting his ass kicked. I guess he outweighed him, Trayvon Martin and stuff. No, Trayvon Martin was way more athletic, varsity football, and Zimmerman's face was bloodied. The Fuck up. He looked like he was in yeah, the UFC back of fighter. his head was like all bloody. The back of his head was bloody because he was getting his ass kicked on asphalt. And and that's the pounding it was taking. And uh and then while that happened, he pulled out his gun and killed him. That's I mean, if you forget, which is a big thing, how he didn't like retreat from the situation initially, he sort of followed him. Um, that's the definition of a good shooting, right? If if Trayvon had just started that and got in that position and then he shot. Everyone would be like, dude, good shooting. No story All right, well, here. I'm glad you've signed off on this because I was waiting to ask if you wanted to uh, be part of a very exciting new investment. Mm. Um, we're going to be making targets of, of a different shooting victim every week. Um, it's going to be like a loot crate system where you never know who you're going to get. <laughs> you know, one week it's a little white kid that a cop shot, some 16-year-old with, with an ounce of pot, got gunned down in South Carolina. That's our target this week. And next, it'll be something new every week. That'll be good. I you think know, Kyle, if I we just this, like sell victims of police shootings that we can I will sell them to police. Well, you licensed the idea to me, Taylor, since you came up with it first, and then we could work out some sort of profit You know, the sharing. handy thing about my, my licensing is that there's no upfront fees, and I'll offer you promotion and graphics. So, Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Graphics work is what I need. That was the that was the problem. I've been doing All it right. since a year before YouTube was around. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve years. <laughs> anyway, yeah. That Trayvon Martin thing for me is like this is so far in the past, it's weird to even talk about now. But I was yeah. I was like Kyle where I was hook, line, and sinker, like, this guy was just trying to kill a black kid. Like, this is bullshit. This first, uh, Hispanic yeah. that we're pretending is a white guy, you know. Oh, it's so so out of control. And then the more information that came out, the more I was like, oh, ew. 
mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like a dick for just jumping right into it like that. I don't know. This story is so old for me that I can't recall everything. You know who I instantly thought I know that. I, I don't think I agree. But yeah. Remember the, CBS News edited the, the 911 tape. That was the big uh, one. That's what I think. That I think was huge. Um, was it CBS for sure? Or? Yeah. And they edited it to so say uh, Coon instead of Cold. <laughs> no, do you remember that? I don't remember yeah. that. I do remember that they edited. They they like it's a black guy, but they but you did remove the, the part was is it a black guy? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, or, or the question yeah. was something like so, that. So the so the audio log, the original audio log goes something like this: nine one one operator says, "What does he look like? Is he a black guy or a white guy?" And he responds, "He's a black guy. He looks he looks like he shouldn't be here. He's wearing a hoodie." And but but then they edit it, and and she's just like, "Well, what's going on, sir?" And he's like, "It's a black guy. He shouldn't be here wearing his hoodie. <laughs> white power, white power." And then you could just hear like that old timey Hitler music playing in the background. <laughs> they really butchered him. They, it wasn't <laughs> that editing. See, like a lot of this stuff, you can almost get away with not. You know, like, ah, accidents happen. Oh, you just, that's in your own head. The editing, as a guy who's edited plenty of audio, like, I, dude, that is 100% intentional. It is fairly difficult to edit a conversation and not have it sound like a jump cut, right? Mm-hmm. That only happens if you if you intentionally do that, which obviously they did. So Yeah, um, yeah they, they intentionally made the pacing sound natural, even yeah. though it's edited. Yeah, it was dude. a... It's terrible, terrible thing. Super hard. Well, I'm, I'm really glad three white dudes have signed off on this shooting. Yeah, it's <laughs> all good all now. It's all good now. Yeah, I can't believe the three of you did that. It's crazy. Well, yeah, they... I know. The three of you guys are going to get <laughs> some hey, backlash on this. And 12 Floridian <laughs> jurors agreed with us, and that's all that matters. <laughs> oh, well, if the standard is Florida, then fuck me. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely I think, is. I don't know. I mean, once again, I, it, it's been such a long time, and I have to talk about everything every day, but... I don't know. If you, if, if you have a gun, you throw yourself into a situation, there's a bunch of different ways things could have gone down. If I saw a guy with a gun and I thought he was going to kill me, and I'd try to start taking swings at him because I think that's my only way out, I don't know. could have gone down different ways. Yeah. It could have. Yeah. It I don't know. went down the worst possible way. Well, I, don't, I, I don't mean hated. the results. I, I don't mean the results. I mean the, the way that uh, it, the way we got to the result, right? Because you guys are talking about it like it's definitely in stone, and I don't know. That's it doesn't yeah. seem like that. Legally, it doesn't seem like there is enough to put him away for it because there was enough evidence that he was defending himself. But it, it does it doesn't feel right that he just got off, you know, which I guess his life is pretty much ruined from it. So he's been in like two or three little mix ups with the law since. Like there was one time where it seemed yeah. like he saved a woman in a car accident. And you were like, oh, George Zimmerman's like a Superman. He's going around shooting criminals and saving white women. We like this guy. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh yeah, and then he domestic abuses these women and throws bottles at them and stuff. And he's he's wait he's brandishing his gun, talk, threatening his girlfriend. Who among us doesn't stuff. throw the occasional bottle or point the gun? Oh, <laughs> I, I would be I would actually be interested in what his his net worth is because wasn't he didn't he do like that artwork that sold for crazy yeah. bank? So he's been really? smart. So so he does appearances at these gun shops that are like you, you hear about these gun shops that have like a no Muslim policy. Or, you know, they'll make the AR-15s with, uh, like, a crucifix on them so the Muslims can't shoot them and stuff like that. He'll go to places like that and do appearances, like, come on down, Jim wait, Bob's gun shop. So, so the Muslims can't shoot them? Yeah, yeah. Do, make- they think, do they think Muslims are vampires? What the fuck are these? 
So oh, okay, what? so what they'll do is on the on the grip of the AR-15, they'll put like a crucifix and like a Bible verse or something like ah, that. So then and, it burns uh, their hands when they try and. <laughs> it won't burn their hand, but 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 you know, if, if they're abiding by uh, by their rules, you know, they won't want to get grab them. I think it spikes tactical. Uh, it's the same people who made my Doom buggy. Uh, I, I think they're the ones who do it. They and should of etch the uh, who... like a, a silhouette of two men kissing so that hyper conservatives can't shoot. <laughs> it's like oh jesus christ you know adam and steve right on the handle <laughs> you should, to, as a, a safety mechanism should be a little dildo that comes out of a stock that you have to suck while you shoot yeah. <laughs> that's the all the gun control you'll ever need <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys <laughs> like nobody wants to do that <laughs> what was it was it phil zimmerman is that the guy's name no what was his name no. I'm looking him up. What's his name? George. George, that's it. Oh, Kyle. Damn it. I thought you were saying like George Zimmerman had a brother. (laughs) And I was like, what? You know, Phil's the one you really got to look out for. Phil Zimmerman. Mm -hmm. George Zimmerman should have immediately been like, I am Jorge Zimmerman. He got out of that shit a lot faster. Like They thought he was white and just really, I think he's half white, half Latino, if I remember correctly. Um, terrible guy, definitely. Yeah, he should have started pretending like that as soon as he got on the phone talking about Trayvon, where he's like, can you see him right now, sir? See? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he should have asked for a Spanish translator just, yeah. to, just to make sure we're all on the same just page to cover here. his bases. Yeah. <laughs> it says $2 I don't million. want them calling me white in a week when this goes sour. $2 know? million. Dollars. I'm not it surprised. Two, it's he, right here on the internet, so it's going to be He true. does these appearances at gun shows, and he draws some decent-sized crowds. He's getting thousands of dollars to, to appear at these gun shows and, and, and gun stores when they do big anti-Muslim rally sales or whatever the fuck they're doing. Um, I don't know. Well, what a piece what, of shit to go what see a piece George of shit, Zimmerman. Right? Yeah. He was probably the one who came up with the Trayvon Martin targets. He was probably the guy. I never I never knew the guy's name. I just read that he did it and heard about it. Is it man, there's a lot of money in fear and hate. That's that's like a constant, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do I get in that business? I think well, we, I mean, we got to find a, that's the new arm of painkiller already. We need a fear and hate arm. <laughs> merchandise. We've got uh-huh. we've got Patreon and fear and hate. I want to. Hey, man. God if, damn it. If, and we lost. If another, lefty. if another if another if another Democrat <laughs> is elected president and they go after guns more, just keep your money in gun stocks. You kidding um, me? Anytime there's a shooting, anytime there's even a, a thought that someone might try and take a gun. The Democrats uh, are that absolutely money. going to be I the next like president. I feel like make good commodities. I feel like if you keep arming yourself after a while, like like everybody's just, you know, if they take everybody else's rocket launcher away, then doesn't <laughs> that just increase the value of mine? <laughs> That's true. I feel like when they start telling people that you can only have one barrel on your gun, I'll be there with the two barrels, and they'll have to come to me if they want one. I, I, I'm all for a little more gun control. <laughs> Seems like seems like that could work out nicely. No, I I was all, I didn't mind that thing Obama did recently at all because basically what he was saying is like if you if you're in the business of being a um, a gun store but you're not uh, get, you don't have an FFL stop you got to get one and because there are literally guys who have business cards that say Mike's Guns and they go every week to these gun shows and buy sell and trade and and they're in the business of selling guns they're selling hundreds a year but they're not doing it under an FFL. They're, they're kind of hobbyists at it. Yeah, they're hobbyist gun salesmen. And is that illegal? 
it is now becoming, yeah, yeah. it's becoming illegal but it, in the past it wasn't because the deal is that like i feel like i should have the right to sell my dad my glock here without anybody fucking around or me going anywhere to do anything uh, i feel like i should just be able to it's my glock it's my dad i should be able to sell it to him uh, we're both, you know, licensed concealed carry permit carriers and all that shit notwithstanding. So I just feel like we should be able to. However, I don't think that that I as a private civilian should be able to go to a gun shows every single weekend and make my make my living selling guns but not have an FFL cuz you're just putting so many guns out on the street that are that have no documentation behind them. You have no idea who you're selling to. There are no background checks there. Um but then again, we get back to square one, and the answer to the big question is, if you want a gun, you'll have a gun, regardless of any, anything else. That, that's, that's just the end, end of the story. If, if someone wants a gun, they'll get the gun in the U.S. It's 330 yeah. million of them. Uh, December was the biggest month for gun sales of all time. January was uh, either more or close. I would, uh, it's, it's, oh, we're still in January. Oh, is it time for an ad read? Some would say. Smooth. Pick one. Which ad would you like to do? Movement Watches, Dollar Shave Club, or Squarespace.com? I'm already holding the watch. Okay, right. then. Everybody I run into nowadays has some serious watch envy. I can see it in their eyes because Movement sent us some watches. Gotta be honest, I'm not sharing any. These Movement Watches bring some serious heat. Check them out. It was this little crowdfunded brand that is revolutionizing the watch game. They started to get a lot of press with play in places like GQ, Playboy. Ask Men said that they're the hottest watch company on the market. They're all about this idea that high quality doesn't have to break the bank, and they actually deliver. The, uh, probably why they have over 1 million social media followers. Quality crafted watches start at just $95. If you, tr if you uh, tried to get a watch like this at a department store, you'd be spending at least four or $500. Their style is minimalistic, clean, and sleek. You could wear this thing at the office during the day or out to the bars at night. It's new, it's sharp, and it's an all-day wear. Go to movementwatches.com PKA today. We're hooking you up with 15% off your entire purchase. That's movement spelled M-V-M-T, watches.com slash P-K-A. Link in the description, annotation on the side, all that cool stuff. Check them out. You know, if guns did get made illegal, Kyle, I'd be excited for the Nucky Thompson-style rule that you imposed on Atlanta <laughs> as the new kingpin there. Of <laughs> You're the you only know, one with really the supply. Do. So it, it's, I know that... It's become like a pop culture thing, like the, the zombie preparedness became a whole industry. But I have to say, like long before any of that stuff, my cousin and I were praying for the zombie apocalypse long before it was a pop culture thing. When when if you even mentioned it, somebody would be like, what's this? You know, before that big wave of zombie movies around 2004 and going into like 2008, they were creating with 28 days later and the day after uh, all those movies came out and it became really big. And it still is zombies. Uh, Personally, tons I wanted to comment. A comet? Mm -hmm. to, to, and what would the comet do? It would wipe out the bulk of the population so that I could have everybody's shit. See, that, the problem with that is... <laughs> <laughs> see, I don't yeah. want the shit unless there are people to envy my shit. Like, like oh, if you just no. take all the people away... I, I that's agree. like a... You're, you're, you're talking about Twilight Zone episode is what you're talking about, where you're like, it's mine, it's mine! And then you're like looking around for someone to praise Finally, you. Finally, time it's, to read, you know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Great one. Um... But, uh, but I wanted the zombies. I wanted a complete breakdown of society, you know, flesh-eating zombies, sprinting around, eating people, and I wanted to be able to utilize all my, all my fun toys. Yeah, in my scenario, just it was lucky me that me and a few friends were in a building with steel walls that didn't get impacted by the comet. And, Radiation. Uh, yeah, it, there was a movie, and I think that was the premise. At Night of point. the Comet. 
Yeah, it's got uh, Robert right? Beltran. Yeah, with Robert Beltran. That's a good movie. I no. hung on to that. Like, in, in the same way that maybe when you were little, you wanted to be a superhero, and you didn't completely give up on the notion that maybe you've got lurking superpowers until somewhere during didn't puberty, it, right? Didn't it turn people who were directly exposed to the comet into, like, powder, and there were these colored uh, piles of powder everywhere, exactly. and the people who were only, like, a Powder's little exposed... Yeah, turned right. into like zombies. So if you were in a vault or something, you were good to go. But if like you were in like, character? if you were in a um, uh, like a shed out of metal where you stored a lawnmower that wasn't sealed, then you were just like a little crazy and you were kind of bad guys. And um, so you know, I figured that we'd just get through the bad guys. You know, I don't know how exactly, but I was twelve and I was confident. And uh, then we would just enjoy all the amazing stuff. Like, there was a scene in there when the guy's like, nice car. And it's a Ferrari. He's like, oh, you like it? I got 12 of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I always like those movies. Uh, Omega Man with Charlton Heston uh, was one of my favorites. It starts out, and he's like, I don't remember if he's driving like a 65 Cam a 69 Camaro or a 69 Mustang, but it's one or the other. Uh, maybe not even that correct year, but that body style and he's just driving through the through the streets and he's got his eight track playing some cool song and he, you know he's he's charlton heston look at like uh 10 commandments charlton heston he's looking good he's fucking like riding in this convertible through town and all of a sudden zombies attack and he like whips the thing sideways blasting a machine gun at, at, with one hand and driving with the other kills all the fucking zombies he just but he and he happens to be at like a ford dealership so he just hops out, walks over, and hops in a brand-new Mustang this time and just spins ass, you know, hauling out of there. That, that's a cool movie, too. They're all a derivative of that same book, uh, even the Will Smith movie, um, I Am Legend. Yeah, I uh, like but, that movie. Except yeah. that his situation seemed very difficult. I would have died a long time ago. Yeah, those vampires were scary. They Poor were dog, right? like Don't... super athletic vampires, and he somehow and they attacked him at night when he slept. I yeah. sleep at night. I can't. That's survive. what they did to a Mega Man. Yeah. So look, I gotta ask this: like, why is it that you feel so you feel it so much more when that German Shepherd dies mm -hmm. than you would if Will when Will when when you found out about Will Smith's wife dying early in the movie and his kid, like, and and, and that happens time and time again in a movie. If a dog gets killed, John Wick. Day. John Wick's a perfect example. They stomp his fucking puppy, and you're like, fuck this, and he goes on and kills seventy four people in response. 74 kills Justified. in that fucking movie. <laughs> Over so the puppy. So many single mothers. <laughs> and none of us questioned it. All of us were like, keep it up. Keep it up. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Break that one's neck. Stab that one in the eye. Whatever. They had it coming. They killed your beagle. <laughs> yeah. And you just know one of those henchmen was walking around like, God damn it. Just three more weeks and I get my master's and I'm done with this. I'm done with this life. I'm tired of being embroiled in this criminality. Well, I'm remember there was what? the one guy. There, there was like the bouncer who was outside the Russian nightclub where, uh, where um, the, the, the main guy who actually did the stomping is hiding out. And, and, and he just comes up behind him with the gun. And he's like, hey there, hey there, whatever your name is. And he's like, hey, John, you working tonight? He's like, afraid so. He's like, how about you just take the night off? He's like, thank you, John. <laughs> he just like walks <laughs> away. It's fucking leaves. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that movie. They're making a sequel. It's coming out. Um, I like that because of the gun foo. As it's called, you know the the, the particular uh, shooting style that he was using that sort of combines sort of a martial arts element with really efficient, really effective shooting techniques. Um, he was using a lot of techniques that you see, like um, I don't know, Russian spetsnaz and people do his reloading techniques and stuff. Yeah, it was all very legit. What and, I uh, liked, I, I, I want to jump in on this. Go ahead. He was reloaded the properly. He reloaded. Pro there was never like he, uh, I. I don't. I, I'm not one of those guys that can recognize every handgun. But it'd be like you know he's got some Glock in his hand. He shoots 17 times and reloads. 
and you can go through the whole movie. He never has like a 1911 with 30 shots in it, like yeah. you know, Commando would. Um, what's that, that means so much more in movies than you would think when you watch it and you actually notice time. stuff like that, where you're like, oh, look at that, seven plus one, and he's out and reloads. It's not because just like this. I recognized his gun. I've got that gun. He's he's running around with some HK pistols, and I'm like, I've got that gun. I, I know what's going on. He picked a good gun. I was thinking like, ah, oh, this is pretty cool. And uh, but but some movies like Last Man Standing with Bruce Willis, which is kind of a, a new take of an old the old Western Clint Eastwood style uh, man with no name kind of thing where you come into town, two rival gangsters, uh, gangs, and you play them against each other. Um, Last Man Standing is a very good movie, I think. Bruce, one of Bruce Willis's better like actiony movies, although Die Hard's the best one ever. But he's shooting 1911s, dual wielding 1911s throughout the whole movie, and he dumps the magazines at every turn. He sees a guy, he's like, do, 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 and sends the guy flying through the air. And as cool as that Matrix bullshit is, like, it's not the Matrix, so it kind of takes me out of it. So when I saw John Wick, you know, like, making these accurate headshots and reloading the way he's supposed to, and uh, the jujitsu that he worked into it and all that stuff, I was, I was a big fan of that. Uh, I, you know I'm what I would want in one of those good. Bruce Willis movies where he does that is just maybe like a three minute scene of him in the bathroom of the complex that he's attacking with his like his feet up on the toilet trying not to get caught like quietly loading a ton they of had magazines. That. They had that. They have a scene where he's literally in his in his room loading magazine after magazine before he goes to do it. Now they oh, do have yeah, he walks in with a briefcase full of 1911 mags and he's constantly like ejecting both of them and loading them up real fast. It's a good movie. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, back to your original thing. I think the reason people empathize more with the dogs is that you can't even ascri- even like movies have evil little kids, you know? All mm-hmm. those Japanese horror movies like little Asian girls are apparently a terror over there. <laughs> All, every turn they're causing some some sort of ruckus but dogs like they they don't even have a concept of morality and they're just intrinsically good most of the time if they're trained right and so when they die it's like oh he didn't even understand there was a threat like he trusted him yeah yeah jack my old dog that fucker kill you yeah there's a part in um what's the what's the the movie where um where uh christian bale america um american psycho yeah american psycho remember when he stomps that homeless guy's dog to death yeah, like, like any time that happens in a movie, that really affects me, much more so than a main character dying. Mm-hmm. What do you think, like, the math is on it? Like, one dog equals two babies? As far oh. as... Or, or no, 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 other way, other way. <laughs> one how, baby well, equals three dogs? It depends dogs. how the baby dies. No, like, I think I, you had it right the first time. And when I see a baby die, I'm like, oh, yeah, totally, what a shame. But what gender just got and race started, are the right? It just got baby. started. <laughs> yeah, they, when a baby dies, it's less of a loss of life because it was practically a potential person, right? But a dog, that was a full-fledged life who was in the who was in his prime, jumping around and licking people. Yeah, and Is dogs don't go baby? to heaven. They don't have souls, so there's that too. <laughs> I don't. It, it, what I was saying was a goof, but I'll tell you, years ago, like I, I watched um, NYPD Blue. Do you guys know this TV show? Yeah, yeah. NYPD Blue. A baby died, and um. Oh, I was so fucked, but I like I hadn't had kids or anything yet, and I was like, "Is that like a full murder when it's just a baby?" <laughs> you know, and and uh, you know, and sure enough, I'm like, they're all treating this as like it's like it's bad as a person dying. Now I recognize that babies are people, and I kind of come around <laughs> on that. I remember when I had that big epiphany too. What is like babies are people too? Turns out. But, According but, to the state of North Carolina, babies are people too. Go figure. They're one of the last ones to give in on that point, you know. <laughs> Even as a fa- Phil, well, you Jerry have kids. How old you. is your oldest now? He's almost two. He's like two, three months away. Almost two. I 
I don't know. So a lot of people said that they instantly connected with their baby, right? Like the, the we, baby's still covered in slime and you're like, oh, you and I, life bond forever. We talked about this, I think, last time. I Because mm-hmm. uh, you said you instantly bonded and mm-hmm. I said that, what? No, you, Are you, you changing it on me? I'm going to go else. back. No, no, I've had many videos on this. It's well documented. I, uh, All right. Yeah, that's you, you're either thinking of someone else or I don't, or you just because I know it took me. It took me about like I was there and I was supportive and like we had like a stressful moment because we thought like my wife was gonna bleed out and like there was it was okay. terrifying. But then three months in, he gave me like his first smile, like which was a definite reaction, and that's when I like locked me in. But yeah. what, what about you? Um, I think it took me longer, you know, like, like I, I think it's six months in, I still considered them just to be like real pain in the ass luggage that leaked a lot. And, um, but somewhere six months, nine months or whatever, when they start to be able to engage you, even if it's not verbal, you know, it, it's like, they're definitely aware. They know you're not the other people, you know, your, your dad, um, or, if not dad, at least one of the people I see all the time. <laughs> and uh, like I started to connect with my kids between six to 12 months and, and Hope especially. Hope, that's my oldest, um, she was one of those babies that like blew every benchmark out of the water. Uh, by the time, like a lot of babies like start to walk at 12. At 12, she was like running around and singing the alphabet. Like she was just fucking not a normal kid. And, uh, um, so, you know, I was able to connect with her, you know, at nine months or something. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, he, he goes through words and he's been trying to string together sentences and like now he he doesn't fully sing songs, but he'll get like the beats to them and like the kind of sounds, but it's, uh, it's definitely, it's definitely weird. I think my number one thing that I've, I've told myself not to do is not to compare and contrast other kids to mine mm-hmm. and mine like the other way. That's like my main thing, but it's always like kind of there. Yeah. I was, it's hard not to. Dude, so the, um, you know how they, they measure your kids in three ways, uh, height, but they'll call it length, weight and head circumference. And I would view those numbers like school grades. If she wasn't pulling 90% or better, like what the fuck kid? Someone's fe- 85% head circumference. What's re- what we're slipping here, guys, get some applesauce in that kid. <laughs> yeah. So she was a, <laughs> she was like this giant talking, singing, running baby, like, uh, right from the, you know, early on. How do you, how do you find mixing it? Cause do you, I mean, I, I, I'm not fully aware or do you work from specifically home or do you have like a sectioned off area for it or um, different yeah i just have it, it it was a one time a bedroom and we've converted it to an office and that's where i do all my work because that's my number one thing out. is still trying to figure out how to balance the two like even uh, even today i don't know if you can do what i do but i feel really lucky that i'm home as much as i am like i actually work a lot of hours um my minecraft server I'm like sort of doubling down and how hard we're going at that and then there's the youtube thing and i've got all sorts of like buns in the oven that's not the right thing fish in the fryer whatever it is that you have i've got a bunch of them and um uh but even you know like i'll be here working and some of my work is stuff like live streaming but collins you you can hardly see it for the people collins sits right there i have two cameras so i'll show you next um Colin sits right there in that chair. Oh, cool. And, um, you know, so I'll be here doing like sysadmin of, of one kind or another. And Colin will be over there playing Minecraft or doing 
something else. And uh, it's nice to me that I get to spend as much time with the kids. You know, I hope every minute she's home, I don't miss any of it. Uh, she's not home that much because she has, uh, she's in high school and she has plays and then she's on the debate team, the speech and mm -hmm. debate team. So she's, I think she does too many extracurriculars. Uh, she's too <laughs> too many? Yeah, yeah, I think she's I too think ambitious. My, my number one fear, other than the general fear that at some point something bad's going to happen and I'm not going to be able to stop those things, is uh, having to deal with other parents. That is number one, the, not, the thing I am not looking forward to. Really? Why is that? Yes. Well, In what capacity? Just with our kids going to the same school and birthday parties, and I don't like a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I really don't. I, uh, I have issue with just a lot of people. Oh, I uh, would tell them that. <laughs> you know? Inform them. Inform yeah, them. I have yeah, issues yeah. with lots of people. I'm not gonna like you. No, no. Yeah, no. it's like, yeah. You know what? I like like maybe ten no. percent of people, and you're in the ninety. Maybe don't lead with that. You know? <laughs> I mean, hold back. Keep that to yourself. You know. I, I, are you anxious about push? I don't know if you were into sports or anything like that growing up a lot, Phil. But are you anxious that like you're gonna see your son? getting into some sport and you're going to push them into it and be like, yeah, you know, we're going to practice. Like, come on, catch it, catch it. Like just getting them really into it. I, I can't tell. I would, I would be, I'd be kind of excited if he wanted to get into sports just because, but I'm also thinking it now from like a more uh, parental perspective. Like I want him to get into soccer so that he can like learn to like team building, you know, like working with other people, but also be outside and athletic. Um, but I don't know if, if he, if he, all of a sudden is interested in something, I'm 100% going to back it. Um, I know that I'm not, I wouldn't be a big fan if he got into football. I personally wanted to get into football, um, and <laughs> I broke my arm during first practice, so I'm a big winner. Good career. Um, you know, great. Um, but, but, I mean, if he wanted to do that, I'd support him. If he wanted to try to get into uh, MMA, I'd support it. But I don't know. I, I, I think it would be cool if he was like an engineer, Right, that's the lamest thing I could say, but I think it would be awesome because it's someone that can actually create something and add to the world. Yeah. We were talking about the zombie apocalypse earlier. So many of us are just useless. I'm useless. My maybe the only ability we were talking about community leading skills for better or worse before the podcast. Maybe I have something similar to that, but man, I'm done for otherwise. Like I, I can't I can't I can maybe I can do a fire. <laughs> I can build a fire because uh, you know I, I went to a few camp sessions and that's like still a trick. But that's it. You want to link up with Richard immediately. Well, so that's he's always been my plan. That's always been my plan. But now he's all over the place. That is a problem. If he's back like uh, on the East Coast or he's out in the desert somewhere, you're fucked. I need to get like a satellite Batman phone. <laughs> when it goes down, just boom. The fucking double R's up in the air. He'll come save your ass. <laughs> So we had a good really time. It. We had a good time. We went and did a, a shoot in uh, in Texas a couple months back and uh, uh, shared a room for uh, like three or four days. We had a good time. Was that was that was that the one where you like went through a building? Yeah, yeah, words? house. Yeah, we had like an APC. We crashed through the house. He uh, he helped me film some stuff and he shot some guns. So he was. I mean, he was. Uh, we did the video together. That's I guess. armored yeah. personnel carrier. I assume. Yeah, for guys yeah. who don't know APC. That's a. Oh, I thought that was I, the name of the company sponsoring the video. No, when I, I think didn't know that was okay. When I think of someone that I, I if if I lived another life, I want to be it's it's Richard Ryan, one hundred percent. Like the dude was like, I think it'd be kind of cool to go skydiving once, and yep. now he's like an expert wingsuiter. Yeah, just in like a span of two years. Uh huh. And, and he was yeah. telling me last year he 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 was like, come up to Tennessee, 
we'll do, I don't, I don't remember how many jumps he said we do, he, but it was like dozens per day. He's like, we'll get you flight certified in like two days. Then you can do this and that. And then we can do wing suiting. And I'm just like, ah, that sounds awful. I, I really don't know about that wing suit, man. Cause I, that seems like a, That's I, I've seen his wing suit videos. He's lucky he and didn't say that brilliant. to me. Cause I'd be, Buy a <laughs> ticket. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be like, you know, you make promises like this. I'll be there, and I'd be flight certified. You'd see well, me make like, boring videos of me laying in the sky like every other skydiver does. He flies though. He's got. He built. He oh. made that uh, that wingsuit for. Um, I can't remember which um, uh, thing it was. Uh, it was to promote for. He, like, but he, from he made space that space or something. <laughs> well, he did. Well, that, he was did that was he did the crazy jump. Yeah, he did the crazy jump. Are you talking about the how to train your dragon? Yep. Where he got that yep. like school helmet and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, that that didn't work out the way he wanted it, I don't think. But but I thought his uh, his suit was very cool, and I'm glad he still made the video. The halo jump he did is where he it's like skydiving, but you just go real fucking high to the point where you need your own onboard oxygen. And he got hypoxic on the aircraft and nearly died. It was. Uh, uh, Wait, you know how to finish the story? He got hypoxic on the aircraft, nearly died. Went back to the ground, took a few breaths, gave it yeah. another go that afternoon, and did it. Oh, of course. It. Yeah, yeah of that's, course. that's the yeah. cool part. Like, was he wearing the wingsuit for that one? Like, that's like those no, flying squirrel-looking things, Some right? sort of... That's he, he like when you like see the military jump out where they've got the full helmet and the breathing mask, okay. and they're like in a, in a circle falling from high altitude. It's, it, it is. It's a high-altitude jump. I don't remember how high it is. 30,000 feet? It's really fucking high. You couldn't pay me to do one of those wingsuit things. Maybe 50. Things. I, no I think some of those go up, go up really have high. To maybe pay me to do a wingsuit thing. Well, have you have you guys uh, gone skydiving? No, no but no. I would. Um, I, I I would like to do it. I would do it. Um, the opportunity hasn't come up, and it, you know it's fairly expensive to get into, and I've never really it's never just never really come up. Um, and then at, at some point I was I was like, well, yeah, if somebody pays me to jump out of an airplane, but who, really, like, what am I gonna? I, I thought one time it would be fun to parachute in while shooting a gun at some stuff and blowing it up. But like, what if we keep getting that wrong? Or like, there's probably some yeah, law about me shooting from while I parachute in or something. And I, I, I know some special forces guys. Right? Yeah, I know some special <laughs> forces guys, and they told me, he, basically, this is a, this is a true story. This guy was a legit special forces guy who killed a bunch of people, and he was telling me that his commanding officer watched that movie with Steven Seagal where they come parachuting in and snipe people off a rooftop and then land on the rooftop. I think it's executive decision or maybe. Um, I don't recall. It's it's one of those Steven Seagal bullshit movies. So this legit military commander guy sees this movie and he tells his guys, he's like, why can't you do this shit? Fucking Steven Seagal can do it. And they're like, sir, that doesn't work. We need to operate our paddles when we're coming in to control our landing. He's And, and he's like, I'll show you. So like, he so he goes up with the rifle, does the parachute thing. Sure enough, he needed those paddles. Breaks both his ankles. No. Yeah, that's what you get. That was Carl. Weird, you met, you met Carl. Carl? Uh... Dying in humiliating ways, doing things that I didn't need to do, like hmm. skydiving, scuba diving, fucking with sharks, like <laughs> all anything like that. I want nothing to do with because at any time, like I have swam with sharks before, and all I could think about when I was doing it is like, what Where if my one of these is? things? Yeah, what if one of these fuckers gets a hair up its ass, bites my thigh, I bleed out before these undoubtedly uncertified Dominicans pull me back into their dirty boat. And what kind of certification could those Dominicans get that would make yeah. you feel comfortable with the situation? Yeah, Some just kind stop of shark... on in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want my family's last visual of me to be 
a pulp of me in a wingsuit being scraped off a billboard by a team of felons doing community service. Like I can't. I'm so <laughs> completely opposite with you right now. Like I the can't. idea of living this long life where like maybe the years, you know, maybe you get there's years of decline and, and, and you're slowly not able to do the same things and, and your friends are dying off and all that. That doesn't interest me one bit. Like if by 50 I haven't crashed into something or exploded into a fireball, things are not going right. Like, like that's how you want to go. When they write your obituary, you want them to, to, to need a little extra ink because they've never written any shit like that before. You want to explode inside of a shark. Like, yeah, the shark took him down, but he had a grenade. You know, you want, you want to die a cool death. That's how I want to go. I want, yeah. I want to be in the belly of a shark with a grenade. That's how I want to go. I want to go quietly <laughs> in my sleep. <laughs> I don't think like when you die in your sleep that it's just like I'm pretty no, I sure you like gasp you out. You wake up and, then... and you're like ah the pain and you cry. Yeah, they and just you walk die in alone. the next morning and they're like, it looks like he's still sleeping. Oh. Meanwhile, his face is like <laughs> bunch of old man shit <laughs> reeking just, in the bed. Even face think of that. Like... My dog died in his sleep last spring. Uh, it definitely woke him up. Yeah. Yeah, it sucked. He was. That would not... suck to be woken up to die. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. How terrifying. You know, that's that's awful. Poor dog. I was sorry when your dog uh, uh, passed too. away. I, uh, I, I, you know, I certainly had no relationship with him, but he seemed like a good dog, and he seemed like, um, like, like to see him with Colin, I could tell that, that like, that's a good dog. He was because Colin's monster, rough with, but he was our evil monster. He was definitely yeah. Team Gamertag. Uh, totally. Heaven forbid. Col Colin's Colin's mussing his head up and like messing with his ears, and if he gets in Colin's way, he's like, get out of here. That dog doesn't care. That dog's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, he, and he looks at me like motherfucker. Looking at, <laughs> I will eat your asshole. Then fuck it. Like, he's got the muzzle so on, hardcore. like you're so yeah. lucky. He had this soft muzzle on his. He's a great Dane. He had this soft muzzle on it so that it could open its mouth like just enough to get the tongue out and lap water up, so it can still be a dog and, and survive. But it can't take anyone's fingers off. And he's holding it back, and it's just looking at me like, ah, ah, like opening his mouth as much as he can and making this thing that's something between a, a roar and a growl. Just a real terror of a dog. Yeah. Sounds off. He, yeah. he took a neighbor's arm off. I'd... She had to get like a prosthetic, like on Mad Max. Like Everything he said was true up to this. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know how many that's stitches how good she lives had. Work. Um, <laughs> build up to it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many stitches she had, but I, uh, the policeman took a f photograph of it, like with their cameras, and it was like a gnarled, curvy, like it was an ugly laceration. Yeah, it's, uh, but it was really her fault for existing. It was her fault. It was her fault. <laughs> it was. Fuck her. It, according to the state, it was her fault. You mess with the bull, you get the horns. You mess with Jack, you, you get a big Z-shaped scar on your forearm. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So Dad started, uh, the lumber shows up tomorrow for Dad's man cave. Phil, mm. my dad and my mom don't get along very well. And uh, I think at some point my dad realized that, like, divorce is just far too costly. I think I'll just build my, so, so he's just building himself, like, his man cave over his, like, shop slash farm area. And at first, when he described this man cave, he, like he didn't even know the term man cave. He was just like, "I'm gonna build me a little, a little building over there so I can hang out." He's like, "I'm gonna put a TV in there and put some chairs and a bathroom and a shower and a bed in the back and a little kitchenette and a bar." And I was like, "Are you talking about building a new house, Dad?" <laughs> like, well, it'll only be like. 1,500 square feet or something, and I'm going to put it right, not really a house, but, and I'm just like, 
building a new house. <laughs> no, he's just been, like, like they were over there today with a contractor, and he's going over like you know what, what the walls are going to look like, and and describing basically what I just described to you, where everything went. And uh, yeah, he's building himself a ridiculous little man cave over there. And uh, I've got a bunch of like random cool stuff that'd be fun to put over there. So we're either going to put an air hockey table in or a pool table because I've got one of each to spare. So we're making a cool little hangout spot over there. That's like the weirdest, most like socially accepted male retreat. <laughs> it's just like I'm gonna yeah. have a room, and it's just mine, yeah. even though I potentially bought this home. <laughs> like I'm yeah. just gonna hide I, over here. I, and and like I've met a lot of guys who are like real dominant alpha male type guys, but when they get home, the wife is something to be feared. Uh, Dan Tanner is like that. The guy who owns Tannerite, the 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 whole company. Um, not to put his business out there, but his wife is his wife is is a very aggressive lady when it when she comes to talking to him. They have a they have a interesting relationship. But his man cave was was one of the coolest ones I've ever seen. He's got like this room above his garage. He's got a pool table and a full bar in there and a bunch of other stuff. But the cool thing is he's got a bear feeder in his front yard, which is on a mountain in Oregon, and a 50-cal Barrett with a homemade suppressor stuck on it aimed out a, a window that opens up like this. And he, wait, he sits there and drinks his vodka and waits on the bear to come. And he blows him away with his Barrett. <laughs> he just kills <laughs> like bears a as a hobby? He, he, um, as a hobby, I'll tell you what he does. He gets up around 3 in the morning and he starts hiking out into the Oregon wilderness with his rifle and his thermal, uh, his thermal optic and, and his, uh, his cleaning tools and his backpack. He's got one of those, um, it's like a big frame, really. He finds a, a herd of elk and, uh, from a, like a mile away with his thermal optic at night when it's still dark and he starts stalking them until daybreak. Then he takes the shot at anywhere between 800 and 1500 meters with his sniper rifle then he goes and he butchers this animal that, that's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pounds of meat. And he packs it out one trip after another, up to like seven, eight miles he's each, each way, and packs out the entire animal carcass in a day. Walking through mountain lion country, like legit mountain lion country where they are and like it's their habitat. And I asked him, I was like, Dan, like, he's a big guy, six foot four, he's got like a sandpaper beard, big, big square jaw, muscular guy, he's a big dude. Uh, I was like, what if a wildcat, you know, you're carrying 50 pounds of bloody meat on your back. What if a wildcat jumps you? He's like, that'd be a hell of a way to go, wouldn't it? Fighting that cat. <laughs> I was just like, well, better yeah. than going home and seeing my wife just waking up. You know? <laughs> you know that every step of that walk, he's just willing a mountain lion to come down and just a quick clip on the back of the neck. In just, every conversation, he just wants to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I didn't start the washer correctly. Oh, what's the name of that uh, combustive powder that you invented that bought this house in the middle of Oregon? You bitch. Like, just, he just wants to freak out, but he can't. He goes to his little cave, sits there and fumes. Oh, that's, that's discouraging. That's what I didn't want to say out loud. Oh, well, then, that, then we will not say that. Yeah, mm. right? I think I that say... he needs to upgrade from the man cave then and maybe get a little Kyle's dad man cave where he gets his own his own little house on the oregon mountains yeah yeah that's rough yeah Whoa. he's a real nice guy um i i i gotten to travel around and meet a lot of like weird crazy guys but he was one of the really down to earth really cool guy you know he makes explosives for a living um does firework shows and shit like that and uh he took us up on a mountaintop and we we did a bunch of stuff with high explosives and uh we did like a couple hundred pound tannerite charge and there was a cabin back behind us that the way I remember it was like Dan knew the guy who owned the land and they were like buddies, but so we had permission to be there and all, but 
long story short, I blew up so much shit that it shattered the windows in this cabin back behind us. And it was like thousands and thousands of dollars worth of windows because like every window in the cabin shattered. So got a little shit about that. But uh, I don't we actually haven't been invited back in a while. But <laughs> <laughs> but we had a good time. We had a real good time. Good. <sighs> Phil, you've been a- following the presidential election? Yeah. You know, it's been interesting. Do you have a favorite candidate? Um, no, man. Like both, it's either underwhelming or scary. That's mm-hmm. that's for the most part uh, on both sides. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we were talking uh, about like masters of manipulation. I did a, a piece on this on my show. I am I am in awe of the moves Trump makes. Like, because he always seems to hold a, like a baby in front of him so he doesn't get shot. I was kind of just winging it on the show, but it's like when Ted Cruz took a swing at him to something that even annoyed me, where it was, uh, it was like, what was he? He has New York, New York values. Uh-huh. Yeah, so talking about like his liberal past and being pro-abortion, stuff like that. And then he was like, do you mean 9-11? And then it was just like, oh. And then even Ted Cruz was like, I fucked up. I should not even try <laughs> yeah, to take a I've swing. I've never seen anyone play the 9-11 card successfully until Trump, right? He'll, they asked Hillary... Like, um, what would you be different about, and what would be different about your presidency, you know, that wouldn't make you just the same old, same old? And she's like, well, I'm a woman and 9-11. And it's like, Woo! what? Yeah. Did you just say you're a woman in 9-11 in response to, maybe I didn't get the question wrong, but that's- You're not answer, far off. No, that's pretty much what you're, you're paraphrasing pretty well. And, uh, and it, was, it was crap. Um, but Trump pulled the 9-11 card. It's like, New York values, you know. We came back. We were there. The smell of death, this and that. And he just really outlined it, and I believed him. And I don't believe much of what he says, but yeah. I believe that. It's Did not so much that, that he's link? really believable. It's that Hillary is – there's not a genuine bone in her body. Nothing mm-hmm. she says seems like you can take it at face value. Everything is cold and calculated and like heavily – like there's a bunch of people in the background with – hunchbacks like ghouls giving her all the statistics of you know oh uh, my lord you know you're pro <laughs> this tonight and then she has to go up there and spew it like nothing about her is trustworthy i she's i really hate her did you I, I see think... the link that Chiz sent here this vine no oh it, it's what um if you click it it's what ted cruz said I'm a maniac. tonight in the debate i believe uh it's like a five second bit mm-hmm. pretty funny And everyone on this stage is stupid, fat, and ugly. I'm a maniac. And everyone on this stage is stupid, fat, and ugly. I'm a maniac. Is this in reference, because I know we missed it tonight. Is this in reference to what Donald Trump would would have said? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So Trump's Trump's move is super interesting tonight. Uh, I want to talk about this for a little bit. Yeah. Um, For people that don't know, uh, we're recording this on a Thursday, and it's the, I think, the last Republican presidential debate before the Iowa caucuses. It's being hosted by Fox News. Now, Trump has an issue with this woman, Megyn Kelly, who's like one of the main Fox News anchors. Called her a bimbo this week. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So she asked, she quoted him on a couple sort of anti-woman things he had said over the years. He used to get into these barbs with Rosie O'Donnell and more. And um, she said, you know, you come off as anti-woman, you want to speak to that. And he felt like he was treated unfairly. Uh, The truth is, it seems like every question they ask every presidential candidate kind of pokes at a weak spot and asks them to defend it. But Trump feels like it's unfair when it happens to him. And now he's boycotting this Fox News debate. And 
I sometimes watch politics, not just, you know, rooting for my favorite guy or my favorite issues, but as chess, because I find it really interesting to see the moves and the counter moves that they make. So Trump, by not going, when Trump goes to these debates, I never think he wins. I always think he does well enough. You know, he had his moments, but it's not like we all walk away saying he holds oh, on. The Trump show was incredible at this debate. He's just fine. I but feel like Trump has found all the like Trump support is what it's going to be. And it's, it's not going to go up and it's not likely to go down. Trump supporters are Trump supporters. Like it, 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 he's not like a standard candidate where it could go up and down every week. He just hangs on to what he's got week in and week out. True. So. This debate was not going to be an, not going to be an event for him, and it certainly wasn't going to help him. The other debates aren't giving him big jumps in the poll, I don't think. And but by skipping this, he did kind of a risky move. You know, uh, it's easy to throw stones at him for skipping it, right? You can do the thing like Fox News in a bad move, I think. You know, Fox News is supposed to be fair and balanced. They are a news organization. We know they're not, but. <laughs> Don't make it so easy to know that they're not. They issued a press report saying the word is that the Ayatollah and Putin are going to treat him unfairly if he becomes president, right? And it's like, you know, you can't handle some hardball. Why the fuck are you running for president? Fox News said that. Now, they shouldn't have. They're supposed to be news. They just made him right. You know, they made him right that they target him, kind of. Um, but... Uh, um, just the same. Now everyone's talking about him. And isn't he holding some like counter event? He's doing so, a charity thing for veterans. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was saying with the, the holding the baby in front of him. Because if you don't support him, who all of a sudden somehow Trump is the little guy compared <laughs> because he's the, he's the anti-establishment candidate, even though he's a billionaire with his, his small money. Uh, but that's what I was going to say. He, uh, they, they raised $6 million tonight. Right. That's so huge. like that's. Right, and so that's the thing is he knows that everyone's going to be talking about him, but he also, I think, knew that if there was anyone that was moderating that could potentially make him look foolish, it would be Megyn Kelly. And I think that's, I think ultimately it comes down to, to him not wanting to, to deal with that again. I'm not I, a fan of Fox News, but I have a lot of respect for Megyn Kelly. She is unstoppable on the issue. She, to me, is like the right wing's John Stewart. I feel like in today's atmosphere, it's very difficult to successfully argue with a, with a pretty blonde woman on, the tele, on, on TV. I feel like it would be real hard for Trump to win an, any argument with her or look good in any kind of an argument with her just based on that. I, I feel like he, he'll look like a sexist, he'll look like a misogynist if, if, he, if he goes anywhere other than uh, above the belt. And I don't feel like she's held to the same thing. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, maybe that is partly why she does well, but Standard. I feel like she always does well. She does. Like, she, yeah. she seems bright. And she didn't used to be like that. Um, she used to be a bubblehead, and it was almost like intentionally so. And I think she's a Stanford graduate. Like, she's a smart person. They got that one chick who's, who used to be, uh, Stern talks about this all the time, one of the, he, he loves Fox News, he loves watching it for the hot chicks, and uh, this, one, this one girl, they were looking at what her, um, her background was, like she, journalism, like broadcast, what is it? Uh, it was, she was a Zumba class uh, uh, instructor, that's what it was. So as you can imagine, somebody who's a Zumba class instructor has a great core and some real great legs, and that's <laughs> all you need, <laughs> great legs, <laughs> um, and, and you know, to be able to read. So... They Trump boycotting this debate is a super interesting move. They're all going to go on there and say, do you want a president that's afraid of the hardball questions? You know, do you want a president that only accepts home court? And that's a fair thing. They're all going to say he's scared. And of course, they're taking shots at him when he can't defend himself. There's a vine we just watched. But, you know, I, I, we're talking about him. Would we be talking about him if well, it was just when, the when, 12th debate? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think, Kyle, I think you have a point. Like, there are the people that are already going to vote for him. Those people are not going to be swayed. Like, so, I don't, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's not fair to say he's not able to defend himself, right? If, if everyone's showing up to the fight and then you don't show up because you don't think that it's going to be, like, fair and then people talk about you because you're the front runner. Like, no one's going to talk about the front runner. That's silly. I, I hear you, but, um, well, I'm still not wrong, though. Like, he's not there to defend himself. Uh, should they be attacking well, him? Of course I think, they I think, should. I think, of because I think he's not there. I, I think you're technically right in that he is physically not there, but it is of his own choosing. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what the tale of the tape will be. It will come when we find out what the ratings for both things were. Oh. It, 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 we'll, we'll see if Trump got more eyes over there you know, raising cash for veterans than the entire rest of the field got on Fox News. If, if it comes back that this that the ratings plummeted, you know, by by a significant margin, then who the fuck saw him not look bad anyway, right? Like, mm. he, as far as uh, his 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 supporters are concerned, he's off being Robin Hood somewhere, while the rest of those guys with one percent or five percent of the vote are arguing, calling him names, and he's not even there. Hey, he's gonna say, look, I wasn't even there. They talked about me for eight out of the sixty minutes. Look at this. You know, it's I, I feel like he can't lose in this situation. He's not there to say anything stupid. And that's a big part of being good at politics. I think it's incredibly interesting because he can lose. You know, they can say, they can get bigger ratings. It might happen. And there might be a lot of people who take shots at him that he's not, they could say New York values and now he's not able to, not there to deliver his 9-11 response like he was last time. Um, it, he can look weak by being scared off by Megyn Kelly. And that's exactly how I see it. I see him as scared off from Megyn Kelly. Um, I don't. I feel I like this see is, it as that. This isn't about Megyn Kelly. This is about that guy that owns Fox News. He doesn't like that guy. They have it again. They have uh, an issue with with one another. That's what's going on here. He he literally thinks he's depriving them of ratings. He thinks that he is the big draw of this he thing. Might be. He, he, th is. he he is. He is. You're going to see it. Wait till those ratings report reports come out. Trump is going to look like a genius, and his and his his poll numbers will not go down. I, I call it right now. If anything, they go up. Like I'm not going to say he's not going to go up five points, but he'll go up a point. He's, he will not be hurt by this. If anything, he'll be helped by it. And if any of his uh, competition over there on the Fox News channel steps in shit, like they're just going to look all the worse because the only people yeah. watching are their own constituents. I think like, you're right. But here, Trump like, fans aren't watching. You have a situation here where he could show up at the debate and almost guaranteed break even. Like, let's pretend we're betting, right? Sure. Guaranteed break even was on the table and he's winning. But instead he rolled the dice. And he might win and he might lose. I think yeah. he wins. I think he wins. But I wasn't so sure two days ago who was winning. And uh, if nothing else, gosh, some political theater. I knowing that it. he made, knowing that he raised six million after hearing that, if that's if that's accurate, that's a that's a big chunk of change. It just uh, occurred to me that's for charity though, not for yeah, himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. that would oh, be like I mean, a real dick if cut. he skipped this to Dude, make a bunch of money for himself. Hillary, on the yeah. other hand, right? So Hillary is getting blasted about receiving all this money from banks and investment companies and things like that. You know, the, well, Bernie Sanders is out there saying, "I'm going to clean up Wall Street," and this joker over here is taking money from Wall Street. You know, she should be wearing her NASCAR outfit with the Golden Socks logo on it and such. So that's what he's saying. While he's saying this, she goes to Philadelphia. And does another like fundraising thing for an investment bank, investment firm, yeah. And uh, the name of it too was so like hoity-toity. I forget what it was, but it was it was bad. And uh, it's like you, 
you can't write this. I hate that expression. You can write fucking anything, but um, you know, like it, it, this is like it was fiction. It, it is. She's just doing it now. She was scheduled to talk to two more investment companies in New York for her fundraising tour, and she bailed because she's getting crushed. She's getting burnt on this accepting money from big banks. So she sent her daughter to talk to the banks and get the money while she, she goes back to Iowa and campaigns. She is only one point up in Iowa with like three or four points as the margin of error. I really want Bernie to beat her. I, I, I really, I, I want Bernie to win just to see Hillary lose. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I would savor it so much because, all right, look, you look at Hillary Clinton and, and let's sum her up. You know, it seems like her life has been a real amazing climb to to power and prestige in one way or another you know senator first yeah, lady all these accomplishments writing. these great uh, secretary Bumps of state along all these, the way but carry on she all these incredible accomplishments the feather in the cap is his presidency she wanted it last time so badly and it she was ahead in the polls she was way ahead 10 15 points everywhere and then obama came and obama mania happened and there was obama girl and it was just a it, it became a thing and obama I'd be here in a dance it. competition you did beat her in a dance competition. <laughs> Pro <Soundly>. move. <laughs> Soundly. Whooped her ass. She had no fans of She was nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going. What was <laughs> Hillary, feather in the cap, presidential. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it, it, it. So if she loses this time, if she does not become president next year, this is going to crush her. And this year, this is going to crush her in a way that that I don't think many of us can fathom. I feel like this would be a huge emotional blow, like a a a, a failure in her life that that on her deathbed she would think back to if she fails. And I want that. I don't know, bad. man. I get, I get up my world's tiniest violin for this. Like, oh, were you not president? Only first lady and senator. I'm, no, no, no. Who, I'm not going to feel any compassion uh-huh. for her. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just relating to how she's going to feel. I think if she loses this second run at, at being the first female president and all, and all that comes along with that, I think, feel like she wants it really, really badly. And if she doesn't get it, it's going to be a real blow to her. And I want that. <laughs> um, we're, physical pain it's, it's like it. that South Park episode. We're choosing between a douche and a turd sandwich out there. I, I, I don't like any of these fucking candidates. Trump's a fucking maniac. All that wall stuff and, and xenophobic mania. It's, it's, it's silliness. It's, it's crazy. And it, He's playing to the, the 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 least common denominator, and and there seems to be a a good many of of those out there. But then you got Sanders over there, who like we were talking about earlier. I feel like Sanders' version of the United States would fit in real well in like the Star Trek future, where where you don't have that whip of ca- you don't require that whip of capitalism to keep the masses moving forward. Uh, you know, everybody just wants to be amazing in the Star Trek universe. You know, you don't. You don't need a job, like, but but everybody wants one, and they want they just these aspire uh, for accomplishments. They aspire to greatness, to yeah. further, you know, to further themselves and their 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 friends and family and, and their way of life. Of team and productivity just seems we're not there to yet. Their DNA. We're not there yet. No, that that that's that's how I feel about Sanders. If I'm being honest, I feel like he's got a wonderful vision uh, for for what, the way he he wants things to be. But we're not if, there yet. I just nobody's homeless and everyone has health care and you don't have to work and there's a minimum standard of living that somehow includes healthy food and a warm apartment with air conditioning. Any in education summer. your heart desires. I mean, what a free education, all that stuff. I feel like there is too big a uh, portion of the population that will be like, oh, there's free rides. Someone else will pull the train. Why would I pull the oh, train? There's a huge swath of the population that would fall into that camp like i think that the whole like free education thing i think that 
when that does get going, if it ever does, like at least discounting it for some people, they should start with things like, I don't know, engineering, physics, fields, like computer science, things like that to incentivize people to get into things that are useful. There should never be, you should never be able to sign up and get a master's in underwater basket weaving. That should not be a thing. Uh, you shouldn't be able to get one in, you know, uh, Mesopotamian studies oh, or women's studies or some have nonsense. Egyptologist or something. We need those degrees. Some Man, of those. Egyptologist. Okay. The fact that's a real thing. What the fuck? You need at least one, right? What? You need at least one. Well, that, yeah, let that guy what? buy yeah, his degree. You, when you have one <laughs> Egyptologist that's alive and someone else comes into the school and is like, you know what? I'd really like to study Egyptology. They should take. Nah, the History Channel like, oh, isn't hiring until oh, that other guy dies. Fuck. So. Uh, yeah, they've no got jobs. one guy, and that's the worldwide quota for Egyptologists <laughs> that we need. We need. There really are so few that I like. Like I would recognize that one guy who's an Egyptologist who's always on Discovery and History. If I saw him, he's this little brown-skinned guy. He's bald. He's got little. He's got like glasses. I'd totally recognize him. You're right. Um, yeah, I just I feel like know. the Bernie Those, world that he's trying to create is, is just going to there'll be too many guys riding the train and not enough guys pulling it. So that's how I feel about Bernie. And then uh, and then you got Hillary, who I feel like might be a bit of a villain. I feel like she might be a little evil in the in the at her core. I just don't think I, I don't think she's an honest person. I think she's a bad person. And at best, at best. She's that standard slimy politician that that she's the stereotype of slimy politicians. who. Yeah. You're kind of describing her husband there, which was a pretty successful presidency. I think her her husband did do a pretty good job, yes, but but I don't think that she's her husband and and I, if I would vote for Bill Clinton, I'm not voting for Hillary though. No mm. fucking way. If if they offered me I, Okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I I think she's probably got more testosterone in her uh, running through her body than George W ever had. Um she's yeah. she's She's pretty butch. Uh, I, I, it's not that I think a woman can't handle the fucking job. Clearly, she can handle just about anything. I don't want her handling. I don't want her uh, uh, hand at the wheel up there. Uh, I feel like she really, you know, it seems like a, an obvious issue for me to talk about. But, but like, gun, gun rights are a pretty big deal to me, um, you know. And I feel like she's the one candidate who, like, might set her sights on gun rights is a is a big major issue thing in her campaign. Maybe you know Obama put, made it health care and uh, closing Gitmo. I think which he's going to do before his terms up. I think he's going to hang, uh, hang those little feathers in his cap along with killing uh, Osama bin Laden and a few other things. Hillary might want uh, a, a full assault ban. Uh, you know to be one of hers. I, I don't trust her in any in any way. There's no candidate I would I would um, not prefer over Hillary. She's my Least favorite candidate out of all of them, to be honest. That O'Malley guy, sign me right up. Let's go. That uh, um, that Kasich guy, sure, why not? Even Huckabee, get Huckabee in there. I don't fucking care. Oh, that would be a hoot. No, get those. No, I, I would. No. I'd love to see no. those. Yeah. I'd love to see those jowls jiggling. Oh, that is not a good reason union. to vote for president. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. See, I feel like if you take away the gun <laughs> issue, I actually feel like I. I line up with Hillary on sort of this moderate liberal thing, like it's a little bit left of center, more closely. I, I like Hillary on the issues, but Hillary and Trump, I rate last in honesty and integrity. Um, Sanders is first in honesty and integrity, but he's not first on issues with me. So I don't have a home. It's difficult. It's a douche and a turd sandwich. I won't yeah. vote, but I will enjoy. It's going to be fucking entertaining. God, I want Trump to do well. I want him to go as deep in this as possible. Um, I hope he becomes the president. Second place I really do. with Palin as VP. I want him to be the president. 
I want, I honestly do. Now, the more I think about it, the more I want Donald Trump to be president just so I can watch. It'll be so fucking entertaining. Every news conference, if you hear he's doing that, you know, every now and then the president like takes over uh, primetime television and has an address. I'm tuning the fuck in. I'll buy a package for that. You could, <laughs> the, I, I would subscribe to his podcast, like like everything. I would be so involved with the executive branch of our government. Yeah. <laughs> Philly D, who's your guy? I don't have one right now. Lying. Not a, not in any way. No. You're scared. No. no, I'm not. There are I'm any not. good choices. Well, then talk about your candidates. The candidates right now, um, I think Hillary is a master of pain. Well, not even a master, just uh, just a panderer. Oh, my God, the pandering. That that clip of her dabbing on Ellen will oh. haunt me forever. Hello, it's, my fellow kids. Yeah, um, <laughs> my incisors are more dull after having watched that and just teeth ground through the whole thing where it's just, yeah. ugh. I don't know. And that, I mean, Trump's interesting from a business perspective, but morally, it, uh, I don't know. It's just, Perfect, I, I right? feel like, I feel don't like, don't you want to see him build that wall? Come on, a great wall, a great wall. You don't even uh, have to pay for it. It's, uh, it's just, <laughs> it's just frustrating, man. There's just, there's nothing. There's very, there's very good, very few good points, and I mean, the, the interesting thing about like a Bernie Sanders is I, I like where he is morally. I don't know how fucked uh, I, I would be as a business person. That's that's my concern. So I think the thing is also I need to take a deeper dive on probably the top six candidates, just so that I can make like an informed decision. Because for the most part, like people aren't talking about plans. They're not talking about like. The actual, like, how you would do stuff. Like, the whole Muslim ban thing. The asking someone if they're Muslim. Like, that's the way you stop people from entering the country. That's stupid. Like, that's my You're problem. Making me bacon. Anybody who won't eat bacon. <laughs> Just wave the bacon. That's yeah. my issue, is he said it. And then my, 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 my brain goes, how, how would you even enforce that? You just say, are you Muslim? And then One in this country. Like, oh, you have to eat a Baconator at the gate. <laughs> that would be not vomit. <laughs> no vegetarians, no vegans. Cut them out too. You know. Wendy's. Trump. Trump brings Wendy's on as a sponsor for Ellis Island. Starts the whole old old timey uh, immigration process up. Everybody's out there eating Baconators coming through the gates to America. Oh. Yeah, they all have to get new last names based on what they do. Yeah. We'll Anybody just, we'll who just... won't eat a Baconator, he sends to the wall. So he's gonna be like, to, he's gonna be like, let's we'll just we'll take them? the people here and we'll put them in, we'll call them internment camps, and you know, and we'll, I think it's the orig original Trump idea, never been done before. FDR, <laughs> FDR did. No, that. I know. I'm joking. I think the Fine Bros did that. <laughs> oh, nice, that's how you do it, Taylor. <laughs> Bring it back around. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a dog in the fight right now. You, I, yeah, I feel like I'm not think, gonna, but I pick one anyway. I don't think any know? rational person does have a dog in the fight right now, yeah. and that is the beauty of our political system. Trump's number I'm, one, and it's the curse I'm, of it. You know, I'm I'm far more interested in him actually getting the nomination because the, so many people from the party have spoken out against him, and the the question is, is he going to have that much of a lead when it comes down to it? Because at that point, are, they're essentially going to be at his mercy because if if he has a lead, even though he's signed a piece of paper or whatever saying that he's not going to run against them as an independent. Well, that's, I, wait, go I, for I, it. I heard like in like the first debate, they were asking him if he would say, if, if he was like, how many of the candidates here would take oh, a pledge yeah. right now not to run as a third party candidate? 
Trump would not agree. He's reversed so, his position. On so, this. yeah. Okay. In a, right. in a later one, he reversed it. But he could very much, I mean, have the, the argument, I'm up in the polls. You haven't given it to me. There's no reason I should. If you're not going to keep your word, I'm not going to keep mine. And then completely screw over the Republican Party. What would he like, call so, his party? <laughs> the Trump party. The money team. I want to introduce you to my... Uh, VP candidate Floyd Money Mayweather. He comes out, yeah, <laughs> the, the champ is here. The champ is here. Knock Everyone's just so conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he gets the black vote. Oh That's no, how- there's all these racist people. Like I don't know who to vote for now. VP's black. They're, they're doomed. Yeah, if Trump brought in Floyd Money Mayweather as his illiterate vice president, <laughs> I think that would be a real winning fucking team. But I mean, hell. A couple years ago, he brought they brought Palin on, and I mean, potato, potato. Yeah, real bump originally. God damn. She, I, I will say this though: at that first like uh, Republican convention uh, back in '08, I think '07, when Palin went up there and like had that big speech, she didn't seem stupid then. It's like something happened. I there was a time when I heard that speech, I was like, wow, she's eloquent and well spoken, and god damn, she's getting all these conservative women fired up talking about mama grizzlies and all this shit and and uh, something about like what's the difference between a mama grizzly bear and a and a soccer mom, you know, the a the pit bull and a lip, hockey mom. Something about lipstick, you know, whatever, you know, and, and uh she's she really cool. And then from there, it it was like she got a new writing team or maybe there's a writing strike in her campaign or something mm-hmm. and she had to like get some scabs to come in and yeah. they weren't literate. She did, it, they it, all left when all the uh, writers for the office left, and she was left to her own devices with her Twitter account. I can see Russia from my house, and they're all watching it there, like, "Oh God, we're gonna have so much fucking work to do when this strike is over." <laughs> Jesus, at least job security, you know. Thank God for that. Like, that. did you see her endorsement of Trump? Did you see that video? If not, we gotta watch it. I mean, it's it's outrageous. It is humiliating. It, it, you have to see. None it of us have ever on. done anything so embarrassing. Uh, I haven't like, seen it. I can't hold wait. your horses. <laughs> you know, Most of, of us have never done it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I saw it, and thankfully, I saw it with captions. So every like stutter and jumbled word, and th- she'll start a thought, not word, not finish it, carry on some other thought, and you can yeah. like, I don't know what she did, skip a line in the teleprompter or something. It didn't make any sense. I re- I respect the rhymes though. She doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was, does she rhyme it, throughout it? Really? There were some yeah, like, rhymes. Yeah, yeah. Clinging, sing. Oh God, I'm trying. Now I want to see it. <laughs> All right, let's see what we can do. Gospel singing, Bible clinging, motherfucking super trucking, red picking. <laughs> just, just, uh, just Negro hanging. <laughs> like, like I just felt like she was just gonna accidentally let one of her real true hobbies cross burning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, it's a, like, the more information that came out about her and then the family, it's uh, it's an interesting situation. Yeah, man. I, I love that you can get, you can get money about practicing uh, abstinence while you get pregnant twice. That's pretty Outrageous. solid. Outrageous. I think that kid's name's Bristol, right? Bristol Pay, uh, yeah, yeah, the, Bristol the girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then her son came back and beat his wife, and she's blaming it on PTSD. Which mm. I'm told has been received really poorly amongst people with PTSD. Like, don't paint us with this brush that we come back from war, changed people beating our wives. Like, yeah, it you was, know, a little it was nervous a... around fireworks, but I don't go beating <laughs> up women. <laughs> it was a little, it was a little weird because she was, it was, she didn't exactly say it's Obama's fault, but it was like, it was weird. 
It was, she was weird. directing at him. She totally was. She, when, when I hear shit like that, I just write you completely off as a person who should ever be listened to ever, ever, ever. Because you have no integrity after you make that move. When you blame the president for your daughter's like baby daddy beating her or whatever the situation was. Because like it's PTSD. Because of PTSD. It was her, her son. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, okay. Her, her son uh, beat her daughter. It's hard to keep her white no. trash family uh, in order with all the 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 the, the, <laughs> the teen pregnancy and the and the domestic abuse. It's it's a it's a Jeez. real show over there. And That's what should have been on the reality show, not her ass. I don't. Feel yeah, like that she really was is properly... insulting about the PTSD people. That him being like, oh, you know, accidents happen. I have PTSD. That's why I beat her up. Like guys who went to war, the microwave goes off. Or, they, or their wife puts a bag of popcorn in and they just go on a fucking rampage beating the shit out of all their children. Like that, that's, that is really an awful thing as an excuse to use where it's like, oh, yeah. you know, I got startled. Goddamn egg timer, you know, fool me once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Karen. We'll get you stitched yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Rehearsing that's what weird. she says before you go into the hospital. <laughs> I fell. I ran into the door, you know. <laughs> she asked what time I wanted dinner. All I could hear was Allah Akbar. I let her have it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like that one. <laughs> oh, is it time for a second ad read? All right, it then. Is. Well, Who shall it be? You guys, we figured it out. We here at PKA have discovered the key to an amazing shave. It's simple. <laughs> That's exactly what DollarShaveClub.com does and why we're proud members like millions of others. Lots of, lots of players will be sporting playoff beards this time of year now that the postseason post has come, but leave that to the pros. Kick off the year right with a fresh, fresh blade shave. That's why me and millions of others have joined DollarShaveClub.com. Dollar Shave Club knows the key to getting an amazing shave is simple. One, use a fresh Dollar Shave Club blade. Two, use the Dr. Carver shave butter. That's it. Dollar Shave Club delivers amazing razors right to my door for a third of the price of those greedy mega razor corporations. That means listeners who switch now can afford the luxury of shaving with a fresh blade anytime and save hundreds this year. And when you combine the fresh blade with their Dr. Carver shave butter, it's... It, it just glides. It's unimaginably smooth. I'm telling Ooh. you, it's not your average shave foam. Peas and dry out your skin. The all-natural ingredients leave your skin feeling soft, smooth, and moisturized after every single shave. So, take it from us. Use a Dollar, dollar Shave Club blade with Dr. Carver's shave butter if you want the most gentle shave imaginable. Join DollarShaveClub.com today. Uh, that's DollarShaveClub.com slash PKA. Link in the also, check out their One Wipe Annotation. Charlies mm. while you're over at there. Those things, it, they're wet wipes, Scented of menthol, making your ass feel fresh, and they're so thick and hearty, it would catch an airsoft BB shot right at you. <laughs> no, no give there, no worries of finger finger puncturing. If you get a little overzealous, you know you think this wiping's never gonna end. So just get it done. Like never gonna happen with the one wipe Charlies. Yeah. That's not just a joke. Like they sent us one of those uh, in like our first promotion we did, the one wipe Charlies, and it was, they're great. Absolutely, add that in your cart. They, they, yeah. Like no. Yeah. Seriously, I, I feel like I was on board with the one wipe Charlie before the rest of the team was. And um, you know, Europe has had bidets forever, and Americans were just wiping their rear ends with paper. That's not clean. We all just kind of deny it and and pretend that it's clean, but you know that it's not. Now with one wipe Charlies, we once again reclaim butthole cleanliness supremacy, like America should. Mm-hmm. Number one, <laughs> I hear Trump uses them before every debate. Yeah. I want that to be in your like legal have to read read. Like, that's, <laughs> like you have to say this. Uh, yeah, those are great though. I like. Man, our wet wipes changed my life. Remember Realizing three years that that's ago, an option. 
Flushable well, wet wipes. See, see, this is what like like I only shit. I, I always shower after I shit. This 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 eliminates this whole problem of a dirty asshole. I wipe my ass, but then I take a fucking shower. Like kind of I don't do have, have these. I I, I don't I, have these emergency shits. Like like I don't know what are you like. I an don't year let old my man, poop bad dictate bowel? me. I dictate my poop. I poop when I damn well please. Or I wear it. Look, I wake up every morning mm -hmm. and it's time to go. It, it's I know it's time to go. That's why I woke right up. Right there is a lie. You don't wake <laughs> up every morning. Sometimes you wake up in the afternoon. It depends yeah. on your definition of morning, but sometimes. <laughs> day he wakes up at some point. You know, at some point, I wake up or I wouldn't fucking be here. Mm -hmm. uh, I was at my dad's the other day and my, my alarm went off. It was 1.45 in the afternoon and uh, an alarm went off. And I, I was like, I figure if I'm not up by now, I need an alarm. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But seriously, I wake up every morning and, and I poop. And then I shower. And I don't shit again during the day. I, I don't understand that. I, like, like the need oh. for that. No, I, I have so many emergency shits it's, <laughs> it's, it's getting out of control where what are like, you eating I'll eat, I'll, no i'll eat it's not okay i'm exaggerating I, i'll eat good for a while like not necessarily all healthy but like regular and i'm regular and then i go on like weird food uh like preferences like last week from thursday no wednesday to friday evening i looked back on those like seven meals and i was like when was the last time I didn't eat chicken wings as a meal? Like, when was the last time I didn't eat hot wings? And I realized it's been three fucking days since I've eaten anything but hot wings. And so for the next day or two, it was just a disaster. I couldn't hardly leave the house, get errands done. It was like, like I, there was one time I literally got in my car after showering, getting ready for stuff. I got to, like, the end of the subdivision, about to turn onto the road. And I was like, you know, I only have to go by the grocery store and get some stuff, but I'm not going to risk it. I'm not going to risk it. And so I turned around and I went home. And I just I went home and shit, and by that point I I just ordered out for uh, chicken wings from Papa. <laughs> that was, that need, was day two and a half. Yeah. You, my friend, are gonna need adult depends by the time you're 35. What the fuck? That's oh, I'm not healthy. Self out. Yeah. You need more fiber in your diet. I'm gonna let you know right now. And you, it, it, like, are you eating hot wings early in the day? Like, like, let's say you oh, wake up. Anytime. Yeah, I eat celery with the wings. Oh. That's a little bit of fiber. But your body is just a polluted jungle of evil oh the inside of you must just be awful i've and seen what you yeah. eat kyle and it is not all vegetables and oh know, no i don't goodness. eat vegetables no i no, my diet it is, is deep fried whatever we found around the house i got four pounds go of gummy bear of uh jelly beans upstairs that that have my name all over them i'm halfway through the jar that means i've eaten two pounds of jelly beans this month <laughs> Well, this month, I've eaten two pounds of jelly beans. Just wrap your head around that alone. Like it's it's oh startling. But do you guys go through, I'm sure, like where you get really into a certain kind of food and you eat it all yeah, the time. Yeah. I've had it with sushi where I just eat like nothing but sashimi for a couple days. And then I'm like, like well, this has been a huge waste of money. And then I go back to normal foods, just like chicken wings. I've had that. Like I, when I'm doing it, I know what I'm doing. Like a day and a half into a chicken wing binge, you know, you know that, uh, you know, the Reaper's coming. You just can't <laughs> the stop. Domino's guy's looking at you kind of weird after the eighth trip to your apartment. He's like, "Here you go, I guess." Yeah, no, it's not even Domino's. I'm like going like uh, go to Emos and then Papa John's and then Domino's and then I go and make some for my or my Skipping girlfriend. around so you me. won't be embarrassed. That's it's all. It's like the way uh, alcoholics problem. go to booze stores where they're like, "Oh, you know my my weekly bottle of booze," you know, and they're skipping around all these different stores. There's a Key and Peel sketch that's like that, like where this incredibly overbeast man, uh, overweight obese man, is calling Papa John's and ordering like multiple pizzas and of course they're all for himself 
but he's pretending like it's for a party. He's like, oh, yeah, having a big party. You got Mike here and Michelle and Diane. And he's looking at his, like, Star Wars figurines. He's, he's like, yeah, yeah, Luke's here. And he's, like, he's going through, like, figurine <laughs> names. And it's really sad. But then the guy's like, what's she look like? And he's like, ah. And he starts describing her. And the guy on the other end starts, like, like wants to talk to the girl who's at the party. So by the end of it, he has to pretend like she's been shot in a drive-by just so he can get this pizza. <laughs> Key and Peele's great. Uh, I don't think they're doing their show anymore, but they're making a movie called Keanu. And the premise oh, is that, that one of the looks characters... funny. It looks so funny. <laughs> uh, what, what do you say? My name is Shark Tank! <laughs> that looks like it's going to be great. Yeah, if you click your camera button, I think it'll come back. I did. I don't know what's happening. Fine. Sometimes it takes a minute. Want to start the call over? Sure. Right. Uh, just check in. Yeah. There we go. Phil, I watched a video. I forgot what it was. Did you just buy something big for your father not long ago? House, car? Oh, I, uh, I finished, uh, finished uh, paying it off for them. How was that? It's interesting. I, uh, I was like torn on whether to, to share it or not. Because um, my, my ultimate fear is that it can come off showy. Um, but then there's also the other side of it where I'm like, I know that I've wanted to do it for a while and I've like with even with everything going on I've gotten to a place where it's just not pure chaos and it was something that I wanted to do. Oh yeah, Woody, we can't see you. Yeah, I can't see myself or you. Yeah, I can't uh, see you guys. I see me. Let's I can give only it a see second. Phil. I'm hoping it comes not. in. But uh yeah, but I mean uh but I think it, it I, I hopefully meant for it to come off as like me doing something nice because I've gotten to a place and hopefully, you know, that that it's an aspirational thing that someone can be to want to get to that point and be able to do that for them theirs. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, I have a weird relationship with money and family and all that stuff. It's a, it's a weird balancing act. How is it weird? Uh, cause when, when I was a kid, if my mom gave me anything, could be the smallest thing in the world, could be, could be, I don't know, uh, PlayStation, Two, I think I'm trying to date it. Um, oh yeah, she would hold she would hold that over my head for a year, and so I feel like that's not a gift. That's not a present. That's not something that is actually meant to help. It's 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 puppet strings. It's there's a, a leash to that to that nice thing. And so my my issue is, you know, with friends and and family, I kind of I, I do for someone, and then I try not to pay attention to maybe how they use the money. You know what I mean? Because like. I've helped people out before, and then I see their just no excuse for what they spent. Like, it's not anything that really makes them happy, like a piece of jewelry, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you got into this, this rough patch because of the decisions you made, and I tried to help you, and then you made those same decisions. Like, it's, 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 it's straight up either disrespectful because either you think that someone's going to bail you out again or it's straight it, you're insane because you think that somehow there's going to be a different result that you're not going to end up back to that first place. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not talking about that with my father, but that's what I mean with money and friends and people. Hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? I get You're in LA, right? Mhm. How do you like uh stealing my Rams back? Huh? Stealing. <laughs> I uh I'm like at this weird place of 
like I'm not a Dodgers fan. Like I'm I'm still I'm still a at this point I'm a half-ass Yankees fan. I used to be diehard back when I was on the East Coast. Uh, and then football, I'm still a Jets fan. Like I, I think oh, I'll sorry. always yeah I know right. I'm like yeah we got a winning season. Oh, we <laughs> lost to the Bills twice. <laughs> we beat we beat the Patriots. We lost to the Bills twice. Thanks Rex. Um, but. I don't know. I think I'll like go to the games just because it's like, oh, cool. There'll be something close. But uh, what I will say is, I'm glad we're. It doesn't look like we're going to be getting the Raiders. I'm really pumped about that. Yeah, the Raiders <laughs> might go to Las Vegas. I mean, really? I thought they got money so that they could actually build a stadium in Oakland. I don't. I just saw it on Twitter. It said uh, Las Vegas Raiders, and people were talking about it. Yeah, that'd be interesting. It would be. I really like the Rams. I remember when I was little going to see the parade in downtown St. Louis when we won and seeing Kurt Warner and all those guys, the greatest show on turf. It was awesome. And from then, I don't think we've had a single season where we did better than like seven and nine. And I want to see a continued legacy of failure and dumpster fires as it <laughs> continues into L.A. Because I would be enraged if they suddenly become good. And there's a ton of bandwagon L.A. fans who suddenly love the Rams again, just like what that happened with the fucking Kings the out Kings, there. I was going to say, you know, where it's, oh, you know, who the Gretzky. hell is Jonathan Quick? And then 2012 happens and everybody's like, oh, you know, I'll, I'm a rapper. I'm going to get my Kings hat. Like, I did you know. did you see like the really pathetic uh, parade, though, when when they won the cup I, the, the last time? Uh, it's 14. Yeah, it's so sad. Really? Like, because when they when when teams went in like Chicago or something like that, people are losing their damn mind in the streets. And then here it was like some people were pumped. <laughs> it was oh like, my god! It's LA. If they won here, it would be there'd be a riot. It, it could. Mm -hmm. it would make St. Louis, Louis really get out. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know that big group of people in Ferguson, huge hockey fans. You know, <laughs> they, they would love it. <laughs> Burn down another Payless shoes. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'll I'll jump on board. It's also weird with uh, what it's like. It's open for two years if the Chargers want to potentially join. I think that's what it's the deal is. Like that. I don't yeah, know they have they have know. like they have like a year or two or join. something like that to decide if they want to also come to L.A. So which where are I feel you from like originally? I'm originally from New York. I'm originally from uh, the Bronx. So are you a Rangers fan then, or is that Islanders country? Uh, well, I was. I, I I don't watch hockey as much. It's still my favorite sport to watch in person. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I was a hockey fan during like the, the Messier Gretzky times. So it was a good time to be a Rangers fan. Yeah. It was a fun time. Okay. Yeah. Let's restart the call. See if okay. we can pick up Kyle. Oh, it's Kyle's having trouble. Yeah. Did you ever get a chance to go see Gretzky in person? Mm -mm. Man, that would have been so cool. I don't know. That's that's also a weird thing. I uh, I don't know. I don't know how to react or be around famous people. I don't know if I necessarily have a desire. Like to me, like my childhood hero is Sylvester Stallone. I thought. I don't know if I ever actually want to. I don't know. I know if I ever actually want to meet him. No, yeah. you're <laughs> a famous you know, person. I really like your YouTube videos. You know, I watch them all the time. You know? <laughs> you're a favorite famous person. I I think you'd know exactly it's a, how it's you a, like it's, to be treated. It's a different level. Like uh. No one's ever harassed me while I tried to go to go to like the mall. Like what happens for me? Not harassed, but they see you there and they say, "Oh my god, aren't you Philly D?" But like when if you look at like some of these young kids, like the kids that went from Vine and now they're jumping all over the place, like Cameron Dallas, right? Their videos of Cameron Dallas getting swarmed at LAX, like he's 
Like he's a mixture of Kim Kardashian and the Beatles. I saw that <laughs> happen to um, uh, Shay Carl. Shay Carl. Yeah, yeah. Now he yeah. tweeted out that he was going places and stuff. But yeah, they're like, "Hey, we're doing a meetup at this mall," and I was like, "I'm gonna meet Shay Carl. I'll go." But, and but I mean, that's that's sure like enough, that. They, they, I'm sorry. You, you know what a mall like on the second floor? Oftentimes you can see the people mm-hmm. underneath. They're like on the railings, like, oh my God, here he comes. Here, Shay Carl's on his way. And Freddie Wong was there too, who in my mind, equal star power. But um, Freddie Wong was totally like the video and audio guy capturing the Shay Carl event. And I thought that was interesting to me. Because I think online they were very similar. But someone explained that um, Shay Carl has a much bigger female fan base than Freddie Wong did. And they're just more likely to like, go fangirl at a mall mm-hmm. than um yeah than like and they're a... also more likely to be able to get their boyfriends or someone to come see some youtube guy they like whereas if a guy's like man i love this dude who does all these bfx things on youtube you want to come samantha she's gonna be like ah you know what no i don't think i'm gonna do that and it's like i don't know why she's a valley girl but they probably <laughs> say no uh, um but yeah anyway i i just Having, like, it shocks, I hate to put myself in, in these other leagues, but I've had people really excited to meet me, too. And um, I know that I have a much easier time with the guys who can kind of keep it casual and be like, oh, yeah, I really like this. Hey, you know, I, this was good for me or that was good for me. And, and, and just a little more, like, chill than, oh, my God, oh, my God. Because with that, it's like, I don't really know what to do with you, and I'd like to step backwards. I had one experience with that of someone recognizing me ever, and it was at, like, a... I don't remember if it was a pre-release for like Modern Warfare 3 or something. Uh, I just went to a GameStop to pick. No, it couldn't have been pre-release because I just walked in. I went in, bought the game, and the guy who was checking me out like looked at me, then kind of went down, scanned it, and looked back up and was like, hey, this is going to sound kind of weird, but are you are you Mercadurka? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, cool. <laughs> and, and that was it. <laughs> Didn't talk to him. He then had to ask me, like, do you want to join our super secret game club? And I was like, no. And then he gave me the game and I left. And that was, you know, I've one had, for one. I've <laughs> had ones like that where I remember I went to Wings' house for a shooting event. And the woman who checked me into the hotel was like, has anyone ever told you you look like Woody's gamer tag? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's a first. But I am Woody. And I, I thought maybe she'd know. Like, we're here. I'm here with FPS Russia and I'm meeting uh, Wings of Redemption. I thought maybe she'd know the clan. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one day at the mall when I got recognized repeatedly, it seemed like every hundred feet there was somebody else being like, you're Woody's gamer tag, aren't you? You're Woody's gamer tag. Like it just, just like, I don't know, we're at the Apple store, there's like a person on my left, person on my right, they're all seeing. I later realized that the back of my shirt said Woody's gamer tag on it. And it just like everybody who knew me, it, like, it wasn't like they had to recognize me. They could just read right. it on my clothing. And I'm like, ah, that explains it. So that was the thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a struggle. Yeah, no, I was, that's what I was paying attention to. Um, Yeah, I mean, my my guys are like 18 to 30. Mostly everyone keeps it casual. And then every now and then you have a screamer. But oh, no, I'm always, I'm always pumped to meet people. The the weird thing, right, is because I've been on now for 10 years, um, is, is like every now and then I get someone that's like, their opening line is, I used to watch you in high school and then i'm just like oh i'm i'm old and i'm dying it's over <laughs> it's, it's over like and it's just someone that's my age i'm like uh see but you, 
Yeah, I get stuff like that a lot. But I've kind of accepted that I don't do YouTube as hard as I once did. You know, when someone says like, yeah, I used to watch your videos every day. I think, yeah. And we probably both moved on from Call of Duty tips. You know? That... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not really a booming market for that many people anymore. Aside from, I don't know, I actually don't know anybody other than T-Mart who still does that. And that's just because I know the guy. Like, is he the biggest channel of those tips now? I would guess. Um, I think Drifter might still do it as well. It seems like mainly just like the like the pro slash almost pros. I don't. I, I feel like all the pros have become vloggers. Like pro gaming made I, them famous, and now mm -hmm. you're watching them. Like this is what my room is like. This is what my this yeah, is. Yeah, because I mean, I only follow like on. the the optic and phase guys. Uh huh. But that's like that's fascinating to me. I don't know. Yeah. What what game are they professional in now? Is it still Call of Duty or is it Counter Strike? Black Ops Three, right? Yeah, they so still... they, their old school guys are Black Ops 3. Uh, both of them have just bought CSGO teams. And uh, I'm not into the CSGO community enough. I think the team that FaZe bought was better than the team that um, Optic bought. But I'm, don't quote me on it. I could just screw that up. I don't know. And, uh, and of course, they're, I'm talking about historically better. Who knows? Maybe leadership makes one go up and the other goes down. Who the hell knows? But, uh, but yeah, they're just getting into CSGO now. And Envious has one of the best, if not the best, CSGO team. So all kinds of stuff going. It's a, I saw like a very weird headline today where it was, it was something like, and I was like, okay, it's 2016. It was like, can drone racing be as big as eSports? And I was like, that's the weirdest headline <laughs> yeah. I've seen in a long time. Do you, Phil, would you call it the callback and see if or someone... I feel like maybe me owning it is the problem. You think so? Uh, okay. Yeah, I can. Uh, all right. You want me to back out? Just we'll, we'll all just click hang up and see if we can get Kyle. All right. See how this goes. Huh. So now it's just us. Oh, do you have to click accept on them? Like maybe... I clicked, I clicked uh, accept for FPS. I, I can, didn't know. Oh, can anyone hear me? I hear I you. See Mark. I see God you damn this! Wait, 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 wait! Give it a minute. Give it a minute. Yeah, I... it could still work. I'm not giving up on it. Okay. Uh, on, on my screen. At least I we can, can hear you now. Can you hang up? Yeah, on that... Can I? No, uh, it have to be so... Phil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what do I have to do? Hang, hang up, up on the fifth chiz. person. Oh, okay. I can see myself, Paper but boy, like I'm frozen. Oh. So I'm going to turn my video on and then off again, or off and then on again. All right. What I've had to do in the past is just leave video off for a while sometimes and then test it like 20 minutes in. Because I don't know um, the call. Everyone's in like different places. We'll see how it works. So out. annoying. Oh, no. Silly Skype. Oh, wait. No. They're in the same place now. All right. Well, I'd be okay. We can you see me, though? No. Not yet. No. Uh, yeah. I think it's right. as long as we can hear you, we can salvage this. We can save this show. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, well, I'm going to get naked like I used to when I wasn't on camera if this is the case. He's talking through a robot dick. I don't know what's happening. Oh. Uh, well, you know, I think you're being a little judgy. Oh. Sometimes he does that. <laughs> I mean, to each their own. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, can you so, hear me? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can hear you. 
Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I think it's getting better. I'm Maybe. looking through all these proposed topics that Chiz goes through. Oh, yeah, I didn't know yeah. you were a big UFC guy. Me? Phil. Yeah. Uh only yeah, only recently. I mean, and then uh and then after I came on the your show, I learned about shoot, oh my god, how is Joe this? Lozon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh that was that's that's been interesting to follow him. I think one of my favorite guys to follow right now though is probably uh Richard got me into Tim Kennedy. Oh, just because he's I he's love like, that guy. Oh, I thought you were going to say you hate oh, him. I was like, no. how dare you? We're going to fight. <laughs> I <laughs> have I he was a loose to. <laughs> connection to him. I don't know if I've ever rolled with him, but my coach and him, or instructor, I guess you'd call him, um, they were tight or whatever. K- Tim Kennedy would regularly beat the crap out of the guy that taught me. And uh, um, Tim Kennedy is a certified badass. Did you hear the ISIS thing? So here's the deal. I'll, I'll lay it out there. So the UFC started billing Tim Kennedy, and it's true, as a special forces guy who's done all kinds of work in Iraq and Afghanistan and Kurdistan and unspecifiedistan and whatever. So Kurdistan. Fergustan. <laughs> um, so anyway, he goes overseas and just murders murders that's not the right word i'm looking for but just you know his kd ratio (laughs) (laughs) right so so he goes overseas executed he gets all this work done as a military guy and apparently he's just a fearless badass in real life who also happens to be one of the best hand-to-hand combat people to have ever lived that's who this guy is and when the world found out that he was like special ops or special forces or I'm, i'm not I don't know exactly what he is or exactly the difference, but he's not just a regular military guy. He's some sort of special one. He started getting threats from ISIS and stuff like that all over the place. Everywhere it was, you know, they, we're going to come over there. We're going to get you. And he grew numb to it. He doesn't really care. Al-Qaeda, ISIS, whatever. It's just, to him, they are 15-year-olds on Xbox Live. Like, he's just desensitized to death threats. And um, then recently, the FBI reaches out to him and says, hey, we've got some credible death threats over here, you know? (laughs) And he's like, I don't know. I get death threats all the time on this thing. How concerned should I be? And the FBI, or I think it was them. It could be the CIA, whatever. They're like, well, we're concerned. And he's like, well, I maintain my stance. Now Tim Kennedy is selling fucking t-shirts about it. He's like, (laughs) uh, he calls them Desh, right? Not ISIS. Desh. Mm -hmm. Uh, send anybody you want, just don't send anybody you want back. That's what the t-shirt says. It's- <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty great. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's great. Who came up with that? Uh, oh. I, I feel like I've heard variants of it here and there, but yeah, that's he's selling his Tim Kennedy t-shirt. Send anybody you want, but don't send anybody you want back. I love the guy. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. The, the, the red, the, you have what is it the mma subreddit on um reddit obviously they're not a big fan i feel like i'm one of his few fans there but... well I, I wonder why but I, because like i think one of the reasons i like him other than him being such a fantastic fighter and his backstory is his stance on uh anti-doping mm-hmm. because like it's so obviously rampant and these guys are getting popped and then randomly they'll go after uh, a Diaz for weed, so let's get rid of him forever. Uh, I don't know. It's yeah, it's his all anti-doping crazy. stance is great, and he's always asking to be tested, thirsting for more testing. Um, I'm friends with Joe Lozon, who never did any of that stuff, and I wonder, like, oh, I wonder how his career could be different if there, 
like everyone he fought against was as clean as him. I'm not saying, well, what I am saying is the guy's had like 22, 23 fights in the UFC. I bet he's fought people on steroids. You know, I I don't think, yeah, yeah, that's my prediction. So, uh, you know, like. What are the telltale signs of steroid use? Other than like the Joe Rogan head. Um, so there's a lot of people who would that hate is the technical on you name for, it. for attempting to like bro science who's doing roids and who's not. Uh, there's the general look of the body, right? Like Yel Romero, who just got popped, is incredible at like 40 or something. And you're just like, you know, I don't know, that seems fishy. And it was. Um, the nipples, sometimes guys have like a little bit of their bitch tits, like their nipples have it's like a the whole nipple is a tiny boob. A little bit. Yeah. A little um, area a little uh, areola there. Look like you want to suckle it. Yeah, it's it's like a boob. And you might. Like the areola yeah. has become a tiny boob. That can be it's called gynoplasty. Is that what it's called? It's something close to that. Uh gynoplasty I think uh is uh would would be like a recon- a breast reconstruction. Mm. I think um I, but but what you're talking about starts with gyno something or it's um it's bitch tits though. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. They, they can start making milk. Got exactly. it. There you go. That's it. Yeah, yeah. But in general, most people who look at this a lot say that you can't tell just by looking at a guy. So mm-hmm. I don't really know. I mean, they, I, you I ever feel seen like Mark McGuire. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of people who can pass the look test, but not the drug test. Josh Barnett, mm-hmm. Anderson Silva, right? No one ever thought they were on drugs because they don't look like it. But well, we um, don't know what. All right, so can can I chip in on this? Because when like there's so many performance enhancing drugs out there, and they and many of them do vastly different things. There are things like testosterone, which is what we think of with regular steroids that are great for beefing up, bulking mm-hmm. up, and also recovery to some extent. Uh, that's why you look at Bonds in his early career when he's rounding those bases like a real athlete and he's slender and he's quick, and then you see his late career and he's just a giant pile of muscle that's good at hitting the fuck out of a baseball. You know? But then you've got guys who do blood doping. You know, Maybe they want uh, tons of, uh, what do they do, red blood cells? Yeah, they, they, mm-hmm. um, they, uh, they so end that up their blood, blood doping. More oxygen and they have more Much endurance. more oxygen. Great mm-hmm. for endurance stuff. Like uh, Lance Armstrong um, used to do a number of different things. Uh, but then there's HGH, which there's no proper testing for, and EPO. Uh, there's no way of knowing what's really going on out there. But any, they do anything to get an edge. If it if it means getting more uh, oxygen to their to their uh, muscles to so that they've got better um, endurance and uh, and better strength in the later rounds, or if they're taking something, maybe they're taking something just when they're training. You know that helps with recovery. That's that's huge in MMA. How many times do you see a fight canceled because of a minor injury, a back, or something with somebody's back, or some, some injury that otherwise you might have just powered through and gotten that belt or gotten one step closer to that belt? It's a huge advantage. Or you can train harder and not get injured. or you know, like It's a huge advantage that. all the way through. So, um, uh, Oh, and, and cutting weight. That's the other one. Yep, yeah. Uh, diuretics so and HGH, stuff. that's the kind that like Mark McGuire used, right? Like, I think he used uh, more than just HGH, but HGH apparently strengthens your tendons and it prevents injuries. God, I'm not an expert, but I've heard that. Um, looking back, isn't it so obvious that like he and Sosa, I guess, mm-hmm. and Bonds were on? Like I remember going to Cardinals games as, like when I was younger and seeing Mark <laughs> McGuire go up like, before the game, just like hitting practice, and like that dude's forearms. It's it's simply not believable. <laughs> it's, you look at it and you're like, that's that's not a person's forearm. That's 
That's like a, a dinosaur's thigh. hind leg that you chopped off <laughs> and just stapled on there. It's like this bigger than my head, and I got a melon. Like, it's so muscular that, like, looking back, it's like, how was there ever even a debate as he's like, oh, it's his 72nd, you know, just tearing it up, you know, don't don't look here, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, my um, God, I just Googled a photo of they really, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, link it. Link your, the photo. Link it, it's yes. out of control. Uh, all right. I, I hope this works because um, I just did, like, a Google image search, but here you go. Uh, you've asked Kyle to cut and pin. Oh, that wasn't so bad. He got it up already. Holy smokes! Is this a? I feel like the perspective on this picture is kind of. It looks. Well, it he, looks like even his face has muscles. <laughs> like, yeah, it like, does. Oh, his it face does. has biceps. Head syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but his four. Jesus Christ! What a beast. Oh, uh, like if you, I imagine like now, because there's no way he's still doing this shit. He has like uh when super fat people lose weight and they have like extra skin on their sides, guaranteed he's got like a couple fingers girth of pinch of just forearm skin that he can grab. Cause it's, that's out of control. Well, he hit a lot of dingers. That's all that matters. He did. We liked him here, you know, <laughs> I guess so. That was, I feel like I, uh, I feel pretty bad about the thing because, you know, I'm a Braves fan and Hank Aaron had the home run record for all that nonsense. And so it seems uh, seems pretty shitty to me. Yeah. Who has it now? Barry Bonds? I don't know yeah. shit about baseball. He hit like, I think he hit like 72, didn't he? I think Bonds uh, still McGuire has McGuire hit 71, right? And then Bonds shit. hit... That's that's years and years ago. I don't, I don't even recall that well. We had Kyle's camera for a little bit. Oh, for a second. Oh, it was and then so I, nice. And then I had to type. Oh, I, I felt like Milo <laughs> for a second, just admiring oh. Milo oh. was about to blow a load. He was he was really enjoying himself. <laughs> oh, it was just... How do you pronounce his last yeah. name? Does anyone know? Yiannopoulos. Yiannopoulos. Philip, are you familiar with Milo Yiannopoulos? The name sounds familiar. I don't know why. He, um, he's a blonde-haired guy. He's gay, if that helps you identify him. And he's oh, known he was on for one of your debating. PKAs. Yeah, yeah. He's known for debating feminists. Okay. Not helping. Uh -huh. Okay, no. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of him now. Okay. Um, what about him? He came on the show and fell in love with Kyle. It was great. Oh. I was envious because going into the show, I was, um, I think it's fair to say, <laughs> I'd seen a lot more of him than these other two, right? Like I had watched yeah. hours I, of him. To be honest, I had seen nothing. Yeah, I, I had, on the other hand, seen like hours of him debating people on all these different topics from like misogynist, feminist, politics and and I, I just i kind of liked his style i liked how often he was able to reference studies and just impressed with how he did his homework and i was really excited to have him on pka and um you know i'm like oh yeah milo's here milo's here i've been waiting for this one i'm waiting for this one and he gets on and he just starts adoring kyle just <laughs> oh yeah it started when he was like uh kyle was sitting there doing his little like and i was doing this thing where like his wh hard wh and he's like you're from the south, aren't you? You're, you're from the south <laughs> over there somewhere? I, I can hear it in your voice. It's, it's, it's marvelous. I love it. And it's just like he got so hard He for started Kyle. talking about the oh. symmetry of my face. Yes. And, uh, yeah. yeah. He, he went on for a while. Like he was, and, and then yeah. he, was, he was literally licking his lips when I was doing the ad reads. And <laughs> even though I'm in a, like another screen and I've got Skype in the background, it shows me like a little Skype bubble. And all <laughs> I can see is Milo looking at me and licking his lips. And I'm reading about like Dollar Shave Club or something. You know. <laughs> 
Very entertaining. Very entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I oh. think uh, what made him so attracted to you, other than your, your good looks, obviously, is that uh, me and Woody were prepared to talk to him about things because we'd watched a lot of this shit. Maybe Woody more than I, I'm not sure. Uh, but Kyle came in just so, like, blasé of, like, oh, that's what you do, whatever. And it was almost like <laughs> or a hot chick, you know, and yeah. suddenly she's like, well, what, what am I doing? I'm not good enough for this asshole. I'm going to show him that I'm good enough for him. We'll see. I'm going to yeah, sleep I with totally, him tonight. Like, <laughs> I could totally have Milo as my, uh, as my like, bitch boyfriend or something like that. If I so desired, I feel like I could, I could pull that. You could. That's, that's, that's nice to know. He adamant about he, the fact that he only receives. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 well, you should have seen the text messages he sent. He he just kept on about it. He just just on. Not really. Not, look at Woody. He believed me. <laughs> I am. Woody's, yes. You can really get Woody going. I, oh God! I, he's it, like shit. <laughs> Would you give him my number? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I've got an issue. I'm way too gullible. I. Yeah. Oh, it burns me all the time. <laughs> I, my favorite like Woody gullibility moment was when we convinced you that uh what was the, the actor's name that we convinced oh, uh, him? when uh, Scarlett Johannesburg and I and I said uh no it's Johansson it's Scarlett <laughs> yeah. Johansson and then and you I, kept and I was like okay like, okay so yeah. Miss Johansson like this <laughs> <laughs> goes on about Miss Johansson for like five more minutes uh that was great I love I love that <laughs> oh it's such a funny trick just <laughs> oh i just i just googled him uh uh wait twitter took away his check mark yeah, yeah. he gained like twenty five thousand twitter followers because of it he's just been Told i started you. following go against twitter, the system man that's the best way to go Dude, <laughs> against the machine i think some of his arguments are specifically designed like he does kind of an ann coulter type thing like she'll say okay. unpopular things knowing that it's just poking at a bee's nest um i think he does that to some extent too yeah yeah, definitely so. Uh, he, he was uh, he's a good debater, good speaker, funny guy. I liked him. I'm intrigued. Yeah. yeah, he's a very funny guy. Yeah. Very clever. A couple of his argument tactics are a little manipulative, well, unhanded, but I've... that is his job. Look, know, I was really drinking the Kool-Aid. I was really drinking the Kool-Aid, and but then, and then he made some remark at some point uh, where he said something along the lines of, you know, but I'm a good Christian, and then he was like, sorry, gold, or whatever, and I thought he was just being ironic. I didn't realize that he was devoutly religious, devoutly Catholic. So, like, when you later bring it up, Taylor, you're, you're like, I just want to know how you, like, you know, justify your devout Catholicism with all your other, you know, your, the rest of your belief system. You know, how does that work in there? I was like, for reals? You don't believe? You, you believe? Wait, what? You, you believe in all that other stuff? You're openly gay, but you're, how, how does this jive? And, and that, to me, didn't really make a whole lot of sense. I, I was kind of left behind in a confused state when he started he has a lot Catholicism. of con like opinions that don't typically fall in the same person right like he's he's gay mm -hmm. but he's mm -hmm. republican but he's yeah. christian and <laughs> like Catholic. You know, yeah and, and a lot of these things don't fit together but uh you know, you don't have to have it all fit together. It's not like you can't be a pro-gun liberal. He's like a walking, he's a walking oxymoron. That's what he is. Yeah, I just realized that. He, he's so, he's so opinionated on such a, I, I don't, I wonder how much of that's just for show. Because some of that shit he would say was just ridiculous. Uh, but, you I know, he, he was like. YouTube comments poked at me for like, oh, what he doesn't like it when he can't out argue the guests. And um, I thought I was being really respectful. But I wonder, I, I got my licks in there, baby. The Washington Post one. Where he like quoted some stat yeah. from them 
And then I was like, yeah. oh, you're not used to arguing people who, who can Google right now. You know, yeah. that doesn't happen on Fox News. I'm pasting like, you know, I, 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 I got my punches in. I expected people to give you a lot of hate for like arguing with them for that episode. But for the most part, it seemed like everybody appreciated it. Like you did an excellent job that episode. Every time he'd go on a rant or something and be talking over people, you'd be like, all right, well, hold on. Like what you just said is uh, beyond ridiculous. Like and here's why. Like, like most of the stuff, like he, he gets you cause he's so charismatic mm-hmm. and he'll say like six things in rapid succession in his rehearsed monologues that you're like, I'm behind that. Well, fuck, you're right, 100%. You got it. You're about to, like, take off your shirt and paint your chest with Milo logos <laughs> or whatever. And then he's like, and also, you know, this other ridiculous thing uh, about religion. And it's like, oh, whoa, whoa. Like, whoa, you almost had me there. You know, I was like, six check <laughs> You almost snuck snow. that you one in. <laughs> fooled me on that sense. Yes, you almost snuck that one past the goalie. Uh, yeah, you did a good job keeping him, keeping him honest with that. Yeah, did my best. Um, hey, while we're at it, we just want everyone to remember that this episode of Pain Claretti's Beat is also – being brought to you by Squarespace. When you use Squarespace, you always know your final product is going to look professionally designed regardless of skill level. There's no coding required, of course, and the tools are easy to use and intuitive. Trusted by millions of people and some (laughs) of the most respected brands in the world, Squarespace uses state-of-the-art technology to power your site and to ensure security and stability. It starts at only $8 per month, and you get a free domain when you sign up for one year. So start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com PKA. And be sure to use our offer code PKA to get 10% off your first purchase. So whether you're starting a business, building a portfolio, or just expressing yourself online, remember to sign up today and go to squarespace.com. Slash PKA. I'm very proud of our professional sponsors, right? The the watches, the Squarespace, the Dollar Shave Club. We we've come a long way from some YouTube channel. From the YOLO boys, <laughs> the, the number one name in Middle Eastern Army weather news. <laughs> <laughs> that was a legit sponsor we had about three years ago. It was literally like three guys in the army overseas who called themselves the YOLO boys and did like military weather reports. And uh-huh. they just sent us like I don't know two or three hundred dollars sponsored an episode, and we did an ad read that was like, and thanks to the Yolo Boys, <laughs> it was they great. have nothing to plug or promote. They're just the Yolo Boys. There was one of them who I'm ninety five percent sure was a guy, but we acted like we couldn't tell at all, <laughs> you know? yeah. and we're like, thanks to these two brave men and that other person as well. And, and it just went on. And on. Uh, they were fantastic, the Yolo Boys. I, uh, they, they they go down in PK history. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It'll be a sponsor again someday. Mm -hmm. I doubt it. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, they're probably out of the service by now. I don't know. I think it's weird that you said uh, squarespace.com slash PKA when it's definitely squarespace.com slash Phil. Stop if I'm it, reading stop that properly. It. Hey, man. <laughs> that. No, I've you heard that one. You just said. If you use Phil. I heard that one doesn't no. work And anymore. it's harder to type. Like, I heard that one causes a virus. <laughs> <laughs> Every device you own. It does. 33% more letters to type and a virus. Do you have a Netflix code <laughs> No anymore? reason for it. Why trouble yourself? Yeah. No, we haven't messed with Netflix in a long time. Yeah, I saw someone had a Netflix code, and I'm like, oh, I'd love to fire that thing back up again. I wonder if they're I think, doing I it. I think that they're different deals. It's nothing like the OG deals. Oh, really? That's yeah. my understanding. I was, uh, but, was but more, this is more like, than it's happy very with new the thing. deal I had. You were what? I was more than happy with the deal I had with Netflix back in the day. Well, because it was a ridiculously large deal, if it's what I'm thinking. Uh, I assume it was the same as yours. We had the same agent. I, don't, I can't be positive. Yeah. But... um. 
That's not still going? The Netflix.com slash No, I didn't like officially tell everyone like it's gone now because then I'd have to like get the word out that it's back now. But um, I was like, maybe it's just gone for like six months. And like, I don't want like to put the word out that it's gone forever and then have to like resell it. I think but, they decided, yeah, to just take like the millions that they were giving people for like Netflix codes and just put it into more originals and just regular, yeah, programming. That's not what I heard. Because it, it's like, I heard they who were, doesn't know about Netflix? They were taking the money from that deal and investing it to buy House of Cards, an Emmy or Oscar or whatever the hell it was supposed to get. Like that's a, that's what they were trying to get: House of Cards, an award. Wait, I just want I want you to like think about how crazy and weird the internet is and how angry everyone gets about change. Remember when everyone acted like Netflix was going to die because they split their streaming and their yeah. delivery service? They were like, this yeah. is not going to work. You don't understand entertainment. <laughs> I didn't care about that delivery service. I, I, I never wanted to wait for DVDs, and I never was able to send them back. I didn't mind a bit. Exactly. Yeah, I actually lowered my monthly bill mm-hmm. because like when they split – basically, if I remember right, it was like $12. And then it became eight and eight. So kind of 16 for what I used to pay 12 for. And I was like, I'm going to show them. I'll cancel the physical one and only pay eight. Bite me, Netflix. And uh, now I pay 12 again so I can get 4K. (laughs) (laughs) You know what service I like? I used recently. I don't use very much. And maybe they're owned by a bigger company. I don't know. But I think that Redbox, I can't see it maintaining and sticking around for a long time. I don't know if that's huge everywhere. Oh, Red I think Box. it will. No, uh, I think I, I think Redbox has a good has a good little business strategy. They go into those areas where broadband hasn't come in fully yet. Like, um, uh, there's one not too far from me. Point of fact. <laughs> uh, now, since we're sitting here and my internet's not fucking working, um, and you know, people, I always see people, and it's usually like, eh, you know, not not the nicest of people that are using the Redbox. Um, I don't know. Only criminals use Redbox. Here to hear first. <laughs> I thought he was going to go racial on it. No, no, nothing like that. Like, like, like. There's, de- there's certainly plenty of white trash over there at the Redbox. I've noticed. The, you I know, see. Three guys are standing there. They got 14 <laughs> teeth between them, and they, they're, they're renting Call of Duty uh, outside the dollar store. But you know, I, I think that's a good, um, a good thing because it doesn't seem like we're too concerned with investing in our country's internet infrastructure on a really widespread kind of way. Uh, certainly not getting to all those remote areas uh, out in the, you know, I'm 40 minutes away from Athens, Georgia, and an hour and a half from Atlanta, Georgia, but still I have to suffer with this stuff. But there's people out, you know, all over the country in really remote areas where broadband's not going to come for a long time. I think yeah. Redbox has got a got a good thing going on. Blockbuster yeah. sure ain't in competition. <laughs> no, well, I mean, that's, but- I think that's the thing. They took an entire large Blockbuster and they're like, what if it was just a box? Vending machine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What if yeah. we put it out in front of a gas station and you can use it in the rain? Like, yeah. <laughs> struggling to return your fucking disc because it won't work right. Uh, do they yeah, charge I you by the day? How does that work? Hmm? How does Redbox work? Do they charge you by the day? So you, yeah, you swipe by your card. Yeah, you swipe your card in the thing, and uh, you know it's it's got a return slot, and you pick the thing you want. It spits it out like any other vending machine. I've used them a couple times. My my ex girlfriend lived like literally three minutes drive from one. And uh, and so if there was something that say on Amazon Prime I was gonna have or on Amazon I was gonna have to pay six dollars to rent it but I could go to the Red Box and rent it for two or three dollars we'd do that but um, so yeah I think they got a pretty effective little business strategy they replaced and it, it, like two or three chains of stores with a vending machine 
Yeah, Hollywood Video, Blockbuster, all those are gone. I, I guess I don't like Redbox because I fall right into their trap of I'm on day three of Bone Tomahawk that's been sitting <laughs> on my fucking counter where, yep. you know, I paid for the one day and I'm like, ooh, sixty for this movie, what a steal. And then the next day comes around and it's like, I have till 9 p.m. And then, like, I look at my phone, it's 9.03, fuck. Like, and now it's too late again. So I've paid, like, enough to watch it you know, Blu-ray on you Amazon it. Prime. Dude, yeah, I could have purchased it. I was at Blockbuster. It's free on Prime. And I returned the movie like Fuck. three minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> I returned the movie like three minutes late and they had just lost a class action suit on their business policy. So what they did is if, like they'd say, whatever, you have three days to watch this movie and then you have to return it by noon or whatever it was. If you don't return it by noon, we're billing you for three more days. So in my case, I was like three minutes late. And they're like, oh, three minutes? That's another like $9. And I'm like, man, like this, like you can't cut me a little break here. Like I rent a lot of movies here. I enjoy Blockbuster, but it doesn't seem right that I'm paying $9 for three minutes. I, I had a real hard time at the early years of my life with finding a movie store that didn't have me blacklisted because inevitably this would happen and I would owe them $50, $100 for like a fucking VHS tape and I would just literally be like, fuck you, movies with the cow on your logo. <laughs> fuck you, video warehouse. I'm keeping your shit. You're never getting my money. I'll see you in court if I have to, like whatever it takes. So You're not getting it. I was at Blockbuster and... I'm telling them, like, you know, you guys, this is a bad business practice. And you just lost a class action suit in doing this. You know, charging for three days when people are just a few minutes late. And the people behind and the counter. what did the pizza face 17-year-old say? They acted like I was the idiot. They're like, what? <laughs> There's no class action suit. You're making this up. I'm like, I'm not. Like, it's totally true. You know, I'm like, do you have Wi-Fi here? I'll get my laptop. They're like, you know. What is this? Were you, were, you, were you hoping he was going to be like, oh, well, yeah, let, me, let, let, let me bring this back to Mr. Blockbuster. <laughs> He's going to want to hear this. <laughs> I, I, Jeremiah Blockbuster. I don't know what I, I was, lose I was my shit. I was hoping I'd save $9. I lose $9. my shit in situations like mm. that. I, I, get, I, I wouldn't have given the movie back. I think I'd have walked away with their movie and never came back and probably told him I was going to. Like, I'm stealing this now. You've made me a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> when, I was a junior, when I was a junior in high school, uh, I went to a Hollywood video that was close to me. And I was just with friends. We were hanging out at my place, going to just hang out and watch a movie late one night. And so we got there, and I was like, I have my family blockbuster card. So I went up, and we tried to rent whatever the fuck movie it was. And he was like, yeah, you, uh, you can't rent here anymore. You're not allowed. You have too many overdue movies on your account. You, just, you simply can't. Uh, from our records, you've literally rented and kept until we forced you to buy every Harry Potter film. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like, and, and that's legit. My youngest brother still has all of the Harry Potter blockbuster cases because he just didn't return. And so he told me that to rent this movie, I either had to pay him like $180 right then and then rent it or that I could just leave. And I was like, I, I, I'm just going to leave. Like, just give me the Blockbuster card and I'm going to leave. And he's like, I'm sorry, I can't give you the card back. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, this isn't the fucking customs and you're going to keep me from leaving Blockbuster. Give me the fucking card back. And so the guy just eventually gave me the little Blockbuster card back and we left. And I was just livid at, like, mostly my, my mom. Like, you kept every Harry Potter and Remember the Titans to the point that they said, fuck it. Give it to them and we'll charge them, like, 30 bucks a pop. Like, it was ridiculous. It Ridiculous. wasn't that, though. Like, they would charge you $80 for a VHS. I, I can still remember there was a scenario when, like, this was back when VHS was the, you know, the standard. $80 they wanted for a copy of Uncle Buck. And it was like, no, suck my dick. 
John Candy can come get that money if he wants it, but you motherfucker, <laughs> you did not. The you, you paid eighty dollars for this VHS, or am I having to pay you like lost revenue because somebody couldn't get Uncle Buck? Like, come on, man. Apparently, they pay big dollars. They pay like eighty or one hundred and sixty dollars to get the movie on day one. Like, it wasn't available for purchase at nineteen ninety five. Each copy. Mm hmm. Yeah, they 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 well, would fuck rent them. it. I don't care. They would rent it for big dollars. That was the business model. And then like four weeks later or six weeks later, it'd be for sale for 20 bucks. But at that point, mm -hmm. the rentals had all fallen off a cliff. Yeah. I worked at a, uh, a video warehouse uh, briefly one, uh, one year. Mm. Um, I guess for like from maybe two or three months, I, I worked there. I wasn't aware I liked of this job. Got... Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I was going to tell it one time, but Wings like were, had a story about working at a video store that just crushed mine, and I didn't even want to open my mouth. But um, no, I worked there for the free, the free movie rentals. I, uh, I, loved, uh, I always loved renting movies. It was my favorite place to go was to the movie store to rent movies. Uh, and so I got the job there, and I could rent as many as I wanted for free, and, uh, and I loved it. And it sucked. It paid minimum wage. And uh, I spent most of my time with, you know, my coworkers just straightening movies and cleaning DVDs. But uh, uh, I really enjoyed the fact that I got all those free movies. And I would only steal last a lot, for too. two months. It seems like a job where you spend most of your time watching movies. I moved to Atlanta. Um, I moved to Atlanta like like oh. right after. Yeah, I see. It, it was. I uh, I I wanted to. Uh, I I honestly got the job for the movies. I, I really did. Like like it paid nothing. It was terrible. I really just liked the idea of being able to you know, rent three or four movies every single night for virtually free. I think I was supposed to be paying like a dollar, but I just took them. So those were like your fringe benefits, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I definitely had fringe benefits up there. I would steal from the, the snacks, from the drinks, the sodas. Um, I would just literally steal movies, just not even just rent them, just take them. Um, all kinds of stuff. I was really shitty with customers. Uh, I would intentionally short people their change sometimes if they were rude to me. Uh, you oh, know, so short you stole from people. Yeah, people I didn't like, you know. The people, oh, the oh okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize yeah, yeah. you didn't Sorry, like the people. There'd yeah. be customers coming in, returning their shit late or something, and complaining about the late fees, and, you know, you'd short those people, of course. Um, uh, I remember there was one there's this really shitty woman, and I can't remember what her issue was, but I, I think that, like, she rented a movie and the DVD was scratched or something, and she didn't want her money back. She wanted another copy of the DVD that wasn't scratched, and we didn't have any. And she was raising hell. I don't know. It was a lame job, but it was. Uh, I never got. I never got held up at gunpoint or anything cool like that. But um, so your biggest complaint with that job is that one time an old lady brought in a defective product and wanted one that. <laughs> <laughs> so you kept her money as she's oh jesus i'm so sorry about this. Oh, why is she old now <laughs> oh oh young man please help me as you reach into her pocket and steal her butter she sounds senile like i'm taking yeah. it I'm, now i'm pickpocketing her this, <laughs> she, she didn't even remember what movie you could have given her anything oh this isn't what i rented maybe <laughs> it funny, is who knows i'm old as shit you know? <laughs> the funniest part about video warehouse is that they're a video they were a video rental slash tanning salon so in the back, there's a tanning bed. And so every and there were some people who would literally come to the movie <laughs> store and get their tan in. I, they'd come in, and I'd be like, hey, just so you know, I don't know, Jane, 007 released this week. And they're like, oh, no, I'm getting my tan on, bro. <laughs> it's just, it was just so bizarre, like such a weird, uh, like, dual business scenario. Did they rent and, and it was very strange bedfellows. No porn. No uh. porn. Um, there were a few, like, faces of death. There was, like, a faces of death section, and there was, like, there was some dirty stuff that was... Um, I think there was this. I remember there was one DVD that that uh, it looked like it was like a black strip club, but not like one that you that was like legit. 
like some kind of underground black strip club. And we started playing the DVD one day when it was raining just to see what, what was up with this. And there's literally like a girl dancing on the stage and she like fucks herself with a banana and the crowd's throwing money at her. And I guess that wasn't good enough. So she peels the banana and starts fucking herself. And then she lets somebody fuck her with the peeled banana. And then the banana breaks off in her pussy. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty awful. I, I saw pretty, that coming. There was no entirely. twist ending in there for me. I, no, I no. predicted that all along. Did she cut it on purpose like a cigar cutter, or did it just kind of snap off? Oh, I don't think that she w- had the ability to to uh, cut a Yule log with that thing. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. Oh she squat over a bowl of she, whole wheat Cheerios. <laughs> she wasn't pinching anything off with, with that mechanism. Um, it, it just got lost in there. That's all that happened. Um, but yeah, that, that, was, that was working at the movie store. It was a shitty job that, that came with fringe benefits. Philly D. Yes, sir. What do you have an irrational hatred for? An irrational hatred for? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm trying to think. I mean, car stuff makes sense. Everyone gets that. I think... Oh, driving, like, right, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, out here, like, the traffic's so horrible that it just, uh, it makes you hate everyone. Ooh. I don't know. Does anyone else have one? I'm trying to think. An irrational hatred for yeah, one yeah. that I... Would that be one that I can't rationally explain? I, oh, I man. That's why it's hard. I can't think of yeah, irrational Yeah, I have many, things. many justified hatreds. Um, if you hate something, you usually have a justification for it, mm-hmm. at least in your own head, you know? I mean, there's... Like, if, like I mean, if you had an irrational hatred for possums, you'd run off-road to kill one. Did I do this topic yeah. once before? I have an irrational yeah, hatred for my own memory. I honestly I don't think, think any of us had one. I, I think you brought this up, and no one had one, and we just kept moving. Okay. Um, Second time's the charm. I mean, the Jews. <laughs> well, that's not irrational, though. I've got my whole manifesto to spell that out. Um, I hate people that work at mall kiosks a lot. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well, that's not irrational, though. They're annoying, you know, leeches. And, if, and have you ever accidentally? It. Have you ever? Oh, God forbid! You ever go to Eye one contact? of those that sells uh, those bootleg? <laughs> you know, fucking Bangladeshi phone cases and you go over there and you're like, oh, this is neat. And you show it to the person you're with. And then, you know, some, you know, slick salesman sneaks around the corner. is like, oh, you like that one? That's the T42 Samsung case. And then you have to sit there and pretend to give a fuck as this 17 year old tells you about all the other cases they have available as if you're going to just buy a, a, a potpourri of cases for your <laughs> one phone. I hate that. I hate the people who work at those. There's no point to it. There's, there's no point. I, I know the store that I want to go to in the fucking mall. If I want to go to the, the finish line and get some shoes, I will. If I want to go to the Japanese place in the food court, I will. If I want to go to Nordstrom and get clothes, I will. No one has ever been like, you know what I need is I need a relaxing, uh, uh, weird Eyebrow little wax. koi pond sold by <laughs> some uh, foreigner in the middle of the food court, but not quite in the food court. Foreigner. You know, have you seen? Have you yeah. ever seen? Where did that come from? <laughs> oh, just the biggest thing. They are. You ever get a hot dog from a foreigner? Oh, <laughs> like, you know, whoa. You know, Nothing. Mm. Have you ever seen think... the mall kiosk where they're doing the eyebrow uh, plucking with those two strings? Mm. It's some sort of like Indian or Arabic technique where they're like using these two strings to like pinch the hairs and rip them out. Like with a I, noose, I kind of? Like, like they just kind of. What mall do you have that that's a kiosk? Uh, like the Mall of Georgia. Like, like, like the biggest mall in Georgia. I, Is that I gotta the find one it. where those taser videos are filmed? You better back no, up. No, you better no, back up. That is oh, not the mall. Oh, it's across from the cross-shaped fire starter. That's like all of Atlanta or something. That's some ghetto shit. Oh, that's way where off. The, that, oh, wait, the so, reason that 
Merck, what what makes you not able to be like, sorry, I'm just going to leave you standing here since you have to be here and I don't? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just like, just be okay with someone thinking you're a dick. That's I feel it. like you're rude to I'm foreigners, okay Phil. Like, I, Say what? I feel like you're being rude to foreigners. Like, no, like I'm rude to everybody. Uh, yeah, okay, see, countered. like, the only thing, I never just, like, I can't just turn around and walk away because I, I feel like that's so guilty. And I, so, like, I know it's worse than just turning around and walking away and instead of just wasting my time and theirs. But, like, I'll, like, take, like, two steps back. And then, of course, they close the gap. And they try and talk to you. Uh, one of them I got trapped in once. Uh, you know those massage chairs they sometimes have in the middle of malls? They had a, like a whole assortment of massage chairs and then those goofy cutout massage things where you could lay there and then some uh, like a representative from a Korean parlor like across town would be there to, to rub your back or something. And they had this giant white isolation tank that you could get in. Like They had like swimsuits you could buy. <laughs> And you'd go into this changing room and then walk out of the changing room across the wall like a literal senile idiot in your swimsuit over to the, the isolation <laughs> tank. And then you get in and you close it and you're basically in a pod. But how clean water is the tank? It can't be that clean. <laughs> it's in the mall. And oh, so I've seen those. I we have those too. To, yeah, I had to pretend like I all I did was I, all I did was look at it. I didn't deserve this. You know, I, I'm a victim here. I just looked over and I'm like, isn't that neat? And I read the side of it where it's like being in an isolation tank does all sorts of things. It makes you healthier. It makes us $15 every 10 minutes. Uh, it's wonderfully <laughs> great. Um, it's a sensory so then this lady started tank. coming over and she asked me like if I had soreness or if I had problems or anything. And I was playing hockey at the time. So I'm like, yeah, like I got a sore groin. She's like, this is perfect for that. And I was like, oh, you know, <laughs> that's, you know that's, that's great. You know, what, you know, by what happenstance? I've stumbled upon the cure. Uh, you know, and so... I just had to slowly like back up until eventually I, I was out of the periphery, which is so much more uncomfortable than just turning, you know, 180 degrees mm. and walking away. Uh, but yeah, that's my irrational hatred. I don't like mall kiosk people. That doesn't and sound irrational at all. Seems very no, rational to hate those those Fuck dirty those foreigner eyebrow threading <laughs> de sensory deprivation tank cabin motherfuckers. By the way, I linked you guys to a video of mall kiosk eyebrow threading if you if you want to care to take a look. I've seen that being done at, at the mall and, and, they, and also those sensory deprivation chambers. Um, I've seen the big vibrating chairs. I'm trying to think what else. Obviously, the cell phone shitty things. I hate those guys. They're like they're they're like homeless people, but that's what they they're like homeless people a little bit. You know, they're like panhandlers. But if it, God forbid you make eye contact with them because then they latch Ooh. on. I, I, feel feel like like in a situation. I feel like you guys are making yourselves victims in a life where you don't have to be. Not me. I was going to say, Taylor, if I was in I that situation, I would tell them what I was In this scenario, thinking. yes. I, I would, <laughs> they, they would try to sell me a phone case, and I would say something like, my interest in phone cases is not nearly as high as you think it is. And leave. <laughs> well, that's a little kind of a smart-ass remark. Well, yeah. See? Welcome to me. Uh, we I, had I would, a waitress <laughs> who, got, who got Woody's drink wrong uh, early this year. He spat in her face. No, oh God, that's not. Spat true. in her face. That can't be like the real story. Yes, he spat the drink in her face, and he said, "Does that taste like diet to you?" No, it is one hundred percent not true, and yeah. I don't order diet <laughs> either. I, I thought you were to say one hundred percent understandable. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's nothing even. They said, have they diet to you. They have this thing, this like running joke but they insist it's true that i'm bad to wait staff and they say it again and again and again and they just now they're so hypersensitive to it that like no matter what i say i could be like oh, i'll take you know i don't know a steak medium rare uh, green beans the and potatoes and they're like he's at it again you know and it's not i'm not i'm innocent i didn't do anything 
but uh-huh. it's always Look, there. At least I can admit it when I am rude to wait staff. When we got done with our survival are, trip, it's because it's on camera. Like, is there any evidence of me ever being wait, rude to wait staff? I saw you holding the camera. I didn't give a shit. And we were hey, done jump, with our survival. Jumping in for a defensive Woody here. I've been out to eat with both of you multiple times, and I have never noticed Woody being rude to wait staff. It's not actually it's true. Fun, it's fun to pile on, which is why I do it. But <laughs> I've never actually noticed him being like spitting coke on her face. Is that diet? Come back in half an hour. Let me see so, if it's. So what, uh, what? What did Kyle do to wait staff? All right. So here's um, what happened. We got done. I berated her. We got done with uh, her a, crime a survival was not trip. being the hot waitress. She was that too. Um, they, so, so we all went out into the woods for a week with like virtually no food. And the whole time I'm thinking about the meal that comes at the end of the survival trip after five days of being in the woods. So we all get showered up, get back to my house, and then we go to um, uh, a steakhouse. And yeah, we did get the ugliest waitress in the place. And I, I'm just going to throw this out here. If you're the least attractive waitress at a place, you would Quit. think you would put a little more effort into it and work for those tips. You, you would at least you would be the most dutiful waitress there. You'd be the one who was rushing to get that refill done, the one who's getting that appetizer out there within 12 minutes, like the card says. But no, she she really let us down. Like all the drink orders were late. We sat there with no refills for a long time. Our bread didn't come out until it was it was time for the appetizer. The appetizer didn't come out until it was time for the main course. And by the time the main course got there, I was literally giving her applause. Because it was just ridiculous. She was she was a cunt. She was bad at her job. She didn't deserve a tip, and I wouldn't have given her one. And that's just how I felt. And I would have called her a cunt to her face. I was ready to throw my drink in the floor and make a scene. It had been so long. I was literally about to throw my drink in the floor and be like, I've made a mess. Someone should come. Because she had been gone for so long, and it was pissing me the fuck off because I was starving. And However, I sat next to Kyle. My evaluation of the situation was she was a little slow, but I was cool. I was at, now, now I, that's not what Woody said at the time. At the time, I was like, <laughs> I was like am I overreacting here? Because I'm getting fucking pissed. I was like, I've been sitting here biting my tongue, but I'm getting pissed and I can't take it. My, and Woody's like, no, this is this is no good. It's been too long. And Chiz was agreeing with me too, big time. He now, was like, now that's course, true. Chiz was now, Kyle's cheerleader. I thought I was, you know, not, not invalidating his feelings. You were tepid at best. You were, you were, you know, and then Patrick was with us, our British cameraman, and he was like, you know, in England, that would have been a bit rude. And I was like, it's, I, was, I was like, it's fucking rude here too. I, meant yeah, I remember it. that. That's a quote. <laughs> I was going for rude. <laughs> like, like that's what I was going for there. However, Woody can be very curt and dismissive to wait staff without really meaning it. He can, he and he, you'll do this thing sometimes. I wish the camera could see me. Where you'll kind of like give him this sort of look of incredul incredulity incredulity. Like you're shocked and surprised that they didn't come to the same conclusion you did. And then you kind of tell them what's up. You're like, no, we want four root beers. That's why we said root beers all around. You kind of give them a look like they're stupid. Um, but the, the, the main Not ones a real where example. You, the main ones where I, I see you do it a lot. <laughs> the main ones where I've seen you be discourteous to wait staff was uh, the pizzeria. That one uh, time. The one where time. Where you shouted the word fuck. No, that's not true. I know you don't think it's true, That's Woody, but tr- no, no, I no, heard no. you. You said I, something about how fucking late things were, or we should have had our fucking drinks by now, or something like that, and it was quite loud. And it, it uh, and was like twenty minutes, I think, to get our drink, maybe thirty. And um, <laughs> her ex- his excuse was that he needed a, a bartender to open the beer because he was only twenty. 
Uh, apparently that's the rule there. The thing is there was a bartender 15 feet from us the entire 30 minutes. So, and she wasn't doing anything. The place was closing. She was just like wiping the bar. She wasn't busy or anything. And, mm-hmm. um, so the, like, to me, that was no excuse. You need a bartender. I've been looking at one for 30 minutes now. W- what's the scoop on the, like, why does it take that long to get a soda? And, um, uh, I ask. I need very little from my server, but but if, if I feel like I'm being disrespected intentionally in some way, I can really lose my shit in that scenario. And I have felt that way on multiple occasions for some reason. I feel I feel discriminated against sometimes. If I were a black man, oh, I'd be how like, rough it must be. If I no seriously, if I were a black man, I'd be looking <laughs> at my dick Atlanta and being like, can you believe this racist shit that they're just ignoring me? That literally happened at Outback. Me and a girl are sitting there. And we're kind of in that section. It's next to the bar, and it's like a, a two-person like booth table. Like Each of you has like half a booth or something. But you're next to the bar, so you're kind of in a no-man's land for the wait staff. And I could literally see them over there arguing over who was going to take our table. Like Nobody wanted to take our table. And I, I, like they would accidentally make eye contact with me and then divert their eyes really quickly. And 15 minutes went by, and we didn't have menus. And uh, I I went to the um the you know the the first the greeter and I was like hey could we get some menus and she's like yeah yeah here take some of these and like another eight minutes went by and uh, so then when the waitress walked by I like start waving my arms in the air like flagging her down like I'm a refugee or something like hey hey and she's like oh I'm sorry has no one waited on you yet and I was like you know they haven't I've seen you over there with your friends arguing about who was gonna take this table for the last ten minutes you're the worst waitress ever I was like you're you're not just bad at your job. You're lazy. Go get your manager. And she started to cry a little as she went to get the manager, and it was great. I loved it. I loved it. Fuck her. I hope she lost her job in her house because yeah, of it. I hope she's threading Terrible. eyebrows at a food court right now. Oh, that would be the best, right? I'd make her thread my pubic hair. Like, I like never I... do anything mean to wait staff, ever. <sighs> like, as far as people who handle my food, I'm too anxious about it. I don't want any fluids ending up in there. The only time I did wasn't even my fault when I, I've told that story before when I had to dine and dash when I was like 15. Yeah. I think I've told you guys that, right? I think so. I think so, yeah. Because my fucking asshole friend said he was paying for dinner and then he changed his mind and left. And so then we had to leave after my, it was only like a $12 whiskey river barbecue burger from Red Robin, but still I felt shitty. But yeah, I, I don't fuck with those people. Yeah. Especially have, not before you get your food. I'm good 99% of the time. That's also like, because uh, I. I served table or I waited tables for a very very long time, like uh, through high school and part of college. Uh, but then there are there are those like when you when you say like you didn't get something and there is like a uh, a bartender right there and you don't know why. Most likely that that you got the the server that's smoking weed out back. Like I, that could have been it. Like oh by the way, we were his only customer. The the place yeah. was you know wrapping up or something. Oh yeah, that guy. That guy was just. Because ah. every every restaurant usually has at least one guy. <laughs> That's like you know that he's like, you're not sure how he hasn't gotten fired yet. This guy looked more like he was on he was out back doing a protein shake and some squat thrusts or something. This guy was fucking ripped. I was I was thinking that Woody might want to be careful how he talks to that big boy. I'd hate to. He was short. He, he was he was short and fit. Very yeah. fit. Excuse me, sir. Arms. I'm less than enthused about your. Your service thus far. <laughs> I, I'd, if it's okay with you, I'd like my drink. Like, <laughs> nah, he was like 19. Woody could have used his grown-up voice and made that kid cry. Um, 100%. 100%. Oh, yeah. That's how it goes down. Woody, but, Woody, Woody would have started shouting at it. It would have triggered some stuff from his stepdad back in the day, and he'd have squalled like a baby. But yeah, uh, <laughs> that's why he's getting so ripped. His stepdad beat him. But that said, yeah, you definitely don't want to fuck with the staff because 100% shit does happen oh. to your food. 
Yeah, yeah probably so. You, um, I, I, uh, I don't mind that. You know, at, at least they're adding yeah. some. At least I know my food's getting some, uh, some, some. You know, some serious attention back there. At least if she's uh, hot, I know they're not I gonna... request it. Can I get a little spit? Yeah, do a little spit. Do your worst. Yeah, do your worst. Hey, I noticed <laughs> I got, uh, I don't know, corn here. Can you lick it? <laughs> Just a little. Oh, that... well, you know. Gross. Oh, it's gross until I, uh... she licks you directly, and then you're a big fan. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want uh, I, don't, I don't want to be licked transitively through my vegetable of choice. Like, that's disgusting. Eh, you know. Yeah, lick this asparagus, babe. I'm gonna be thinking about that. As You're young, just, you know. You start off a little vanilla. Time passes, and you wonder, like, hey, what else is out there? Is that it? When you just get to be your age, you're so jaded by normal sex stuff. It's like, yeah, lick that corn. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you need a complex card for what we're about to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, it's, uh, you can do the same thing for 20 years and not add to the rest, not add to the menu. Come on. Certainly not. That makes sense. <laughs> Get a little corn licking in. Wow. What was your... Uh... Did you ever get, or I guess, what was your worst experience waiting tables? Like the worst customer of all time that you had to deal with? Because I'm always curious with people in service industries about this story. My, uh, I, there was this one woman. She, she didn't catch me on a bad day. She was just the worst. Um, sent everything back. It was perfectly fine. Um, complained that she didn't get drinks, but that was because even when we did like one third the ice in the cup that we normally do, do for sweet tea, um, like she would just done, down it, gone. And then she'd get angry. As I did, like one quick loop that I that I uh, that I didn't get her more sweet tea fast enough. And at the outback that we worked at, you weren't allowed to bring multiple cups for one person. Mm. Um, so like, so I couldn't help her other than just stay on top of this lady consuming. And she yelled at me and said the meanest shit ever. So when I say that people fuck with your food, I I one hundred percent guarantee it. I one hundred percent peed in that lady's iced tea. <laughs> One hundred percent. And at that point in my life, I don't know if I had experienced true happiness uh, until that moment. She downed it all, huh? Yes, of course. How, how much pee uh, are we talking did, about? Were you very strategic about your pee, where you just had to do just. It was it was a one third situation, so wow. it's still diluted. No, but, but that's so. But you don't understand how much sugar people put in sweet tea in the South. It's a lot. That was yeah. probably still delicious. <laughs> she was like, hmm, Southern style. You know, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Oh, that's great. I'm glad I'm glad to hear that. I uh I that's, I, I, that's, I, don't I thought do that trace like, amounts of pee, when, but <laughs> when I threw a fit at a restaurant, it's I feel like it's always justified. I feel like I'm not stepping out of line and I usually wait until I got my food before I raise a stink. Hold on. More often interject. than not. Of course you think it's justified. No one's ever throwing a fit in a restaurant, <laughs> being like, "This is unjustified," but you will yeah. make my baked potato different. Like, just now I'll always cake. ask the person with me. I, you know, I'll, I'll try to get a, a a barometer on this. I'd be like, "Hey, listen, I'm getting fucking pissed off over here. Am I out of line?" Or and, and usually the other person would be like, "No, I'm fucking steaming too. Where is he? Where is he?" Um, we were in Savannah and we walked out of two restaurants in a row. We had to go to, it was the third restaurant before we got served because the, because we just, I really felt like we were being racially discriminated by white people. It didn't make any sense. I was like, why are they just not taking care of us? Why aren't they coming over here? They see us like, they, it's like they don't want to deal with us. Maybe the other restaurants told them about me. <laughs> so there have been times that I've just been a shitty server though. Um, when I when I left Outback, I worked at Ruby Tuesdays for a while, and they were ah. they were pretty horrible because wow. 
instead of like at Outback, they would cap you at four tables, like four six tops, because that's a lot. That's a lot of a lot of food coming out. And this place didn't. And at one Ooh, point, I had huh? Nothing. Oh, yeah. At one point, I had eight tables, and uh, I completely forgot one table. I didn't realize it was in my section. <laughs> and these people sat there for forty minutes. Fuck. And they they were obviously angry, but I was like, did you not? Did you not ask anybody? Like you were the most patient people, but not patient because, like, oh my god, they're the angriest. They're the angriest, yeah. justly. But I don't know. that's like I know that feeling bad. they had too. You know, that's to, my only bad one, but it happens. Fifteen minutes go by, and you're like, all right, just stay calm. She'll be here in five, and then five goes by, and then ten goes by, and then you're like, wow, are they doing this on purpose? Like, like is someone fucking with me right now? Is Ashton Kutcher in the back? What is? this bullshit you know and then at some point you're just like oh it's just disrespect i see this is personal and it just starts eating at you until like she finally remembers your table and you just unload on her like the guns of the navarone and it's insult her like stature or something i was at a the worst waitress i've ever had at a ruby tuesdays with my ex-girlfriend i order sweet tea unsweet tea comes back i say i know that i ordered sweet tea this is unsweet tea she takes it back and returns with uh with unsweet tea again and I said, Close. I, I said, almost, I, I, I was like, I was like, I wanted sweet tea, you know, with sugar in it. I don't want to have to add anything to it. And this is Ruby Tuesdays in Atlanta. So like they know what sweet tea is. And so she leaves again and she comes back with sweet tea that tastes so bad that I literally asked her for Coca-Cola. I was like, could I get a Coca-Cola? Uh, I was like, this, does, this is terrible. And three times you failed on tea. Let's go to Coke. So fourth time around, I now have my beverage. I forgot to mention that she smells so much of, of shit that we checked our shoes to see if any of us had stepped in dog <laughs> shit on the way in. I literally looked at my girlfriend. I'm like, honey, I, I think you might have stepped in something. I was like, D did you step in Cooper's poop maybe when you left the house or your little dog? And she's like, nah. We both check our shoes. We look around on the floor. There's no dog shit. And then our waitress comes back with the appetizer. And I'm like, oh, that's what the smell is. She literally smelled like poop. Um, and uh, everything was wrong about that night, like multiple, multiple failures where you had to like say, um, hey, I, I didn't get my baked potato. Oh, well, we'll just put one in for you. <laughs> and I'm like, OK, I, I, I don't really want a baked potato in half an hour, though. It was it was a real mess. And that's the one I, I tip zero. I definitely didn't give her a tip. And my girlfriend made a big deal of that. And I was like, why do you tip someone who smells like poop and fail and messes up your drink order three times? Like, how do they get a bonus at the end of the night? I feel like we're sending her the wrong message if we if we reward her for smelling like poop and and you know failing completely at her job. It's if you tip her, you're tacitly saying it is okay that you served me my food smelling of feces. Yeah, and that's and, not. And she really did smell like say. she. It, it smelled like poop. It sm It wasn't bo. It wasn't like like I've smelled like. I mean, I've been to Walmart before. I've smelled bo. You know this what she needs? One wife, Charlie's. You need oh she is not a one wipe Charlie she she needs she, a eighteen wipe Sandra. <laughs> this is so stinky. She uh, a little one wipe Charlie would have cleaned her right up and it would have been a whole different experience for her. Well, maybe more than one of them. They're not magic, but for a normal <laughs> human being's asshole, one is sufficient. But I realized that the, the, the waiting tables is a really tough job, and when I especially you know just just an average job as long as you keep me uh, you know you keep my drink pretty much filled I, I usually tip 20 or 30 percent but if they if they stand out they're an excellent waiter you know that guy could get a hundred dollars if it's a nice meal or something like that as his tip i i just 
use the same, uh, you know, that, and there's that end of the, of the bell curve. And on the other end, there's zero, like it can go down to zero. Like some people think that's not classy or something, but it's not like I'm leaving them a, a four cent tip to rub it in or anything. I'm just saying yeah. like, no, you didn't earn a tip tonight. I've only tipped zero once, but it really does have to be horrific. Like almost like they're actively sabotaging your dining experience. Um, I, I, I hand out the zeros probably more readily than you. If, if they, if I feel like they're just legitimately, what? <laughs> <laughs> I hand out the nickels if I need to, it's been a long time, but like, for example, there's a loud party here and they seat me next to them and I'm like, Hey, can we sit here instead? And they say, no, yeah. Oh, you might have a nickel in your future. You're trending yeah, that way oh, already. This yep. guy, one of my friends when, God, I must've been like seven or eight. Uh, when I would go to dinner or lunch or something, out to lunch with this friend's family, because I was on the hockey team with him, and sometimes they would drive me to games and stuff, and then afterward they'd be like, hey, you guys want to go get whatever food, get chicken wings at Mulligan's or something. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we go. And this guy, at the beginning of every fucking meal we had with him, I don't know why he had so many ones on him all the time. You know, looking back, maybe I have a clue now, which maybe he wants strip clubs, but he would start out every meal with $20 in ones put in the middle of the table. He did that? And he made the same move? He, he, would, oh, he would have $20 in ones put there, and any time something was less than, you know, <laughs> perfect, he would take a dollar back off of his potential tip money. And so That's, it's like, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, let me get you a refill. I see that your tea's been empty for a while. All right, well, it looks like we're down to 16, Sandra. Now, I, even at that age, I was like, what kind of fucking game show is Mr. Johnston running right now? Like, what the fuck? Like, this is, this is not like, to me, looking at that waiter, like, you know, when you're like seven and you see someone who's like 18, you're like, that's an adult. But looking back, it's like, no, this guy was tormenting children, just trying to, you know, make enough money to drive their car to school and back. And by taking out, uh, yeah, that's, you know, steaks medium rare, wanted it medium. That's three dollars or just some nonsense. That guy was yeah, an that's asshole. Pretty shitty deal. His yeah. son was an asshole, too. So Apple doesn't fall far. Mm. Anyway, I don't know why that came to me all of a sudden. Hmm. So when's the primary? Is it it's Saturday, maybe? It's super. No, the caucus, the Iowa caucus. Oh, I was like, I don't think it's for a bit. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm looking. I'll know in a moment. I've definitely this this uh, this cycle. I've definitely covered uh, the politics stuff a lot less. Yeah, last time you were like literally, like the YouTube voice of post debate analysis. Yeah, it was RNC DNC. It just gave me a bad bad taste in my mouth. Um, just I don't know. I just saw a lot of blind people on both sides. That yeah. and I, I still, I will always remember going to the RNC and uh, we made a special logo for the Philip DeFranco show for uh, for us being there. And it was, it was uh, you know, my, my chimpanzee and instead of the the orange and yellow stripes, we had the, uh, we had like stars and bars. And so mm. it was like our political chimp. And uh, mm. people thought it was an Obama shirt like a racist Obama shirt, and we got lots of love for it. And I was like, we can't have this in the live stream if oh, people God. are thinking this. And uh, Oh, my God. You need to go <laughs> Which the is worse, route getting lots sell of, tons of them. You which is like, worse, getting lots of love for it or getting lots of hate for it, though? I, I don't want to. I don't, I, don't I don't think about my legacy. I don't want that to be a part of my legacy. Here's a big question. Here's a big question. Do you have any more of those shirts? Do those no. exist? No, I you, think you we, we, have a, we have one like, uh, thing that we have on a wall 
but uh, it's like one of the early versions. I think it's like the chimpanzee with three stars. Okay. Yeah. That, just, that, that, <laughs> just, awful. I just that's, didn't know how to react to it. I was just like, okay, this is just not going to happen. I, I, I chopped, I had this man, this, uh, this target that there's this company called zombie industries and they, and they make uh, these zombie targets that you shoot them and they bleed. Well, they made one that was just a black guy and, they send me like a, a bunch of them at a time, right? I'd get an alien, I'd get like a, a crazy zombie woman, and I had a black guy. And it came time in the video to use a samurai sword to cut the head off this thing, and the only one I have is the black guy. And he looks vaguely like Barack Obama. I mean, just, you know, just a black man with short, dark hair. He's, he's Obama, apparently, and that was all in the comments. It was just, nice job chopping his head off, you know. <laughs> Just, just all this, this racist garbage. All these, all these uh, words they shouldn't be using about a president, and just like really backing me up for taking him down a notch. And I'm like, oh no, I just wanted to show you my sword, dude. Come on. <laughs> oh. I like, I just like that as an excuse for everything. I just wanted to show you my sword, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's it. a fun I... sentence. Yes. Show you my sword. Didn't mean to be racist. Wasn't making a political <laughs> statement. I'm not appropriating Japanese culture with my samurai sword. <laughs> oh man, that's that's some shit that'll set me off. Cultural appropriation you stuff. With your use Have you ever been accused of that? No, but I like I, I'll bring up a like we talked about a story that banned uh, a free yoga class because they said it was cultural appropriation, and I was like, come on, what? Only certain people can get in shape in ways they enjoy. You know, <laughs> not you, Whitey. I'm like, no. this is America. It's all like adopting all these different things into our bucket. That's mm. what I'm hoping, at least. Yeah, and nobody's ever like takes something that's associated with like white people or white uh, civilizations that they invented and telling other people like, hey, you can't use that. You can't use that toilet yeah. that John C. Commode invented in the 1700s. That's a white invention. Was, You're appropriating our shit culture. His, his last like, name was Crapper, right? Uh, yes, Jonathan yeah. C. Crap. Yeah, it really was. I'm not kid. Okay. I've heard that before. You. I'm not sure if it's true. It's not true. Who wants to take a bet? I'll take it. Uh, PayPal bet I'm right looking. now. Real money. Actually, pay. You down? Um. So what I'm saying is that there's a guy whose last name is Crapper, who was influential, if not the very inventor of sort of the indoor commode. Oh wow. Toilet. A guy named Crapper. I got twenty-five bucks, even odds. Anybody will. T anybody wants to take it? I just don't know if I want to take the influential part. At that point, all you need to do is have some guy named Crapper with make toilets. I mean, he's as you know. But did Benjamin Franklin invent electricity? No, but you would say he's the guy. I say that he is the Benjamin Franklin uh, no. of toilets. I'll take so, it. I'll so, take that. So, man. so here's what it says. It says myth. Thomas Crapper invented the toilet. Truth. He purchased some patents and made some improvements. Um, but the idea that he invented it is untrue. John hmm. Harrington invented the toilet. What were his improvements, though? Because if he added the fucking handle, then the, the, <laughs> right, the big deal, right? This is why I didn't take the influential part of it. No, nope, no, nope, nope. John Harrington invented the flushable toilet. I bet. Well, well, let's see what Crapper added to the mix here, because... Basically see. just a lewd word what did or what Crapper goes into it. add to the toilet? Thomas Crapper, inventor of the flushing toilet. That's why. On this day in history, 1910, engineer who was credited with the invention of the flushing toilet and adding the word crap, word crap to the English Crapper was born in... Oh, this is a whole, whole... 
Part of me wants to like obviously make fun of the fact that that's like his legacy, but actually like toilets are like a huge deal. Massive, <laughs> yeah, that's massive. A huge for hygiene. Yeah, it's gigantic. Yeah. The difference between it being in water, being carried away from you, and having to look at shit somebody else is like in the street when people were just throwing buckets full of it at like Oliver Twist and that stuff. <laughs> like that's that's a huge difference. You don't want to live in that world. I can tell but you his... every every day. I, I think Merkel won. He invented this. the ball cock. But he invented the ball cock, which I had to look up. Apparently, you know the little floaty ball that determines like, whether or not it should fill. It's like a lever, kind of either plugs it or fills it. Um, he invented that part. I don't know. Obviously, he didn't invent the flush toilet, so there was some uh, maybe he invented the kind that doesn't. Maybe maybe the, before that it was the ones with the, uh, the 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 thing like in Godfather, you know, the the, the chain and the thing up uh, on the wall. No, that's maybe. still a flush toilet. I it's know, but maybe his didn't require. Maybe his was what he yeah, had was. You the, know how they used to have the up high water source that poured yeah. down. Maybe that's what it was previous to Crapper. I'm not sure. I don't know, but I know that the one that we were referring to was John Harrington, which means I. I, I okay, Crapper held nine pa patents, three of them for water closet improvements such as the floating ball cock, but none was for the flushing toilet itself. Thomas Crapper's advertisement supplied the siphonic flush was his invention. One having the text "Crapper Crapper's Valveless Water Waste Preventer," uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, he did improve the siphon mechanism by which the water flow is started. Um, so improving, yeah. similar but not identical to inventing. Certainly not. Which is uh, why I phrased it so. Yes, John Harrington, the writer. I actually I only looked at like the front page. I didn't actually check to see if this is right. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, 1560 to 1612, this guy beat Crapper by centuries. Well, I, I think I have a solution for this. How about we let the PKA subreddit create a poll and determine whether or not... I mean, they heard the whole thing. They heard Kyle's phrasing. He either invented or was influential. Um, and and you can determine whether or not, you know, making it from one... What, he owes me some money two, or not? Uh, no. No. If they heard it, they know damn sure I didn't take that bet because of the influential thing. Yeah, but nobody took it. Taylor did. Oh, did he? Yeah, he. Yeah, I did. In very clear words, okay. he did. So it's you and Taylor. Uh, PK what's Missouri poll? What's the, like like the what's the, what's a state? product of Missouri? Hmm. Like like in Georgia, it would be peaches. Like if we were making like a Super Bowl uh, bet, we governors of our state would be I'd, tobacco. I bet a basket be of peaches. Anheuser Anheuser Busch. Oh, that's so lame. I don't want that at all. I, that'd be okay, like a... Uh, Monsanto, I'll send you some seeds. Yeah, send me some Roundup. Send me a, I, I, if, if, uh, if, if I win, I get a gallon of Roundup, and if, if you win, you get a, a basket of peaches. That'll be fun. You're not, don't send me a basket of peaches in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. I'm gonna I, I, just, I just described my shitting problems. Earlier. I don't want to need a basket of peaches. <laughs> we got the best peaches. Actually, Florida I can send has you the best like the St. Louis Blues shot glass. Hmm. I don't want that at all. <laughs> I don't want that at all. You ask. I don't want that at all. I'll send you a fresh bottle of Budweiser. One. I would I would prefer nothing at all to a bottle of Budweiser. Like I would rather go thirsty. It's so gross, man. That's not it's it's I'll uh, send you some uh, some toasted ravioli. That's a thing. Yeah, that'll here. do the trick. Toasted yeah, ravioli? Those are great. What's, what's inside of it? Like cheese or meat? Uh you can get cheese or you can get uh beef or pork. I think beef is the best. The problem mm -hmm. with this bet is it won't actually happen. 
Of course not. No. Yeah. Although a, my girlfriend was talking about driving to Missouri the other day to uh, pick up a dog. Zero chance. Or, Kyle's getting a basket of peaches sent to you. <laughs> well, if I if I if I come to Missouri, then I'd already be there. Um, yeah. If you, was, where, where would you become? Not, I mean, St. Louis is on your side of the. Yeah, well, we're not sure. So it's about, um, I think it's like eleven hours from me to like the middle of Missouri, more or less. Um, yeah, it's it's not pretty a fun awful. Place. But there's some kind of really nice uh, purebred, uh, top of the line dog that uh, that she might want to get. So we might end up going to Missouri to get the dog. And uh, and I was like, why don't they just ship that fucking dog? We're talking about like two hundred dollars worth of gasoline. At, at least, but it's, it's anyway. Might be coming to Missouri. What's the name so. of the town in, in Missouri? Do Don't you know? know. Didn't ask. I just googled like uh, or ran a thing on my phone to see you know oh. my lo- my address to Missouri. I just typed that in and got eleven hours. But it was taking me to sort of central Missouri. Well, if you come through St. Louis, stop by. We'll go yeah, to a bring- hockey game or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. I uh, we did you ever look at your schedule to see if there's some time um in February where we could all go to the Wings of Redemption's house and do a live PKA, and yes. I can I can bring Woody his gun and we can do our hot sauce pictures and get like it's, three. It's really looking like I'm gonna be able to. Yeah, it, nice. I'll know for sure on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday maybe early Wednesday, but I'll, it's it's looking good that I should be able to go uh later in February. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, maybe we could even plan like one day on the backside of it and hang out. I don't know if that's if your schedule's flexible like that, but in any case, I think it'd be fun to get uh, you know all of us in one place in one location. We've never done that before, and and do a show and do like a live show. I'd like that, not live streamed necessarily, but you know us all sitting in the room and a camera rolling. That that that's what I mean mm-hmm. by that. I think that'd be a really cool show. Yeah, that would be. A ton and of you fun. get to meet Wings. Have you met Wings before, like in person? I've never met Wings in person. Yeah, man, you got that's an experience. Like, like <laughs> the first time you meet Wings is it's 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 a it's an experience. It's, it's, like it's, what are you? What are you? I don't. What's experiencing about it? I, you just got to be in his, in the guy's presence. Yeah, I I feel like you spend some time with him. You get a whole new appreciation for for for, for Wings. You you see what he's all about because seeing him on the internet just doesn't do it justice. When you're there with him in person, and there the, you know. You can't just turn the video off. He's just going to keep going. There's like, two like, wings. He, there, there's the wings out of his element. Like when I saw him in California, um, he was sensitive and vulnerable, uh, dressed nice, you know, is, is going out clothes and and um, thoughtful. That's the wings out of his element. And then there's the wings at home, right? And and there you have like Gangster Grandma and Bastard Brooke, I think, was there at the time and all sorts of sister and, you know, bit actors in the wings universe that that you're unfamiliar with and um and he's bouncing back wings, and forth between them and you wings will tear you down personally at the drop of a hat and you would think someone who lived in such a glass house would be polite and never point out someone else's flaws he will go after you immediately about the most personal of things my friend jeremy comes over and jeremy lives for his pickup truck but it's not a real Z71. It's just got the stickers. Immediately, Wings is like, it's not a real Z71. That's this and that. You don't even have a real truck. And this is a guy who like lives for his truck. You know what he said to me as soon as we got in my car and went somewhere? Like he'd been there like a day. I thought you were bigger than this. On the internet, it looks like you've got some big jacked arms. You look good, but mm, I don't know. And I'm thinking, like, are you really picking on my physical appearance right now as I drive your 440-pound ass to go get some shake weights. Are you really doing this right now, bro? 
Because, like, I will beat you up right here at, at, at Dick's Sporting Goods. I will hit you once, make you chase me for five minutes, and he'll pass out. Stop. You know <laughs> Stop. what I thought but was... He does it all the time. Um, Wings used to stack rank us from fattest to thinnest on the show oh all the God. time. I had no clue. And he'd always get it wrong. Like, it was interesting to me that, like, you know, he, he couldn't tell Kyle Lefty and me heaviest to thinnest and never seemed to know. And, it, like... Uh, it, it's like a projected body dysmorphia. I don't know what to call it, but when, when you literally can't tell which person's fatter than the other and, um, lefty, if you don't know, like the reason he never came to the paintball things or anything is he was embarrassed of his body. He, he's a big guy. And, um, but you know, so he would just show neck up and that's it. The reason you never saw him stand on camera is because he didn't want to be seen. Every time he left camera, he'd do it like this. And then... He'd get up and walk away. He did that forever. People thought he was in a wheelchair. It was a running joke. He was. And we propagated the rumor. Yeah, and we, of course we ran with that racist wheelchair. I thought he was actually in a wheelchair for the longest time. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, because I, I yeah, wasn't I like it. involved in the show till I got brought back on as a host, and I would like check in every once in a while and be like, uh, "Man, like he that's that's crazy." You know, good for Lefty. You know, <laughs> yeah. fighting through adversity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then wings just because he can't stand. So, so there, there's, wings. that's who Lefty was, right? You know, he's always sort of fighting the battle of the bulge, and uh, wings would have no idea. Like, like he would think Lefty was the thinnest of the group sometimes, or the heaviest of the group. He never knew. And uh, yeah, I always thought that was interesting. Like, ah, oh, he's just having a hard time seeing who's who. Wings is a different guy. That's what makes wings so interesting and fun and and and, and entertaining is because he is a real outsider. He's not like us. He's not he's almost like not human. And I don't mean that to be an insult or anything, but he comes at things in a way that the average rational human being wouldn't come at things. And he, and he comes away from things uh, with conclusions that, that the average rational human being wouldn't either. And when you live your whole life like that, you've got just so many ridiculous stories and opinions on things. And that's what wings is. So uh, I, I, what I was getting at is you need to hang out with wings in person and see what it's all about. It's uh, it's a real good time. Yeah, well, you you didn't make it sound like that. <laughs> you made it sound like I'm gonna meet him and he's gonna immediately start berating me. <laughs> oh, he might, he might, like 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 he'll he really will. He'll he'll like he'll these little jabs and stuff. He does it to everyone. He hasn't done it to um, me, but I don't feel safe because I think he, he totally will. has. I he said you didn't have a personality. Oh, he no, said, not in person, no but he did say that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, the reason people he don't. He said it in person. Did he? He said it on the show. Yeah. If he said, person. have personality and went on at length about how you, how you didn't have one and how you didn't have any real opinions. Yeah, he's mean to everybody, man. <laughs> I mean, as long as he can, like, if he's dishing it, if you dish it back to him, as long as he takes that, it's just oh, kind no. of good-natured ribbing. The rules uh -uh. No, uh, no, that's not, uh, how, that's not how you play. <laughs> no. Well, I don't know him half yeah. as well. You receive the berating. Yeah, Wings is the pitcher. <laughs> Wings doesn't like to catch disapproval. Um <laughs> But 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 I really like Wings because deep down Wings seems to be like a genuinely kind-hearted, good-intending guy. Um, so yeah, I'd like to I'd like to hang out with Wings again. I'd like to see what he's up to, talk to him personally, because you know you're never really getting the full uh, the full deal on the internet through his videos, podcast, or whatever you might see him. I, I like to see him in person, and you get a whole other side of Wings, and it's it's interesting. I, I don't know what else to say about it. Every time I hang out with Wings, I come away with it thinking like. That was an experience. All right. Now I got some more stories. <laughs> yeah. You need to meet him. Phil, you think you could have done what you've done from New York? 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, well, there are a little few different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I originally came out specifically for uh, the weather and uh, helped Shay and a bunch of those guys start Maker. Um, so, and I was just really tired of the East Coast at that point. I just wanted to experience something different. And so came out here, fell in love with uh, kind of like the beach life for a few years. And then I feel like that's kind of when the, the, the gold rush happened, where everyone just came out here. And for some reason, a lot of people got the idea that you had to be here, um, which to some extent, a little bit you do. But I feel like a lot of, especially the big like family bloggers or daily vloggers, I feel a lot, like a lot of their numbers go up when they get away from L.A., because it's such a saturated market for like, oh, that's LA life. That's great. That's another YouTuber doing that thing. But um, I mean, my plan right now is um, probably in the next two years, move. Maybe I've been thinking about Utah. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, they've been doing they've been doing a bunch of production stuff up there and building out uh, that. I mean, obviously, it has like the Sundance uh, area of like Park City and like those Google events, Fiber, and, right? Bravo. Do lots, they? Lots and of Mormons. Lots of Mormons, but but I mean, every time I go out there, because uh, uh, my wife's family has a has a place there. It's just really nice, good, great people, like people that are actually neighborly. Like I I know one of my neighbors, but I went up there and I stayed there for a week, and I met everyone in the neighborhood, and they were amazing and nice and helpful. And there's everyone's out there is like really active. And the like the area that we're thinking of potentially going, it's like great schools because schools are an issue out here now that I have a, a son. Um, so I think I think it's it's you know it's still a big a big market for it, but I think it's going to be less so. You know I think it's a place that you can come and visit, but you don't necessarily have to. I mean that's one of the reasons I got into this is so I could do it anywhere. And then I, I locked myself down at a place mm-hmm. for years, and I love I mean I love the position I'm in. But moving forward, I don't know if I want to be here 24-7. I'd like to, I think I'd like to get like a small place here so I can conduct business when I fly out. But I want to live somewhere real. Like Utah. Are you concerned about the Utah beer laws? It's real shit out there. I I feel like as long as I I am prepared, I'll be good. (laughs) Because, I mean, when we lived in, when we lived in, or when I lived in North Carolina, there were certain places where it was like, the t- there was weird timing around when you could get places and where you could actually get it. Like you couldn't oh, get. Oh, it's not that. It's not just that. It's uh, in Utah. Uh, there's first of all, there's no happy hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you order drinks at a restaurant, I think they just changed it, but you used to have to order food. Uh, if you get a mixed drink, they can pour the exactly one jigger in. That's it. Well, yeah. in behind the Zion curtain, which is like frosted glass. And then if you order an extra shot in it, they can bring that to you, but they can't mix it themselves because that's illegal. And the beer they buy or the beer they make is 3.2%. It can't be any stronger than 3.2%. I went through the Salt Lake mm-hmm. City airport at one point and I just sat down, had a layover and ordered like one of their tall beers, like just like a regular fucking Bud Light. And I was drinking it and I was just like, something's off. Like, this is weird. And I asked some other dude there, like, does your beer taste weird, too? Because he had a Bud Light. He's like, yeah, it's Utah, man, 3.2%. It's ridiculous. And it's like, yeah. this, you, can't, you can't even get drunk on this. Yeah, I, when I, I, years ago, I went to, years ago, I went to Sundance with a few other tubers. And, uh, yeah, we got, we got drinks. And I was like, uh, oh, can I get a double? And they said no. And I said, oh, wh- wait, what? And they're like, no, welcome to Utah. And I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> what? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would just, uh, you know, pregame an Uber. 
Mm-hmm. Pre-game and Uber. Uber. Yeah, I guess you have to just stick to hard liquor out there. But yeah, it's it's. I <laughs> was out there for a while, not in Utah, but in Idaho, and there's still a ton of Mormons there, and like their beliefs are crazy, but those people are so genuinely nice that it it took me back at first when like I would meet someone and I knew they were Mormon and they'd just be like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Like, where, where are you from? Like, tell me about that. And mm-hmm. it was so friendly that it almost turned me off where it was like, <laughs> you want something. There's nobody's this nice unless they want something. And yeah. it's, they, they are like Mormons really are just genuinely good people for the most part. Yeah. The only other place I think I might move, we've played around with the idea of New York, but I, I think that I've been investing the past like two years, I've been investing heavily into uh, marijuana businesses. Um, because I think that's like that's going to be the new gold rush. Once again, it's going to be a big dependency on how this, did you this invest next... in them? Like, is there there are there are companies that focus. There are companies that focus on uh, grow farms, mm-hmm. right? So they make all the equipment so you can do the grow farms. Right. Um, there's a company that I won't I won't necessarily name because I also don't know what my word can affect. But um, but like their stock just they were they were like a dollar stock and they just jumped to three. And it's just depending on what happens. I mean, that's just with a, with very little legalization. Mm-hmm. If it, if it eventually ever gets to a federal level or just even state by state, it's just it's it's there's so much money to be made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even know where to begin to that, invest in shit like that. That's what was one of the challenges. Like there are some like marijuana mutual funds they put together that try to spread your money across them, but I haven't found anything. That I wanted to put my money in yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Did you I just, pick I individual know. companies or did you find a fund that spreads it? There is no, I've picked uh, mainly one individual company and I feel like I'm going to double down probably this year just in, in other companies. But because investing in general is new to me. Um, but as soon as it became, it was like, sure, a little angel investing that I don't talk about in my videos. Um, and then, and then specifically focus, a focus on marijuana. Cause when I wanted to to jump into the stock market, it was just kind of all over the place. And even now, I mean, it's still like I don't, in general, other than this thing that I want for the long haul, I it scares me. Mm-hmm. But it's it's I think it's the one thing that I believe in. It just it seems like it makes sense, and that more and more people are coming to that side of it. Yeah, I'm going to Colorado uh, next week. I, yeah. I've never been before. Yeah, got a cabin up in the mountains. It's gonna be fun. What part? But, uh, yeah. Um, oh, wait, I'd rather not say, say online. Yeah. I was like, yeah, wait, yeah, wait, yeah. wait, 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 yeah, sorry. Very, it's a really remote uh, area. Um, I think it's probably in the southern part of the state. Yeah, um, my, uh, my brother-in-law decided to just randomly live in Steamboat uh, for like nine months. And he just like, he was like a ski instructor and he just had a good time, smoked a lot of weed and then went, to, went up the mountain. Yeah, I've never been before. This is my first time out there. Uh, Kitty's been a couple times. She's got friends out there, and I'm kind of friends with them too. So, uh, actually, Chiz is coming too. Um, there was once a plan man, for you, Kitty, to move out there. Um, she has considered that as a place to go. I know um, that CBD oil helps with her arthritis a lot. A lot. So she's uh, she's really interested in that. I think she's considering Houston now. I think that's where she might want to go. Houston. Houston. Why? She's got friends there. Oh, okay. Houston's mm-hmm. a neat town. There's there's a lot of fat people in Houston, yeah. and not just not just normal fat. Like my God, drawing a crowd fat, like <laughs> like super, like, super obese peoples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, of course my experience there is limited to like I don't know, a ten mile radius from the airport, I guess. But you know, 
I've been. Yeah, I'm uh, from the Midwest, so I know fat. <laughs> I've been to Houston, I think, three different times. I really like it there. Um, I like Austin better, I think, but they're comp- wildly different places. Um, Texas is a great place. Every time I go to Texas, you know, there's so many stereotypes about Texas, and, every- and everybody makes fun of them. Uh, but I have a great time every single time I go. You know, it's, it's such it's a always big state. Adventure. You can't. Yeah, it's so weird to. Part s- of it. Like, yeah, if Austin someone ever so said to me, different than Houston. Oh yeah, yeah. If someone ever said to me like, "Oh yeah, I've been to Texas before. I've seen it," and he's like, "What do you mean?" Because it's like the third the size of the fucking continent. It's 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 enormous. It's it's uh, one side of Texas is completely different than the other. And it's like saying a... I've been to Europe and not yeah, specifying yeah. country. It's like, where'd you go? Yeah, um, I, but I love Texas. Every time we go, the gun laws are great there. I think they just um, added uh, open carry um, without a permit. Maybe uh, that's a new thing for Texas. Um, I'm not sure. I think they may have had it at one point before. And my source is awful, but I remember... Um, do you remember Michael Moore made that anti-gun movie? Yes, Bowling for Columbine. Seems like him, yeah. Yeah, I remember him saying that Texas had open carry, and he showed this guy who seemed drunk or crazy, like, posing with his cowboy <laughs> rig, you know, like two six-shooters and a bunch of, uh, you know, bullets in the... Is it called a bandolier when it's on your belt? But you can picture it, all the bullets on the belt. And yeah. uh, they're like, no, nah, you can carry it like this. And I saw it, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy, because it's clearly a crazy guy with two guns allowed to carry him around. But um, since then, I've been exposed to so many more guns. Open carry is just, uh, I don't know, a more comfortable way it to carry. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I would never open carry. I would never well, open no carry because I'm a pussy, and I just prefer not to draw attention to myself. Um, well, it's open carry without a license. That's the that's the big thing. They have that it's, here it's that as well. Can, it's it's. Yeah, I think it's that, often I referred know. to as constitutional carry. Uh, New Mexico has it. Um, I can't think of all the other. St- I have a concealed carry permit, so it's kind of supersedes that most of the time. And I don't open carry. I don't. I don't find that to be an effective way to go about life. In North um, Carolina, you can open carry, but you need a license, which I have, to conceal carry. And um, uh, so, open carry is like the the easy way to do it. But um, I don't see anyone open carry, and I just I felt like if I open carried, people would look or point or something. They probably wouldn't. They and, do, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you make a you make a bit of a scene when you go in somewhere packing heat. Um, uh, I, my cousin uh, Scott open carries some. He he'll carry his nineteen eleven. Josh will for sure, because you know he's twenty one years old and he just got his thing, so he, he'll often open carry. Um, yeah, it's not a great idea. No, no, you're just making yourself the first guy that gets shot. Yeah. Just that's, in that's case a, something goes wrong. Where it's like, uh, who am I going to start with first in this crowded theater? Oh, how about the guy who walked in like Yosemite Sam with two stick shooters <laughs> on his hips? Yeah, I'm going to kill that guy. And then if I run out of ammunition, the gun that I brought that's hidden from everyone, I'll just walk over to his corpse, you know, a couple more rounds. No. Yeah, I, I, I made a video about that one time, and I was talking about the differences, and it's it's like... What are you trying to accomplish by being an open carry guy? Like, are you just wanting to flex your constitutional muscle? Is that it? Because if so, all right then. Now you now you come up with a great reason. Okay. But if if uh, but if you're thinking but if your whole point is to be like some sort of, uh, you know, stopping a crime in progress slash defending yourself uh, and the public uh, safety, if that's your goal, then you know you walk in that liquor store. The guy who's about to rob it sees you has a gun. He either leaves and robs someone else or kills you and then proceeds to rob the liquor store. 
you're not going to prevent any crimes. It, it, Let me answer yeah, your question. Everyone gets so jump on. The, uh, when I concealed carry, it's always with what they call a mouse gun. It's very small. I could almost hide it with just one hand. Like, you know, put it behind it, whatever. And um, if I were to try to carry something much bigger than that, I feel like I'd need bigger pants. Like, I, mm-hmm. I can't stick a 1911 inside my waistband. You'd be they, surprised. They, I'm, Not I'm inside the waistband. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> there's a lot of woody in that waistband. I, and actually, my my pants, right now, they're, they're falling off me. I have to keep tightening up my, my belt. Um, Has that know. ever been your, like, weight gain alert? where you have an in-the-pants holster, and then you go to do it one day, and you're like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> guess I'm not carrying today. <laughs> it's just Yeah, yeah, no, that, it totally has. I don't have that medium gun that, that you might concealed carry. I guess I have a 1911 that's not full size, but... Hey, that I, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, e, there's an EAA Witness uh, Compact 9mm. Google that one. That one's pretty pretty nifty. And I have an EAA Witness, like the, a full-size 9, and it's, mm-hmm. I, it's wonderful. It reminds me a lot of that... Um, uh, I'm having a hard time remembering which gun it was. Yeah, the CZ. Yeah, exactly. It's based on the CZ-75. Really? Um, I want to go to a, a big gun store that has, like... 200 feet of pistols that, you know, that I can just try them and see what the triggers are like. And that's, I want to go to a cool one. A, a store or a show? A store. I am, um, you know, I don't love the gun show experience. You're always bumping shoulders with like too many people. It's a crowded expo of a thing. And there's like a bunch of like, I don't know. There's just the scent of racism and anti-Obama <laughs> in the air. You know, they're, they're all there and they're like mossy They're all wearing oak. Philip DeFranco shirts for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> like they came in and bought like a thousand of them. <laughs> I think they were cheap. Yeah. Like they've got camo winter jackets on. Their hunter orange cap. Um, they're just like literally like, you know, fucking complaining about Obama in line as we wait to get in. And then you get in and they're just, I don't know, uh, overweight hunter looking people crowding out the table. And I feel like, I don't like, what do I fucking push back and stand my ground on this shit? Like that's my gun show experience. I don't like it. And um, I have never had this experience. Really? It's shot shit. It's a madhouse. Like it's, it's shoulder to shoulder. I'm literally rubbing it against people as they recognize me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it's, it's a nightmare. But at like most gun shows, I find that you know you walk around, look at all the things you want to see. Um, if Wait, you really the want to go to a aren't good three one, deep, like you don't have to nah. like work your way to the front. Like a like I'm an the actual buyer. Close, you looky lose. Nah, the only thing close to that I've ever experienced was would be like at Knob Creek where they had that massive outdoor kind of thing, where, mm-hmm. and um, and you know there's I guess a couple thousand people there milling around, and then it can be a little bit. Especially around the good ammo and like good stuff, like it, it can be pretty thick. But when I go to like, we went to that one in Harrisburg, and I did that appearance in Pennsylvania. Like, it wasn't like it wasn't crazy there. And the ones I've been to here in Georgia, it's usually you can get in there and get what you want and get out. I want to um, go to a I don't gun like- store on a weekday, you know, where I'm the only customer there. And the guy says, "Do you have any questions?" And I say, "Hell yeah, let's look at them all." That's that's the experience I'm looking for. I. Uh... There's a couple of really good gun stores here in Athens. Um, there's Franklin's Gun Shop and there's Clyde's Armory. And uh, both of them are, they got lots and lots of fucking guns. I guess there's no other way to put it than that. Just just lots and lots of fucking guns. There's a and, good one in Fuquay, which isn't close to me. But there's one called, I think, Carolina Gun Runners or something like that near me. And uh, 
I haven't been there, but their online pictures made it look good. So I think I'll check them out. Yeah, that um, ah, I'm not sure what you're in the market for. I don't know why you want a handgun. To me, I'm like like completely disinterested in handguns right now. I, I, like if I wanted a new gun, it would definitely be a semi-automatic rifle or. That's the thing I'm completely disinterested in. Uh, hmm. If I could see a lever-action rifle or, or a semi, uh, it would be nice to have like a like a nine millimeter AR conversion. One of those deals; those are cool. Uh, like a tricked out one, like a nine millimeter AR, forty-five AR um, that, that would take like grease gun mags or something cool like that. Uh, like an SBR with integrally suppressed, that'd be cool. But like as far as handguns, like I'm eaten up with handguns. I have I have half a dozen nine millimeters and five thirty-eights, and they're just I, I, I've got all the handguns I need. Um, but uh, now that I say that, it's like, do, don't you have all the semi-auto rifles you need? Yeah, that's to? how I, dude. I I don't have your semi-auto rifle experience, right? But if you gave me an ACR, a SCAR, an AR-15, an M4, which is far as I can tell, an AR-15, and um, I don't know, am I missing any off this list? They're all the same yeah. to me. Did we lose Kyle? They all. Well, no, hell, undefeated in gun debates. I'm here. <laughs> oh, I thought Can you were you hear gone. me? Uh, for oh, a no. second, I think I couldn't. Um, ah, there's lots of different operating systems. You know, if you go to something like an AK or to something like um, like, like the FAL type rifles, um, you know, they have rock and lock mags. Um, I don't know. I could probably stump you if I thought real hard and tried to pick out a gun that's difficult to operate, like a, like if I come up with an Ultimax or something. But yeah, you're right. Most semi-autos are very similar in their operation. And... I feel like the thrill I get from my AR-15 is very similar to the thrill you might get from your ACR. Like they're they're just they're. I, I get that the ACR in some subtle way is better, but not not to me. And uh, quick change barrel, like five different calibers I can go to that I was they never watching, came out um, with. Dude, you know I, I so I, I watched a bunch of Hickok 45 videos, and then I started getting into his son's videos. Have you ever watched his stuff? No, I've met his son a few times. He's a nice guy. I people sometimes say should we have Hickok forty five on the show, and uh, I he, he's I'll, really weird about 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 collaborations and stuff like that, and like doing anything online with other people. Um, um okay. yeah, yeah. Just to, to wrap up that thought, I like Hickok forty five. I feel like if he was my neighbor, he'd really like. There's a different version of all of us, right? Like, there, there, I'm a, on this show. I, I, I somehow try to be both like, I don't know, child and pedo at the same time. I, I you know, <laughs> <laughs> love that. That's, you know, make that a shirt, Taylor. Figure that out. Child, nobody's going to buy a child and pedo at the same time. Like, you know, like telling some no jokes. No one wants to fly that flag. <laughs> uh, uh, you, you know, this is the show where you, you kind of cut loose and unfilter. Um, the, the, the version of me that watches movies with my family is a different guy. The version of me in front of my own parents. Like, you know, like I, I think we all have these things. The professional Woody that worked at Cisco was, a, you know, a slightly different variant yet. I feel like I'd really get along with Hickok. But not this version of me. Like, he doesn't want to be on this show. Um, but his son might. I feel like that would be fun. Mm. If people don't know, his son is a full-fledged adult. I'm pegging him at like 27. Like he's not. You know, <laughs> yeah, we're, not, we're not getting some 15-year-old. I'm, tr I'm, I'm just still trying to absorb what the hell you just said. <laughs> <laughs> and they're both and they're both enormous people. They're, they're both like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, or something no, like that. No, 6'8". 
Yeah, I, I was about to say the sun, I think, might be crazier, t- crazy tall. I didn't think Hickok was 6'8". Is Hickok 6'8"? He could be 6'5". The sun's 6'8". I, I thought uh, Hickok I think was 6'8". by himself in those videos, so you can't tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I haven't seen him since, like, SHOT Show a year and a half or two years ago or something like that. But, but the sun, I thought, was taller. And I thought Hickok was, like, two inches taller than me, something like that. I pegged Hickok at, like, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, and I always figured his son was... I don't know. I guess I never really measured him up, but I knew he was enormous too. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of tall people that are in that. Whenever we go, whenever we like meet up at Shot Show or something, like Richard, he's tall. Uh, he's taller than me. Um, who's the other guy? Oh, uh, 22 Plinkster. He's mm-hmm. really fucking tall. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think who the other one is. It's really tall. The joke Always on him is really that tall. his aim's not really that good. It's just that he reaches halfway to the target. Yeah, the the joke is that he's probably the most talented shooter on YouTube. He's fucking incredible. That dude does some cool shit. Um, well, I could uh, too he, if I could reach halfway to the target. <laughs> he's got a he's got a video where he's like in a rowboat rowing rowing down a waterway, and he like splits a card with a handgun as he as he rows past. That's that's in like the the for, the uh, the foreground of the camera that's shooting this whole thing. Like he's paddling, and he just sits his paddle in his lap, draws his gun, and splits the card. Um, you know, sh- shooting aspirin out of the air and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, Richard went down there and filmed some stuff with him. And I know it took a bunch of takes, but man, they did some cool shit. Yeah. He, uh, he's, he's a very good, uh, very good shot with that 22 pistol. I would, I would totally let him shoot out of the air. I would totally let him shoot a cigarette out of my mouth. I would totally let him shoot, um, you know, like, like something out of my hand, like a, like an apple or something, anything like that. I like, I wouldn't even flinch. Like, do it. Go, go for it. This is they where I line up with it. Taylor earlier in the show. It seems like a risk that's not necessary. I, I would, I would yeah. bet that he can hit an apple, but I don't really get why I need to put it on my head. Yeah, I want to prove that I bet he can hit the apple. <laughs> I bet he can hit the apple a thousand fucking times in a row every single time, and I'd stake my life on it. I, I guarantee he could do it. But what's the I win there? Views? Like that's no, I, no, I wouldn't record such a thing. I'd do it privately. I, I feel like it'd be exciting. I'd be, it'd be fun to just do. Um, like the, the, the really fun stuff what? that I usually, uh, yeah, yeah. That's I, insane. We, we, we right. do stuff like, he does stuff we'll like do that. Stuff, yeah. We do stuff that, that isn't exactly appropriate for YouTube and I don't He's upload that, that. Like, Hey Woody, I'd let you shoot a watermelon. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to decline that on your behalf. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've had people ask me to shoot fruit out of their hands. I, I probably oh, shouldn't okay. say if I've ever indulged them or not. Um, I, I might have. Might have, might have well, shot if a you candle. Didn't, you would have said, "Yeah, I didn't." Like, I mean, I might have. <laughs> I, it's possible I shot a cantaloupe out of a guy's hand one time. You know, I, I, I don't know. It, you know, it's, it's not just, completely out of the realm of possibility. Risk. What if he just the one shot in ten thousand that he would miss? He just yeah, you're biting into that apple like a pig about to be eaten <laughs> by King Arthur, and then he shoots from the side, and instead of going straight through the core, he catches this side of the apple, and suddenly you're no front teeth. Kyle, fitting right in Georgia, you know. What a horrible your, your nickname. Your mouth is wired shut for like your next videos. In retrospect, I wish I hadn't invited him to go shoot an apple out of my mouth. But you just, you're sucking spit up. So it like turns out 22 blinks are fucking sucks. I had way too much faith in his ability to hit fruit out of my mouth. Three more takes and he'll kill Remember this. to rate the video and favorite and show your friends. 
Hello, my name is Ephiel Rocha. And I can't open my mouth. That would be awful. But but yeah, I, what I mean, but, but seriously, though, 22, uh, Plinkster's probably, I, I think he might be the best shot on there. He, he's definitely done more, um, I don't know, difficult shots than, than, than most. I've seen, I know there's a lot of guys that do that sort of thing, like shooting stuff at long range. But And it's impressive and all, but if you sit there and just keep shooting enough, like, 500 yards, 1,000 yards, or whatever it may be, you'll eventually hit the fucking target. So that stuff doesn't really impress me that much. It's really cool, and people that do it, they're doing a great job, but I'm more impressed when I see 22 Plinkster doing that that crazy stuff he does. I'm more about the personality of the shooter. You know, like Hickok's a really good shooter, but that's not why I watch him. His son, too. Um, if, if I saw a regular guy out there hit you know, four out of his seven shots, I'd be like, oh. all right, you know, maybe... I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't really judge him. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't watch those videos, to be honest, because I feel like, you know, I could take something from someone else's thing. Um, I you always can hate. Amy when... Schumer it up. Yeah. Yeah. I can Amy Schumer it up. I'd always hate when people do that. Like, like one week we would shoot an arrow out of a shotgun and then you see it on like fucking um, Discovery Channel a month later. The uh, those those gun guys had just <laughs> stolen it. And it, there were like three or four videos that I did that got, I don't know, eight. 12 million views and then you'd see those same concepts six months later on discovery channel and it's like those motherfuckers like like they can't even come up with their own like they're even shooting the same targets they shoot like they, they never did that before um so i don't like watching anybody else's shit because i don't want to even have the possibility of being accused of copying someone because yeah. i don't watch anyone i don't know what anybody else is doing we i don't know if we were talking about that before Care the show or at the discovery, start of it Philip? Uh, on be on behalf of Discovery, I would like to to say that there there is definitely parallel thinking. No, I, uh, I don't. I don't, I don't no, know. that was I, Sons I of Guns. So, no, so I don't they even, cut ties I don't, with them. Oh, I don't even I don't even know what show you're talking about. I was uh, just Sons like, of Guns. The uh, the main guy on the show got in trouble for uh, it turned out he'd raped his daughters and molested them all up real good, and that came out. And so Discovery kind of cut ties with him a couple years ago after all that. Jeez. I'm pretty glad I didn't appear on that show with him too when they asked me to. <laughs> yeah. That's not like a dog the bounty hunter voicemail level faux pas. Right. That's nah, like there's no coming like, back from, from Yeah, he, he just raped his daughters for for a few years. That's all. I've met all of like them before it yeah, too. It's so so awkward. Like like I don't know them by any means, but I've like I've met them all before. So that 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 was um surprising that that, that he was a child molester who like abused his daughters for years apparently. Yeah. Surgeon right for taking my ideas. It's crazy. Oh, that's that's what? I said that's awful. What did you think I say? No, no, not you, not you. I oh. said it serves him right for taking my ideas. But then I was like, oh. how does that make sense? <laughs> it it doesn't out. make sense, but but you know, it's good that a bad thing happened to him because he was clearly ripping me off for forever, just completely copying a thing. Like 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 we just jammed the like when we shot the arrow out of the shotgun. I was just I like, like that right. it's about Kyle. Goody was it caught for about- raping his daughter because you know those were my video ideas. Yeah. The important thing here is that. I was vilified. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that matters is from from my point of view. I, I can't see any other angle on this whole thing. Mm. I, I'm, I'm at a loss yes. as well. I like that, Taylor. A, a shirt that says, all children are pedophiles. They are. Yeah. I like that. We need we need that and a titty milk shirt. I think those th- those would be real nice. Yeah, should they leak from the nipples out, out the front uh, of the shirt? Should, should just be, oh. No, they won't do that. But one of, <laughs> we have one coming out. Uh, it says uh, taking the eye out of risk. Another mm, RSK we're shirt. Going with that one, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. So that's just because a lot of people seem to like it. Uh, they thought of it, 
but uh, all children are pedophiles. I'll see if the graphics guys are willing to put something together with that. You know, <laughs> maybe a little guidance there. You know, now I want to see something really nasty going on, like, like <laughs> right by a Fisher some Price baby telephone. Well, maybe not that. That's a little. <laughs> that's a little gauche. You know, you don't, you don't want to have actual penetration on your T-shirt. Um, I want full penetration. <laughs> full penetration. I will interracial full penetration. Yeah. <laughs> I what was that like uh, a, Sunny episode where they have Dolph Lundgren? Baby. Huh? With Dolph Lundgren? Dolph Lundgren episode of It's Always Sunny where they come up with the idea to have him being like a, a full penetration as a lab scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank, Frank's movies always involve uh, full penetration scenes. Um, mm-hmm. I really hope they pull it together this season because like, like we keep, we've said it a few times, I, this season's a little blah. That first episode was good, um, but they've kind of been shitty since. Um I don't know what's yeah. going on. That's my favorite show. My uh, my my like background right now on my PC is Fight Milk. It's the Fight Milk logo, like 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 the like the the, the crow with the muscles and everything. Um, I wanted a Fight <laughs> Milk sh- forever. I kept looking online for Fight Milk shirts, and they don't exist. Or uh, I wish they would take advantage of capitalize on that marketing uh, potential there and make some Fight Milk shirts. I'd buy hey, that. maybe with this uh, titty milk shirt you're thinking of, maybe we could Ooh. employ a little parallel thinking. Mm-hmm. I like this <laughs> parallel thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Woody's shirt is great. Yeah. The uh, yeah yeah the, yeah. Uh, Taylor came up with that. Yeah. Gluten. Something attention seekers are allergic to. <laughs> I like that a lot. <sighs> yeah. All right. I think we should call the show there. All righty. Uh, Painkiller already. Episode two hundred and sixty-seven. Thanks for coming out. Yep. <laughs>